Hey, everybody. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Tonight, today, well, today for me, tonight for you, I'm doing it live from the forest. Uh, oh, uh, Selkirk Shores Forest. I believe is the, or Selkirk Shores Woods. And I'm walking while I do intro. First, first time, first time walking, doing an intro. Uh, I think. And so we do it, uh, welcome to Sleep Me but you know, probably tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting, sleep trouble falling. Well, welcome. So we covered that. So today we do it with a walk in the woods, a little adventuring. I'm wearing long pants for deer ticks and poison ivy protection. I'm out of breath here, I guess. Um, but all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what that means uh, today is I'm going to use lowing, soothing tones. I'm going to take a walk in the woods, a little adventure, you know, semi-adventure. We're on an old snowmobile path or a cross-country path, cross-country skiing path, but it's not winter. And I'm going to try to take your mind off whatever's got you up to what night tossing, turning, mind racing. Whatever you're thinking about, worrying about, feeling emotionally, physically. Yeah, just listen to my voice and uh, I'm going to take some meanders. You're going to hear some wood in, woods in the trees, wind in the trees, in the woods. You're going to hear, uh, we're close to a road, so that was a car going by, but I could have said it was a natural breeze. You're going to hear birds. You might hear bugs. You're going to hear me walking for the first time, maybe. And uh, it's going to try. I'm going to try to distract you for whenever you're thinking about. And I've never done a walking woods episode before, but I'm always trying to find new ways to take your mind off of whatever has got you up. And that's the concept of the podcast. <sighs> Or the podcast that puts you to sleep. The theory is you can't think of two things at once. So if you're listening to me, we're going to take a walk. And listen. Now, it's not going to be, uh, you know, a forest of enchanted creatures. Maybe we'll run across one or two, but it'll probably be one that's like, well, I'm just twiddling my thumbs here. Yeah, I'm a troll, but I'm twiddling my thumbs. We might see natural things. But it'll be, you know, mostly moths. Moss gathered, not gathering. You know, ro- won't be any rolling stones, and you know, be post moss gathering. So, or you know, we have. I'm looking at some ferns and some other. You know, a lot of natural things I won't be able to identify. Sounds. I'll say hmm, that's interesting. And I'm just asking you to join me uh, and close your eyes. And you say, "Well, geez, will I be able to visualize the forest?" And, yeah, probably. I'm not, my descriptions will be vague at best. And that's about it. I got a vine here uh, uh, growing off a tree. But that's it. Um, I'm glad you're here. And I hope I help you fall asleep. What I'll probably do is uh, record some uh, ambient audio, too. So then I can do the thank yous and stuff with the ambient audio in the background. But uh, other than the thank yous, that I'll either skip or have them in the background with ambient audio. This is all live on location. I've got my main recorder that I've been using on vacation, and then I have a phone with a, another mic back as a backup audio experimental. 
back up audio. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, so I'm glad you're here. And uh, usually, you know, I'm going to start walking here right in my path. We have two downed trees. Uh, one, oh, we got some uh, fungi on it. Uh, and maybe mushrooms. They look like, uh, it looks like, you know, you ever notice some things in the woods that look like some things under the sea? And this is one of those, like, scallop, almost that clam-like mushroom shape. Very white. So I'm stepping over that tree. And we have a branch. And then a larger tree that looks, like, fresher. It's got, look, it looks like some scat or, uh, small mammal poop on it or berries uh, which could be bowls or some berry growth i see uh a couple insects floating around a lot of plant life here this is lush us californians would be i can't believe how lush it is and i'd say this is like a i think this is like a deciduous forest border between evergreen and the deciduous forest because we've got a mix in here of pine evergreens and, uh, you know, uh, trees that lose their leaves at the uh, instead of fall and winter. But right now it's late summer. It is green. I mean, the forest floor is pretty green. We've got a high sun. I mean, it's very shady in here, but enough... I guess in the less, is it less shady or more shady where there's some open spots, but you'd be hard pressed to find a place to even put down a, uh, uh, what do you call those things? Sleeping bag without worrying about, um, I mean, I guess if you were doing that, you'd probably be able to identify, you know, the different sorts of plants. But I, I believe this trail is not, um, it doesn't look like it's been, Lightly traveled, I'd say. I think this is more of a winter wintering spot where people come in their cross-country skis. And here, right in front of me, uh, I'll see if I can get a picture of this. We have a root, uprooted tree, maybe blown over. Oh no, that's not going to work. So, uh, messes my messes with the record. Let me try the other phone. That we're recording on the old iPhone. Oh, but I, I forgot to have a friend meet me up here at the next uh, part of the trail. A new character I recently came across um, based on a. Uh, hey, uh, yeah, and I don't know. Hey, hey, uh, well, I, well, Mike, I'll just take the phone. I'll just get behind me the recorder, mate. Welcome to the adventures of Scooter and Kiwi Shavers. We're out on an adventure. Scooter and Kiwi Shavers, yeah. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to introduce Kiwi Shavers. Uh, Kiwi, could I actually haven't talked to you. You just appeared one time recently uh, in my mind. Could you tell us a little... Okay, Scooter, I like to sing and speak in song, yeah. But I'm an adventurer, adventuring in nature, and nature-related things, yeah. So are you like a land-based... Uh, what's that guy, the crocodile hunter? Scooter, I don't appreciate that. 
No, I'm serious. Uh, I don't know, Scooter. But, oh, Scooter, wait, you say that frog? Is that a frog? We've uh, seen something. We've we got a thick thing of flies here. Scooter, keep walking. But that is, seems to be a frog. Yep, a tiny Can you hear that, folks? That was a teeny tiny spotted frog with spots. We didn't get a good look at him because he was camouflaged. And here we are, Scooter, at a bend. Scooter, do you have a map of where we are? No, Kiwi, I, I uh, just uh, went in the trailhead and then I figured I, I'm, I don't, I'm not one of those people that gets lost or worries about it. We have a sign here, watch out for snowplows. <laughs> oh, mate, that's a funny one. Scooter and Kiwi Shavers, we're watching out for snowplows. So, Kiwi, you see to our left, is it, do you think that's a creek bed or a river bed? I don't know, Scooter. Oh, I got a bug in me eye now. So, is there, do you think it's, oh, another bug in me eye now. Could have meant, do you think it was the same bug? Okay, Scooter. Is that a creek bed? Probably. My forehead's itching, yeah. Alright, we got a bridge ahead. So that'd be a sign we're going over something. And Kiwi, I'll be honest, I've, I've, I've used to run on this trail all the time before uh, it stopped being, you know, but, but now it's oh, chipmunk dead ahead now, Scooter. Here's a Sandy's hiding. I don't know, Kiwi, I think you're singing. Oh, you just barked at a Skoda. Holy shit, what is that? Is that an eagle? No, that's a log. Why would an eagle be on the forest floor? Well, good point. But I, I've run in this woods, and I tried to run in it earlier this week, but it was too... I'm not really worried about deer ticks. I probably should be, but I'm more poison ivy now. It's sensible scooter. But you're out of breath and you're walking. Well, it's because I'm ta- I don't normally record a podcast while I'm walking. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's more shorter grass up here. This has been mowed at least once this summer. Another frog just jumped in. Another one. Yeah, those are small frogs, huh, Kiwi? Oh, there's another one. Can we get a look at it? Scamaforce scooter, we can't possibly see it. You're right, I cannot possibly see it unless they move, and then it's just, uh... Okay, well, I guess we won't get a description of a frog. Just got bit by some mosquito. So, now, I guess I should have listened. Why, why, why aren't you bringing uh, bug spray? Uh, Mom, there's not bugs out during the day. Scooter really blew it without any bug spray. So there was a sign for a bridge, Kiwi, but no bridge thus far. But I guess if we were on a snowmobile, we might already, you know, hit it. But I guess we should be, so right now we're on a, a path, fairly wide path for snowmobiling. In the winter, there's a lot of evergreen trees around us, a lot of um, bugs, some yellow. What's this, Kiwi? Do you know? Scooter, I don't know. 
But somebody is a calling. It's a yellow. Is this like ragweed or something? Scooter's taking a picture so you can identify it. Picture taken, Kiwi. We'll crowdsource that. You think I should do this as an unedited episode, Kiwi? Skoda, you could do that. Maybe you will do that. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I wonder where the bridge went. So we're, uh, it's just an, it's almost, seems like an intentional pass, because we're, like, almost in the cathedral of, uh, evergreens. Let's get a picture of that, Kiwi. On both sides of the path, we have some sort of pine-like tree rising 20, 10, 20, 30 feet in the air. Probably 20 feet, Skoda. And we got pine cones here, stepping on those, you know, help integrate them. Okay, uh, now, Kiwi, as we come along here, I'm getting a smell of, uh, I don't know what. So, so, I don't, I don't know, uh, you smell that? Scooter, Rossi, some clouds, and a lot more bugs. I wonder why the bugs like my eyes. They like me eyes too now, Scooter. Another frog, oh, a lot of frog jump in. Oh, I see one. Oh, he moved. He seemed to be brown and spotted with green and, and, uh, probably like a dual color. Uh, dual, dual color spotting. Dual color spotted. Frogs were a jumping. And yeah, you can hear the grass at my feet, me and Kiwi's feet. You might only hear one set of footsteps. That's because Kiwi is so one with the uh, universe of forest. He floats. Kiwi be a floating through this forest. You know, this this is pretty good stuff, Kiwi, but this may be your own. You might, you might burn your routine out in one episode. We're going uphill, a little bit of a hill. Some serious, serious insect sounds. I'm not sure if the mic can pick up on bug flying sounds, but you might even hear some bug wings. And in Kiwi, I'll be honest, we're not headed in the... Like I said, I don't get lost. But my sense of direction tells me without a doubt we're headed away from, like, deeper... You know what I mean? Farther away from where we'd want to loop around. That's okay, Scooter. Oh, we got a lot of uh, vines here. (sighs) 
Wow. I gotta see if I can get a picture of this. So I'm looking at a, like a skeletal lower version of a pine tree. It's got some pine action at the top with a lot of vines on it, just uh, dried up, you know, Indiana Jones vines. And then through it, the clouds are moving. So let me see if I can get a picture. And then, Kiwi, what do you say? Should we do an adventure? I mean, I know it's a bad idea because it looks like below it, below that vine is all poison ivy. But should we just try to swing live on a vine? That would be an adventure. Okay, so I'm reaching out for the vine. No, I'm not. This is not a material. Okay, you guys hear that? Okay, I'm, I'm testing its grip. Okay, so I'm going to put the recorder in my pocket and I'm going to attempt to swing on the vine live. You know, this is, this is the height of the climax of adventuring here. Hold on one second. Actually, I'm going to put the recorder on the ground because it'll make way too much noise. I'm going to try to aim it. Okay, so you guys can hear me. I'm at a distance here of about five feet. Oh. Okay. All right, I made a successful, successful swing. Wow. Uh, this most running part was not falling into a bed of uh, poison ivy. That way all my itching is coming from the thousands of mosquitoes. Okay, let's take a breath catching break. Recording, clapping on. Okay, f- oh, shit. However, I had it so it got the, uh, okay. Okay, I got it again. Alright, so we're moving, so don't do that again where you unplug the headset. Alright, so I think we are, I think we've taken this trail to the end. Uh, is the problem. I got a feeling this comes out on like, uh, state route something or other. I can hear a lot of, uh, driving noise. So I'm gonna go around this bend. We've, we're out of the, Canopies of trees. I don't know. I'm going to keep going though because it looks like maybe up here. If you guys are listening, just keep, you know, we're, we're looking for a right turn back into the forest because I didn't see any. Oh, we had one turn right way back. Huh. I don't know where Kiwi is. Uh. There's some fuzzy bumblebees. So I'm walking a little bit faster. So I'm going to get just give you guys some uh, forest noise right now.
We've got one cloud that could be, it's, it seems isolated, so if it's not a rain cloud, because I don't have any plastic bags, and I have all my recording equipment that I brought with me with me right now, so that would be bad if it starts raining. Uh, wish it could, but the recording should survive, hopefully. Okay, I'm going to give you more. I'm going to step up my walking. And I may edit some of this out just because... I'm really not the saddest shape. I'm just not used to talking and walking. But, I mean, you guys can hear that I'm making a brisk pace here. Anything I'm going for, every step carries us further away from the right direction. But I'm, I say, well, I could turn back, but I, I like to head in the wrong direction until it's too late. Metaphor alert. My hair is literally caked in bugs. They seem to delight in my fur. Probably deer ticks are like, hey... This must be a deer with this fur. In some good insect action, so I'm going to point you guys towards that noise. Okay, good news. There's a sign that says Junction Head. So that means we'll be able to turn. I'll take a picture of it. There's nothing like a feeling of crawling insects in your hair. But I don't think they're even biting insects, the ones in my hair, so no one, no need to be afraid. They're just kind of say, hey. I'm going to do a little hanging out in this hair here. Or in your eye liquid. Oh, we have a game trail. I'm crossing. Huh, interesting. Very highly traveled uh, deer trail or something. But that's where deer ticks would probably hang out, so I'm not going to go there. First pricker bushes here. Oh, bigger frog, I think, just jumped. Thicker grass we're in. No, it said junction ahead, but I haven't hit a junction. Unless that game trail was the junction. Oh, swamp. Oh, boy, we could be in a... The uh, ground starting to get soft. To where one step, I'll just put it in my foot, will sink like a foot or two. And there's always a nice term for that type of... I always forget what it is. It's not... It's like pre-bog. Okay, so now we're at a crossroads. So... Okay, left goes out of the park, I think. So I'm going to go right. We're on 52A. Oh, now we're on 52. 
which is a secondary snowmobile trail. I'll, I'll take a picture of that so you, you might not believe me, but I've never been snowmobiling in the woods. That'll be a nice picture. Maybe we'll call this episode Secondary 52. It'll take me until I'm 52 to get out of here. And I don't know when... Q- I think when I when I swung on the vine, was that the last time we were from Kiwi Shavers? It may be at the next uh, crossroads they'll meet us. I'm a loud walker. But there's a lot of grass... You can hear the road now, so we're close to one of the roads. And ideally what would happen is this trail went right and it's bending now. And hopefully it'll take another right, you know, so being a long meandering U-turn. This is a meandering trail, though. We just went right. Now we're curving right. And now... As my next steps were curving left again. And then we're going straight. And we've got many bird calls. We've got a, that serious cloud, which we're getting close to. And I believe we're headed uh, west right now, which uh, we can do for a little while. But at some point we're going to want to head Oh no, I guess we're headed north. And now, oh, now we're making a right here. So we are headed west again. Maybe. I don't have a compass. I have my phone in my pocket. And now we have meandered. Well, that's more of a bend than a meander. Fully right, but then now we have a nice bend going left again. And you can, can you hear those bugs? I wonder. Uh oh. This leftward meandering bend is, uh, bending. F- okay, now you could hear slushing because this looks like it's pretty swampy. So I might go radio silence for a minute. There's a, a deep, uh, trail. Okay, yeah, we got a lot of mud. Hold on one second. And we're headed back towards the road again. This is not what I wanted. I'm going to end up... Uh, like five miles out from where we... Uh, started, which is fine, right? Oh, here they... We're on an adventure scooter. I'm back, I'm Kiwi Shavers. Oh, there's that smell again. He's... Um, you smell that? It's these rotting berries. Can you be able to get a picture of these? Are these holly berries? Holly berries. No, holly. Boys in berries scooter. Let's see if I can get the cloud. I don't know, not enough light. So the berries have a very, maybe you can hear me smelling, 
Very unique smell. I guess vinegary, like a, a vinegared berry, maybe. So maybe we have some forest pruno going. And we're off again. We're uh, good news. We're on a rightbound meander, westbound. Oh, we were on a westbound meander. Now we're on a uh, east-north meander. And we're on 52A. I thought we were on 52. S52A is another one. Hmm. I know at some point we're going to reach the... Uh, what is it, east, southeast portion of the forest, and then we'll have to walk on a road, which would kind of suck. For I mean, for, for I guess for podcasts, an adventure scooter, even if you're walking on the road. You know, I'll be honest, Kiwi, I've ran this trail a lot in the past, like uh, three or four years, and I don't remember this area we're in. So we're fully on an adventure. Yeah, we might have to burn these pants um, for poison ivy. And we just uh, crossed a dry stream bed. That was like where our mud source was coming from. I didn't get muddy. But now we're in a nice clearing here where there's, uh, I guess, like the uh, canopy sticker. So the... Ground here is less uh, packed. Let me get some good sounds here. Hold on. Yeah, the sounds of a country state route and uh, the forest. And I got a white sign up here that I believe will say state park lands, which means we're on the park border, uh, which could mean we're, we're road bound. And that's why I'm getting a little deja vu. Maybe I've been this deep in this uh, direction before, but I try to avoid, like I said, going to this uh, border of the park just because I know it ends in one of two roads. And I was hoping to stay in the woods, but we're... Skoda, we're still in the woods now. Don't get yourself all that bent down. Hey, you're right. And you know what I wanted, Kiwi? I wasn't going to do it as part of the episode. And who knows how long we'll be out here, but I, I've been um, fixing for a grape soda on vacation. And I can see this, I can see the uh, place where we get ice cream. And actually we had fried fish dinner there on Friday um, through the forest woods and the, you can hear the road sounds. So we are at that, you know, somewhere near that border. We're still in the woods, right, Kiwi? Right, Scooter. And we're in untrampled territory. And now I know I could just say, I could go get an ice cream, but uh, I'd rather have a grape soda at the state park store where we used to go as children. And uh, was all, I guess I was even as a young man, I was obsessed with New York City and seltzer. And I used to go to the state park store and buy a blueberry New York seltzer. And I thought it was the greatest thing out at It would be my summer treat drink. So I was already odd at a young age. Uh, but, you know, it's a good thing. It works working out great. I'm here in the woods with uh, 
You're here with Kiwi Shavers. Tell Kiwi Shavers more about blueberry salsa. What was, uh, you know, it, it, it's Kiwi, this is a good, interesting you bring up in the middle of the forest of beauty to talk about commercials, but, uh, there's some reason is my youthful mind fused two commercial, uh, things, New York Seltzer and New York Deli, which I think New York Deli might have been a bagel or a bagel chip or some sort of snack in New York Seltzer, but, uh, New York Deli's, uh, tagline was, New York Deli, my purple passion. But then I used to sing, New York Seltzer, my purple passion. But New York Seltzer was seltzer water. It came in a, I, I guess your people, Kiwi, or what are you, where are you from? I'm from your mind, Scooter. I adventure in your mind now. Well, um, okay, well, uh, it came in a smaller bottle than a soda bottle, like a Schweppes type. Or, uh, what's that other one? Canada Dry. Or, uh, I think those are the two. I think we were headed out to the major road up here. Whoa, I almost tripped for the first time. Uh, but yeah, I used to love that. I don't think, I don't know if that still exists. And, uh, of all the flavor, I'm trying to think what I would eat with it. Something chocolatey, I can taste it now. The combination of blueberry seltzer. I don't know if it would have been a Charleston chew. And yeah, so we are going to have to turn back here. Which kind of sucks. And hear the road. Let me just go a little bit further and see if there's a right hand turn. It says bump ahead, which kind of means road ahead. Oh, wait, maybe there is a right-hand turn here. You can hear the street, though. Oh, there is. So we'll take this random right. We could end up a couple towns over. Oh, bridge ahead. We're, on, we're still on uh, Snowmobile Route 52A. I'm getting some... Uh, so we might be near some... Got the campsites because I'm smelling uh, wood smoke. Uh, so we got to be on the border of the woods and the, some of the state park. We might end up on one of the state park roads, but we will see. And then they'll see me talking into a a, a, a black box with a fuzz, a gray fuzz ball on the top of it, and they'll say, "Oh boy, uh, you know." I don't know what they'd say. They probably, I don't know if they'd say, oh boy. And I'd say, I'm Kiwi Shavers. Scooter retreat inside me. Do you want to go over that? Okay. Uh, yeah, let's go over that. Okay. Uh, excuse me, sir. W- what are you doing there? Well, hello. My name's Kiwi Shavers. I'm here in your lovely woods. Adventuring in your woods, my friend. Uh, sir, what is that device in your hand? Well, this is my adventuring recorder, friend. What's your name? Uh, Ranger Biff, sir. Well, Ranger Biff, I'm Kiwi Shavers. I adventure in the woods and the minds of people right around here. Uh, sir, why are you whispering? I adventure. 
adventure on the border of wake and sleep, my friend. Ah, uh, but it's daytime, sir. Well, Kiwi Shavers, when I... Well, sir, you know, I know you're all fishy-looking. And I didn't want to offend, you know, by, uh... uh sir, did your accent just change? Well, that's what I'm trying to explain to you, bud. I usually sing. But I figured since you've got that shiny badge and all things, I would speak like a spoken to... But normally, Kiwi Shavers likes to sing. Uh, what's that device in your hand? The voice. You sounded just like me there, young man. I'll tell you what, Biff. Uh, Ranger Biff. I'll tell you what, Biffster. Would you like to adventure with Kiwi Shavers? Uh, I better call my supervisor. Okay, friend. Well, uh, this here is an adventuring record. Okay, well, uh, there's, an, there's a lot of... Uh, <laughs> this is like the deep woods, like a big rig with a bad muffler. I'm sorry, Biff, what did you say about my muffler? That's what he called me mom in my place of being... Oh, sorry, sir. I was just saying that, uh... I thought your interlude would be ruined by the sounds of those trucks and the constant traffic streaming by now that we're just feet from a, a major thoroughfare. Well, Kiwi Shavers don't mind because he's on, still on an adventure. Biffster, come on. Come adventure with Kiwi Shavers. Okay. All right, Biff. Here we are. Just minutes from the road to nowhere. And we are walking the alternate path of uh, human slowness. Do you hear the call of the giddy geese? They're saying Bev. 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 Hey, Bev, come. So come along, Bev. We're walking, we're on 52A, snowmobile trail, I'm here with Biff, former ranger Biff, throw that, <coughs> throw that badge of your past into the forest floor, Biff. Uh, will that be polluting and uh, destruction of state property, uh, Mr. Shavers? Call me Kiwi Shavers, not Kiwi or just Shavers. Kiwi Shavers, please. Well, uh, well, how about this, Biff? If we listen to the sounds of the forest on our adventure, and they say, Biff, throw it away, would you throw it away? Uh, well, I've always dreamed, actually, Kiwi, of uh, meeting a forest creature, you know, uh, one that would love me for me, and, and uh, well, I'm a... Well, anyway, keep going, Biff. I can barely hear you over those giddy, giddy, giddy gongs. Are those related to the giddy geese, Kiwi? Oh no, those are uh, big hufflump type creatures, but that's a trademark term. Uh, uh, Biff, what could you tell me more about yourself and your fantasies of forced creatures? Well, not really a fantasy, more of a dream, Kiwi. Oh, Biff, we've ended a long 
empty area here. Would you call this a meadow? Uh, we call this uh, Green Waste Field 2477. Oh, well, there's no green waste where I come from. I bet you they called you green waste, Kiwi Shavers. I mean, Biff. Now, Biff, look up ahead. There's another path. I say we take it on an adventure with Biff and Kiwi Shavers. All right, Kiwi. S52C is our next trail. And uh, so I was saying, I, I dream of meeting a forest woman or a person... Uh, you know that would that I could join in the forest like a female swamp thing well more of a forest thing okay Biff you're a little different like kiwi shavers we're venturing for Biff swamp thing Ina alright Biff we gotta get the hell away from that road because it's annoying the hell out of kiwi shavers Now, Biff, let's turn our ears to the forest as we walk for a few bits and hear what they have to tell you about your badges of old days. You're a ranger no more, Biff. You're an adventurer. Well, uh, no adventuring uh, is not called for under ranger regulations. Uh, You're a ranger no more, Biffster. Let's listen to the forest. Now, Biff, would you believe that Kiwi Shavers speaks forest buzzing? I'm interpreting into, uh, you know, phonetic language first, Biff. It's a bit sing-songy, Biff. You may, do you understand it? I'll say it back to you, and then I'll do my best to interpret into a language of adventurers. If I've been bit by a bug. Yes, there's many, 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 many bugs here, Kiwi. Kiwi shavers. Why did spit a bug out there, Biff? But anyway, they said, noon. Uh, Shamwaloku Walking we want to biff Shambodo biff Edo Yendo biff Bugabundo Yan They just said, oh, what was that, boys? Oh, biff, I missed it because I was interpreting their earlier message. Oh, no, I hope it wasn't something important, biff. Biff, did you just hear how long that E was? So they said, Okay, Biff, you want me to tell you what it's going? You've gone silent on me, Biff. I'm tr- you said to listen to the sounds of the forest. Oh, we got bird input. 
Holy crap, Biff, did you hear that? Oh, 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 Biff. Oh, Biff. I can't even put the mic near my mouth. It's so delightful. <laughs> oh, he's not like that, boys. Okay, Biff, so the forest... I'll just give you the summary, because if I tell you everything, it'll take forever, and it'll be incredibly dull. Oh, 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 one second, Biff. More, more news coming in. So, oh, you just crocked a stick there, Biffa. I better, I better sing it. What do you think there, Biff? Uh, I thought you'd use the language of adventurers is song. For we're so joyed at our adventures, Biff. So, Biff, they're telling me that, uh, you know, force range is a pretty good job, mate. So keep that badge on there. I didn't realize you need vittles and things. And they said you've got a place to live even up here in these woods. Is that true? Uh, yeah, share, share a cabin with a couple. And Biff, Al... Are you sure you weren't talking about your co-worker when you were, uh, uh, what co-worker? Uh, because it said here, you know, you said a forest creature you could love. <sighs> Biff, we're getting eaten alive here. We go pick up the pace before I interpret anymore. It's all the humidity, Biff. It's all back in a nice uh, deciduous part of the forest here. Me and my body, Biff. Oh dear, Kiwi Shavers almost fell down. All right, Biff. So, oh dear, what's my bugs? Okay, Biff. So, you, you do you have a? You said you were in love with. A, you were looking for a force creature to love you, right? But the uh, creatures of the force seem to say that you work with a young lady. She's off at the fish festival this weekend. Is that is she a fisherman? No fish is a. I'm just. I'm just busting your chops. If I know what fish is, I read the newspapers of Magnabol, and they're off there, not far away. And your coworker, Ingrid, Tree. What's her Ingrid? Hold on, they're telling me now. Ingrid Tree Moss. Uh, does she just go by Tree Moss? Uh, mostly we just call her Moss. Well, that is about the sweetest name for a young lass. No wonder you're in love with her. Well, I'm not. In, I'm not in love with her. Oh, Biff, you are. You are. You old chap. We're going, we're coming up on a bridge here, Biff. You walk these trails much? I I do. And do you have thoughts about this Moss Moss lass, Moss Mossy girl? Uh, maybe. Well, the force can hear your thoughts, Biff. Oh no, all my thoughts, 
but you're an adventurer. You don't have any bad thoughts, do well, my mom, uh, no, just, uh, yeah, but if those thoughts are fine, I'm just saying thoughts about, you know, oh, wow, we're on a, crossing a bridge with Biffster, and we're all autopilot life, really thick bugs and plant life. Well, Biff, I think you should ask old Morsey out. Well, she's on a trip with uh, our other co-worker, Derek. Oh, the famous Derek, eh? I hear he's an adventurer with the Morley Safer. Oh, really? Oh, no, Morley. Anyway, Biff. Bug on Kiwi Shavers. Bugs all over Kiwi Shavers. Biff, I'm, I'm, I'm tiring out of here. I know. If I just got bit through my pants by a mosquito right through my pants. Any idea how much longer we'll be on this trail, Biff? For this would be a long, long episode for uh, Scooter's fans, and we all Scooter at some point. Well, uh, I don't know, because I'm, I'm, I need to run or run back and find my journal and make sure that Moss didn't take it on her trip to the fish show. All right, Biff, run along. I'll run the show from here. Good luck with your love affair. Kiwi shavers here now. We're still in the forest. And uh, here we are, folks. We're uh, hour 14. Kiwi shavers have been abandoned by Scooter. Kiwi shavers is tired. And Kiwi shavers even said, Scooter, let's put out some water. And then Scooter forgot to bring it. He said, okay. And then he didn't bring it with him. Now we go to a well, what is this? It's a rock path here. Well, this is good news, Scooter. Maybe I'll find Scooter along here. But Kiwi Shavers doesn't know I'm going to go right now. On a rock path. Hey, Scooter, what are you doing here? Hey, Kiwi. I was just, uh, uh, wondering what's up here. It, uh, I'm hoping it's a, uh, says danger, so, all right, let's check it, Scooter, danger high banks for sure, maybe it's a rock uh, excavation place, I believe, Scooter, Scooter, if you have adventured here, no, Kiwi, I've dreamed of someplace dangerous, okay, we'll get a photo, it doesn't say do not, though, it just says danger, what do you think the banks are? Rock bank. Well, like for deposits. I, honestly, I do think so. Unfortunately, Scoot, it's just a green waste site. Uh, Kiwi, um, uh, 
What was that guy's name, Biff? He was telling me all about it, Biffster. Oh, yeah, he creeped me out, so I went with this cabin, this girl who left the fish show, and uh, she got dumped by her boyfriend, so I just made out with her for a while. Oh, oh wait, wasn't it, wasn't it, did she have him? Well, she was a, woman, a moss woman, uh, which, believe it or not, you snuggle with a moss woman, I don't think I can go back now, Kiwi. Well, cheers to... Let's get off this rock path, Scooter. Here we go. Oh, Scooter, you want to go on another, uh... Oh, no, that's not a... I thought that was a vine, but it's just a brunch. We're in a nice, wide, wooded path now. With lots of shade and less bugs, yeah. Yeah, this is nice, Kiwi. If we would have been only on this trail, uh, it would have been great. But then it wouldn't be an adventure... And I wouldn't have met Biffster. And Scooter, you did more than making out with the moss girl. Because I can see your red, your neck is so red. Yeah, well, this is the giveaway. For some reason, my neck and chest get splotchy. I know it's Scooter. Oh, yeah, thanks for not saying anything more than that. How many bugs do you think are in our air, Kiwi? I know, Scooter, we should have brought a hat and the water and the drinks, you know. Because I don't know where this pass going to come out if we wouldn't be able to get a drink. <sighs> right, and we're probably late. But I can see around this left bend, through the trees, maybe some cabins or RVs or tents. And that would mean we'll come out somewhere, um where we might be able to get a drink. This might be, I don't know, if, Kiwi, what do you think? Should we just make this one big episode or break it into two? I'd say if it's over an hour and 15, break it into two, Scooter. All right, well, let's walk up this hill and we'll we'll, pa- we'll pause uh, and restart so we don't lose these recordings, all right? All right, Scooter, at this sign now. And this is starting to look familiar, like I've run this before, so. All right. All right, so I was just, I didn't do anything. I, didn't, I don't have any liquid in me to have to do a fake bathroom break. Um, but me and Kiwi are here, we're walking, we're in a nice shady area. Only bugs here are, uh. I kind of like to be in the hair. I don't know how soothing this is listening to me walk and talk, but so for a little while, since it's a quiet walking area, I'll let you guys get some more forest sounds. Could you walk more quiet? No. Okay, Scooter.
Hey, Kiwi, can I ask you something? Are these mosquito bites supposed to turn that white that fast? Yes, they are, Scooter. Because you are so haughty. Haughty or hearty? Both, by the way. And I guess I should talk to you about how haughty you are. And you shouldn't have made love to the moss woman. Well, she was more like a young, young woman. How young, Scooter? Thirty-something. That's a woman. Okay. Anyway, Kiwi, um... Let's get some more forest. Let's go back to the forest. Because I I can see about 300 yards of trail. It's the first time we've had a a view of the trail, Scooter, for this fall. And, Scooter, I've got a good feeling this is going to come out. Now, it's not going to come out where you wish it would. I can read your thoughts. But it'll come out a bit uh, west of there, uh, north of there. Or whatever direction, and then we'll uh, make our way to the camp store, and then make our way back. Yeah, great idea, Kiwi. Now, Kiwi, do you think it's strange we haven't seen any mammals? It's good we haven't seen anything but uh, horses' carriages. That's the only creature other than... Well, we saw the uh, chipmunk. That's a scooter. That's a mammal, technically. Oh, yeah, but that was a long time ago. And then uh, Biff, he's a mammal. And then the Morse woman, uh, was she a human, a humanoid, a plant, one of those plant combos? Yeah, I think with the proximity of the nuclear power plant. And she said she did a lot of acid. Um, those things in combination with, uh, she, she said she's a lover of moss. And I think she said she practices as a moss-based religion. Oh, Scooter, tell me more. Yeah, so she, so I think, Scooter, she wasn't just covered in moss or algae, was she? Uh, she was beautiful, Kiwi, and uh, also imaginary, making the whole thing up. Oh, Scooter. Yeah, all the bugs they told me about you and Biff, so I thought I'd, Spin a little yarn for you and, and Biff, but so Biff's listening in the forest, Scooter. I heard him weeping back there. You really probably heard him. Oh, well, that's too bad, but, um, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know where this trail comes out. It's going to come out, and we're going to be at the, uh, Selkirk Shores State Park, not far from the beach. Maybe, no, well, maybe pretty far from the beach. I see a cabin here, and maybe one day we could have, uh, next year maybe we could do a meetup here. Like this year, just with family stuff, I couldn't pull it off. Uh, but maybe next year, what do you think? Scooter, that is brilliant. Maybe. Brilliant. Thanks, Kiwi. So we want to find the park store, which, uh, well, we should probably find the park first. Let's continue straight here. Run, uh, the red trail now, I believe. Good job, Scooter. Let's 
Skoda, why don't you check and see how many steps you walk today? Good idea, Kiwi. <laughs> Only 6,000 steps, so we walk a lot more during a work day. That's funny. Maybe it's off because of the forest. Uh, maybe. So, Kiwi, one problem we're going to have up here is humans, because um, we're exiting the forest. But, uh, I don't know, I guess it doesn't matter. Well, Biff works here, Scooter. Yeah, but he's imaginary. Oh, I forgot about that, Scooter. Just like the only girl you've slept with. Okay, so... We're in Selkirk Short. We're heading out of the woods in an undisclosed part of the park here. Yeah, Selkirk Short State Park. I think this might be RV filling station. And I don't know how people are going to uh, look at a man carrying a black box with a... Uh, oh, here comes a truck. Nothing people... And trucks love more than, uh, uh, you know, difference. But that is the RV filling station. And now we're out in the open. The gang truck really gave us a look there, Kiwi. But this is the bathroom my dad used. This is, he runs over here so that he can use this bathroom here as opposed to, uh, the one bathroom we all share. And, uh, oh, we in some park. You know, park, you know, yeah, Kiwi, Kiwi Shavers, uh, like to point out this is where Biff lives, I think, was the, well, yeah, this is where I, uh, yeah, we got some bikers, so let's shoot it behind us, Kiwi. Scooter, I just saw something. You look just like a crazy person carrying in one of those uh, handheld AM radios listening to a baseball game. So you just say that's what you're doing because you do look like a lunatic. Is there any cars coming? There's what kids riding bikes now. Riding right by us. They seem pretty damn happy to be riding bikes in the forest. Can we shave us? Walking with Scooter. Talking into a black box. Just miles from a nuclear power plant, Scooter. Probably not the best idea. When did you get all paranoid, Kiwi? You're the one who's... Anyway, Scooter, did you really sleep with that Morse girl? Because Biff's going to be crushed. We just passed the flat, I think. 
Uh, 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 no, there's still one. I think there's it's Sunday, so I think there's still one more night of fish shows or the day show. So she she couldn't have been there unless she was, you know, looking for a little, uh, you know, de-angstification from, uh, you know, whatever. That was in an answer scooter. But who knows in your mind where we all go? Can you believe there's room for me, you and Biff in your head now? And Ray and the Gregor. And Bernie and no Nana. Okay, Biff, let's get a... Oh, Scooter, you're even taking over me voice, mate. But let's get a... You're right, let's get a picture of this sign here. This has the uh, directions and we're going to head to the camp store. Hopefully it's 2 p.m., Scooter. Well, late. Grandma's gonna flip. All right, waited left here, and I don't know again if this will be a two-porter or a one-porter episode. Maybe at some other point we can uh, record walking to the beach because we didn't get to the beach, which for many years don't. What do they call that scooter when they cut back on things? Uh, they say, let's cut the taxes for the rich and the beaches where people would swim, you know, that work every day. And they could affordably go here to a state park, a resource for all, and swim and camp. Let's charge more for camping through a, through a for-profit company. And then say, we're not even going to pay for swimming guards, so close the beach. But we'll still charge you, and you really got nowhere else to go unless you're rich. Now, your parents bought the little cabin back in a long time ago when it was shape. I think they call that austerity, Kiwi. Scooter, I just realized you really look crazy because uh, you uh, you have two sets of microphones, not just one microphone. And now you're talking into both microphones. So you look like you're pretty wired up there, mate. Yep. All right, so we're going to try it. We're going to cut off communication here and try to get some area noise. There's a lot of people, you know, enjoying the Sunday. Scooter, I see a payphone. You think there's a payphone in there? Yeah, probably because it's a campground. It makes sense. Oh, yeah, Scooter. I stand corrected. Can we drink out of this water fountain? Sorry, I burped. Alright, let's get some water and then we're going into the camp store.
Alright, I'm going to put this in my back pocket while we go into the camp store. Sorry about that swearing. The camp store is closed. Oh, man. What a bummer. Not open on a Sunday? Oh, must close at like 2 in the afternoon doing austerity measures. Yeah, 11 a. It's only open for three hours on Sunday. Well, there goes the uh, grape soda. I can't, I gotta tell you, Kiwi. I've never looked forward to more, anything more than a uh, uh, grape soda at the camp store. Poor little Scooter with his first world problems. Alright, so now the mics may be getting blown out. Walking by the lake and we're going to head back. Hey, you guys might as well join me. And we'll see how long, you know, this may be a two-parter. Or it might just be a super long episode. But yeah, that was a disappointment. I don't think this store is going to be open again. That was one of my bucket list things. As a, uh, you guys heard hours ago. Oh, I'm smelling a skunk, though. Tell me. Skiwi smells a skunk too, Scooter. Let's smell again now. It could be a fish on the beach that's passed away now. Okay, we're going to take a picture of this sign because it must be when they were still calling uh, swimming bathing. But it's not that old, so... I'm surprised that sign's made us right on the edge of the woods here. And now we're back in the woods. We're walking along a uh, the bluff some above the lake. Not very hard, so you may hear some lake noise. There's a path where people have clearly been bathing. Or maybe making out with moss girls. Scooter, I'm afraid you got some moss on you. Remember, Kiwi, that all happened in my mind, so... Oh, I forgot, Scooter. Right, we're coming across some people walking, so they're gonna think this is strange. They're old too, so they're not gonna. So I'm gonna definitely pretend I'm listening to the radio, and you're gonna probably hear me. So I'm pointed down. Hello. Hello. Use my kiwi shaver's voice. To say hello. I know it's more English, and the wind was going, but uh, they did. You, that's, they did give you the look like, oh, how lovely! Hey, uh, 
strange, you know, wired up Australian. Let's get back and tell the ranger about that. That drove by you twice. And uh, we'll go, you know, see if you can catch me, ranger. Uh, This can't be used in trial. For imaginations not yet legal. Until future crime. And even then, sleeping with an imaginary moss-based woman is not... Scooter, you think that'll be illegal? That'd be too bad for you and Biff. Were you going to imagine Biff sleeping with a moss-laden girl? This is a weird thing to try to cover with you, Kiwi, but Biff was in your imagination, which is weird. Huh, wait a second. Holy crap, Kiwi. So if we follow this back, Biff was in your imagination. The moss moss, moss girl was in Biff's imagination. Me sleeping with the moss woman would have been in your imagination outside of the imagination of Biff which it was created in but in some sense hmm so it's like a, a, a nesting Russian nesting dolls situation you didn't answer me question could you let Biff sleep with her Kiwi Chris let's not talk about it because this is listen the force doesn't like it you're right about that scooter. But that's weird. Wait a second, let me go over that bar song now. Scooter imagines Kiwi and adventures with Kiwi Shavers. Then Kiwi Shavers mad- meets Biff the Ranger, who fantasizes about a hippie girl named Moss. Then Kiwi, we talk about if he's in love with her. Then Biff leaves and Scooter comes back now. Scooter makes a reference to being with a Morse girl who's in Biff's imagination, which isn't within Kiwi Shaver's imagination, which, which is in Scooter's imagination. Yes, and that's not confusing. But it is a bit disturbing. Yeah. Uh, but we found a purpose for it, Kiwi. That's the good news. Is that, you know, maybe uh, most people are probably asleep right now. Or maybe somebody woke up and then are falling back asleep to this conversation. So, you know, just like a Rus- Russian nesting doll... Uh, entertains a child for five minutes before they say maybe 10 or 15 minutes I guess you could, well, there's a lot of things you could do with nesting dolls I, you know say you could have you could split them up into a top family and a bottom family you know and say well where are the bottoms where are the tops and say well yeah the tops to me Scooter you just stripped yeah thanks Kiwi because I, we were getting confused on vices there. Yeah. I think it's because of exhaustion and dehydration. Okay, get ready for your Kiwi Shaver's voice now.
That girl's in a beret scooter. You think she is a hippie? Shave the voice says hello. Whose imagination was that? I don't know, but we're exiting the woods on our final trek home. Um, I mean, yeah, sometimes during the week I walk 20,000 feet, and this like 8,000 feet that we've walked, I guess because of the heat and the bugs and talking. In the lack of grape soda. You know, that was, that kind of was the, the roughest part. But that was fun scooter. Well, but like I was saying, Kiwi, like, uh, we finally found, you know, say, geez, some people imagine action movies. Some people imagine uh, thrillers. Some people imagine romances. Some people write books about every topic imaginable, imagined, and real. Some people make podcasts about everything. You know, when they say, geez, this is funny, or this is interesting. And, you know, some people, they sell things. Some people make things. Some people uh, ser- do service, you know. And they say, you know, like mental health, doctors, lawyers librarians, you know, all, you know, there's so many different things people could do, Kiwi. And then, oh, but Scooter, you're saying with your strange imaginations, within imaginations, are you sure it's not just a coping mechanism for being bored and not being able to live in the moment? Uh, I call it plussing the moment, Kiwi. I say, take a moment in the woods where you got bugs it's just like the podcast when people sleep. I had bugs in my hair. Humidity. My my legs are. I don't. I don't like wearing pants in in, in the East Coast. Uh, mosquitoes. A uh, lot of walking we just did. So you know by bringing you along and then whatever happened when I went away. Uh, you know it was still we were in the moment. I I think I could argue against that. Okay, well, okay, let's take the secondary thing that I was already talking about. Uh, What if our imagination is now, you know, helping... uh, Somebody might be awake or they're feeling lonely and they're like, oh, I just want a little silly little trip with Scooter into the woods. And Kiwi Shavers, who was like, man, I like that. I like that guy. I don't know if I could take any more episodes of him and him singing. Well, Scooter, your imagination will have to do more. Okay, we're getting hit by a lot of wind here, Kiwi, so I'm a little worried about the sound being waking anybody up. Because I think, I think we'll just not edit this episode and send it straight out. Okay, call coming, Scooter. They're gonna think you're crazy talking on some cheap-ass phone. I 
I think you have a case of over-importance, for they didn't even notice. Right. Alright, Kiwi. Well, uh, there's a family getting ready for a walk, maybe to the beach. And, uh, I'm ready. Uh, could you probably use a hip replacement? I think in my life my hips ever hurt, but it hurts today. And, uh, here comes people on a bike. I wonder if we know them. Get ready. Shaver's voice, you chickened out now. So, I mean, like I was saying, Kiwi, before, you know, maybe people are getting the use out of this uh, mind of ours, you know, uh, rushing, nesting imaginations. So, you know, someone's out there, just like when we listen to Dr. Demento, you may have only been like a little kiwi seed. And, you know, saying, you know, I don't know what you were doing, but bouncing around in there and waiting to germinate or whatever the hell it is you do. And Biff and the moss girl, those were barely even, uh, I don't know, if was moss like a, what are they called those things? Uh, spore, 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 sporific, isn't that what they say about sleep stuff? So that's about it, Kiwi. And we're back, and uh, we're going to take a picture of the private road sign that says Pine Grove Beach. And it'll become a dirt road, kind of. And then we will be, you know, I'll say goodnight to everybody as we return. And then Mom and Dad will be like, where have you been? And that's I need a grape soda, and we don't have any. Alright, so, anyways, listen, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Probably different, probably unedited, but I'll process it, so... But it'll probably be, like, a lot of breathing, and, and... But, you know, we'll see. So, I hope you, if you're listening... You enjoyed the episode, your sleep. But thanks so much for listening. Thanks for allowing me, the as an audience, to have the uh, pretty good. How you doing? Uh, but uh, you know, as an audience, to uh, do experiments like this, so. Get a good night's sleep, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. Tonight it's uh, Tales of Lady Witchbeard, our tales of 
Lady Witchbeard is a serial story. But all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do tonight, I'm sitting in a uh, little bit of a... You, can, you might be hear some background noise. That's a little bit of wind. A little bit of breeze. A little, you know, in the background. As I record on location here. At the uh, undisclosed... Uh, you can hear the beautiful sound of the breeze in the trees. The wind in the trees. You may be able to hear some night insects. I'm mostly protected from the night insects, and, and uh, but I'm uh, I'm in a tent-like screen 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 structure. Uh, I mean, the moths are in here with me. I see plenty of moths, not too many though. But uh, but anyway, all you need to do, uh, locations aside, is uh, turn out the lights, get in bed, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. I think that's what I was saying. And what I'm going to do is reach across this deep, dark, breezy night. Uh, I'm going to try to create a safe place using lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, exposition, world building, uh, pontificate, you know, low-grade pontification. I've got a mean case of low-grade pontification here on the show. Uh, No pontiffs. I mean, there may, maybe there will be. I don't think there will be any pontiffs. But, you know, pontification, I don't know if those two things are related. It sounds like it, though. But what I'm going to do is create a safe place. I'm going to try to take your mind off of whatever's running through your brain, whatever's racing through your brain, like this breeze racing through the trees around me. Uh, it is somewhat comforting. Uh, like this breeze might be a pleasant distraction. A lot of times your thoughts are not, they say, you know, at bedtime, they they start uh, uh, jockeying for your attention. You're saying, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, listen to me. Or, hey, we got to do this. Why didn't you say, you haven't thought about this all day. It's time to think about it now that you're about to go to sleep. Hey, have I taught, you know, it's been a while since we've talked about your breath. You know, we should probably... You know, think you know, thoughts that are just things that are totally, you know, that since I, you say, well, geez, I'm trying, you know, ideally, I, I mean, my breath would be better, i feeling if I slept better, because then I'd be remember to brush my teeth before I left the house. So, you know, could we, hey guys, everybody in my head, brain bots, as I like to call them, maybe breeze bots. The breeze bots would be the, the positive brain bot. They say, well, yeah. We're just a breeze sweeping it. Maybe that's what the Zen masters would say. You know, they change their brain bots into breeze bots. Oh boy, it just gave somebody wants to come over the competing podcast. I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah, we're the breeze bot podcast. We turned brain bots into breeze bots. This is Max here on the breeze bot podcast. Yeah, friends, welcome. We're talking about all those little friends in our heads. Previously by that man whose podcast I put out of business. Scooter was his name. So filled with angst. We hope the universe finds Scooter well right now. But we're here changing your brain bots into breeze bots and all you gotta do is let them go. Just let them go, those thoughts. Don't pester me. Breeze, breeze away. 
Let's see, for a lot of us, sorry to interrupt you, Max. Reality check. Yeah, Max is a nice-hearted guy, but probably at peace. Probably, you know, probably capable of tantric sex and love. And probably, you know, probably a six-figure earner, so he's got a lot that I don't have. But, you know, I say, Max, geez, I've tried, I, I've tried those things. I said, geez, I've tried, and I find my brain as, as cynical and wily as if the uh, wily coyote and the, uh, what was he chasing around? Me, me, the thing, Roadrunner, he was chasing around. If they, you know, made peace and made a child, that would be the thoughts in my head at bedtime. There is why, or maybe they're just like a roadrunner, but with a wily, wily, wily roadrunner, minus the idiocy. So a little bit, you know, 1% of the coyote, the, the part that's a troublemaker, and the rest like a roadrunner buzzing around, me, 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 right before I sleep, 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 me, me. And then saying, hey, let's do some crafty stuff tomorrow. Uh, so is, is there a point in here? Is there a point in here? The point is, if if your brain does any stuff like that, or your body does that, or your feelings do that, or, you know, you start, we've talked about this a lot, you know, you drop into some philosophical zone, or uh, what's it? It's a, it's a more, another word for, uh, what's it? It's, it's, it's theology, theological, or just general thought experiments, intellectualizing. Can, don't try, and again, this is another one, don't contextualize things at bedtime. Because they said, well, maybe, maybe you should put them in context if that's what, but sometimes contextualizing sounds complicated to me. But they say, well, geez, if you're going to just put it in context, be like, you know what, let's deal with this tomorrow. Maybe you should have, listen to Max's podcast, the Breeze, Breeze podcast, or whatever he's calling it. Right, right, right Scooter. Well, it's Max. I, he definitely, probably, anyway. So, if your brain does any of that stuff, what I'm going to try to do, and what I'm trying to do even now, with my pointless metaphor meanders... That's patented, Max, so don't try to steal that. But uh, it's just take your mind off stuff. They say you can't think of two things at once. Even if they say that in the wrong, you say, well, you probably can't think of three things at once. So, you know, number one thing, think about sex with somebody, you know, man, you know, preferably imaginary. You know, maybe or listen, listen to me, two or one. And, uh, and then, then there won't be room for three, all the other, you know, the wily, uh, roadrunners in your brain, the breeze bots, the brain bots, uh, even thinking about what well, I'd like to be on team max. I'd like to be a Zen master to turn my thoughts into breezes that are as lovely. Now the breeze just settled down out here with all the, bre- they said, we better quiet it down here. Max is coming. And we don't want him to do any, you know, he, we don't want him to give us the old lotus. And especially when he sits like that, we can see up his shorts and it's like, we don't, you know, oof. That's what the breeze says about Max. You know, we might accidentally fly up Max's shorts. So they say quiet down so Max doesn't detect us with his, uh, his, uh, third eye. And then you can fit, fit any joke in there you wish, any joke you wish there. And see how quiet the breeze is getting. 
And in some sense, this sets up the perfect metaphor. Because even when the breeze quiets down, you say, well, geez, there's those insect noises. Or, or, or is that the sound of stars twinkling? You know, because we associate the two things so closely, or I do. But either way, you know, there's levels of noise in our brain. And I, I guess I just would like to put in my uh, application to be the main noise. Or, yeah, like I said, if you have some, you know, uh, I don't know what the right word is for, uh, but you say, you know, I, I'd like to be one of the noises in your brain, one that takes your mind off the other stuff. You say, well, you don't got to take him seriously. Clearly, first time listening to this podcast, I already know this guy is, uh, you know, nice enough, but I don't have, you know, he's not going to be winning. Is it, do they come out with the premium MacArthur uh, grants, premium MacArthur grants? He might win one of those, the premium ones. Uh, so that's it. I don't know if that made any sense. You know, I got breeze around me. I have a case of breeze brain, as a matter of fact. It's like a brain freeze uh, caused by the breeze. So take that, Max. I just stole your idea and reformulated it into my own podcast. Like I said, I'm a pod- we're a podcast. I'm a podcaster uh, to put you to sleep. I do it with lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, long-winded metaphors, uh, references to obscure Zen figures, so a lot of silliness. You say, well, it's just it's a, a different kind of silliness because it's not a hilarious... It's, you know, maybe best case guffaw, but more of a, you know, as you said, he's going into the freemium joke well again. He said, you know, more like a freemium guffaw, like a guffaw light version. And I'd say, well, yeah, if you get a light guffaw is perfect for bedtime, you know. Chamomile tea, a light guffaw before or after your tea is fully into your stomach. You know, you don't want to be guffawing when it's in that, uh, your umglot or whatever, whatever the hell that thing is that hangs down there. So that's it. I'm glad you're here. What I want to do is put you to sleep. If you, if you, maybe you're asleep already. If not, I'm going to talk about Lady Witchbeard. I'm going to recap the last episode. Antonio Banderas is going to pop in, set, you know, do the intro. And then we'll do the show. So I'm glad you're here. And I hope I desire, I wish, I hope you, you know, I help you fall asleep tonight. And thanks for stopping by. All right, housekeeping. Hey, everybody. Sorry I missed the uh, thank yous in the housekeeping uh, Tuesday night, but we're back Thursday. And this will probably be the last. Well, I, I should be, by the time, I should be returning to California soon. Uh, by the time you hear this, I will be almost back. But housekeeping, we, we're on the web, com. You can find older episodes there, up to episode number one. Uh, you can comment on the website. You can find, you know, show notes and other information and stuff. Uh, what, do, what do you call it? Um, you can also email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Another great place to get me is Twitter at Dearest Scooter or on Facebook. Sleep With Me Podcasts are great places to communicate uh uh, with me, or I try to share uh, bloopers and uh, retweet and uh, sleep-related articles and stuff like that. Uh, we got our sleep show test going with Bob. 
I wish I knew that phone number. I might look it up before, you know, pause it and look it up. But if you want to call in, you know, the topic this week is uh, doctor's appointments, making doctor's appointments, or, you know, insurance. If you know uh, any uh, main places in any your country uh, where people that don't have insurance can find it, you know, so you just go to this website or this office, uh, give us a call at that number. Uh, you can find it at... Uh, I don't know where we find it on the website, but it'll be in the show notes. It's uh, something for Sleepy, but I'll look. I'll try to look it up. Uh, I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful Podcast. He does our music. Scotty and Jennifer do our artwork. We have a Facebook group over there at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. That's our Facebook group where you can share or, you know, ideas or talk. You know, just make friends would be the thing. Uh, or, you know, maybe make uh, acquaintances that are having trouble sleeping. Uh, let me pause it. I'm going to, you know, dig in. I want to start the thank yous and find out that phone number. I'll be, uh, we'll, I'll be right back. But for you, I won't, I'll never go. Uh, I'm never going to live. Do, 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 do. Da, 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 da. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll Maybe i just sing an interlude while I do, 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 do. Gonna look this stuff up. If I can get an internet connection. No, 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 no. Unmerch you. I don't know why I sang. Oh, because we were talking about Rick rolling. Because I guess uh, someone was saying there's a cool Rick roll that happened. Live you up, never gonna run. So I just rickrolled you all, unintentionally though. I just start. I guess I ri- my my subconscious rickrolled me, which is like rickrolling is like ten years old. And I you guys can Google it. It's not that important to know. Okay, on Sleep Show's show notes, it doesn't have the phone number. Oh boy, just got bit by a mosquito. This is live podcast and on location here. Lake Ontario, one of the Great Lakes. So I may have to pause it. Do 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 da 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 da. Wanna look up? Okay, three one eight four seven five three three seven nine. There's three one eight four sleepy. If you wanna call in and talk about any of that stuff at our voicemail line, uh, I want to thank uh, Patty J. For her comments on the website, and she shared a picture of, uh, you know, Bob at the ready. I don't know how she caught Bob in action, but he's at his big board. I will try to tweet that out or something. But thank you so much, Patty, for sharing that. Uh, over on iTunes, if you want to review or subscribe to the podcast, just go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. And, you know, or if you use it, you don't use a, 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 a Apple device, you can just... Uh, you know, subscribe and whatever podcast you use, that brings a podcast straight to you. You know, so, so subscribing to it, then you've got to think about downloading or whatever. When it comes out, it'll be there. But uh, iTunes reviews help, uh, you know, people say, Jesus, this podcast worth my time or not? And we got a couple people, Laura B to the S to the R, listens to the podcast every night, helps shut off Laura's racing mind. Meandering, you know, steers scooters, meandering, rambling, oddly echoes uh, uh, Laura's meandering thoughts. But instead of listening to theirs, they listen to mine. So thank you for your review. 
And then we have uh, Gator Girl 1010. You know, 1010 Winds used to be the news station in New York City. Or was it the sports station? I guess it was 1010 Winds. But this is Gator Girl 1010. I don't know if you're uh, at the Gainesville campus of Florida State. No, the University of Florida. Yeah, but that, you know, that was where my mind. So if you are, let me know. Because uh, that would be just cool. Because I was on that campus uh, six or eight months ago. But anyway, Gator Girl's hooked. And I uh, can't say enough good things. Wow, whatever magic formula scooters got works like magic. You fall asleep before a story. Stressful job, anxious, anxious person. Of course, your mind's going to bother you at night. But I get you through it. That's so nice to say. Uh, dry sense of humor, engaging gotchas to keep you entertaining, and laugh out loud and then fall asleep. And that's what I love to hear. Then this one, oh boy, this is some, I feel like this might be someone I know, but I don't think it is. I feel like it's just someone that listens to the podcast, not another mass hole. And I don't know, you know, those of you guys that don't live in the, well, anyway, we don't have to talk about the history of mass holes. But anybody, they say, geez, I'm not another mass hole. They just happen to be in the Massachusetts. And I'm not against Massachusetts. And in sleep time, I'm not even against mass holes, but this is not another mass hole. It's the only, again, this is like the, uh, uh, what do you call that? Apex of reviewing. The only re- review I'll probably ever write. And that deserves all praise. I mean, that's kind of all you got to say. That's so nice. Perfect companion for anyone who has heartwarming. And they recommend it. To, so thank you, non-mass hole. And then how about this for irony? Uh, the next one is by the Prospector, New York City, and I think it, when I lived in New York, maybe in the, in upstate New York, I knew about mass holes. But it was when I lived in New York City that I was became, you know, was taught about mass holes. But this is from the Prospector, uh, New York NYC. They say, "What a snooze fest!" Z z z z z. So thank you, Prospector. Thank you, non mass hole. Thank you, Gator Girl. Thank you, Laura BSR. Uh, over on Facebook, I want to thank Victoria, who mentioned the podcast, uh, Stephen B., who may, maybe checked out the podcast because of that. I want to thank Julie F., uh, Laura B., uh, Dave, our buddy David P., Brandon C., Julie C., or Brandon G., I'm sorry, Brandon, Brandon G., Julie C., uh, Joanne B., Bonnie W., Faye, Miriam F., uh, Bernadette J., everyone that commented on that picture I put up of me and the uh, uh, the brony, thank you very much. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, but everybody that commented on that picture of me and the brony. And that's it, and everybody out there that hasn't heard back from me for some reason or not, I'm out, you know, I'm out of town. Uh, but I appreciate everything, and I you know, appreciate so much I'm here doing a show. Not only... For you guys, but for, cause I love, love doing it. And, uh, yeah, you can probably still, you're starting to get used to hearing the waves and the wind and stuff. And soon we'll be here with some bugs and stuff. But alright, let's get on to the show. What do you say? Alright, so we're back with another episode of Lady Witchbeard. Last week when we left off, the last week's episode was pretty straightforward. I was uh, scheduled to either, well, originally I thought it was like to do some sort of dueling with a god, one of the gods, uh, or a demigod, some sort of uh, 
God related dude in this case because he was a, a hairy chest. He wore, he was like seven, eight feet tall. Like I said, he looked like one of those Christmas, uh, Dickensian guys, the one with the torch and the hair chat, chest hair. And I don't know if that guy, I didn't cover this the last two episodes. Did he, does he wear, well, I guess he wore like a holly thing around his head. I was going to, I said, to, you know, this is silly, but I wondered if for real, if he was wearing a headband. He said, Dickens is always ahead of the curve, you know, child labor. Well, he did it before he wrote about it. And then headbands. And, you know, Chester's probably coming back at some point, maybe, you say, you know, some 70s stuff, maybe coming back. But this this guy, he brought, he was bringing it back. I mean, this was another dimension we were in, or a, a parallel existence, I don't know. I guess it wasn't a dimension. You know, parallel, whatever, you know, Einstein and those guys say, parallel existence, I would say. Transverse universe, and I can see you with the alternative universe. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that and run with it. Uh, what are you raised in the 90s? You big into alternative universes, alternative rock? Okay, I got you. Um, so where am I at here? Uh, so basically, I was scheduled to do some. I thought I was going to duel this guy, but ended up he had four little quests or tests for me. And believe it or not, I beat them all. Or germ did, you know, I, 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 uh, I'm germ, unfortunately, but, uh, uh, we, 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 we took him on. It was, uh, the test. Uh, let me see if I can remember. First one, first test, there was no name signing. I don't know. The second test had to do with like being able to live in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride forever with open bar, buffet, uh, possible, you know, uh, interplay with the uh, characters, they would turn to real so they could satisfy friendship, uh, you know, companionship needs. Maybe you could sneak into the rest of Disneyland or Disney World or whatever. So that was test two, and I, I did not, you know, I said, well, you know, I'm here to help. I, I just get the sense that there was, you know, it was one of those, you know, genie-type wishes. Test one, still can't remember. Oh, test one was the guy was so grouchy, and I think he wanted me to lose my cool. But then I just gave him coffee, he made his bed. And that, so that was test one. Test two, Pirates of the Caribbean. Test three, Lost-related. So I'm not going to talk about that, but I passed that. I may have passed it by failing it, but um, but I passed it. And, uh, cause he didn't anticipate how deep my, you know, deep my problems go. And then test four was that, like, uh, that, that I was uniquely suited to save these people by myself. Like a, uh, uh, that, well, I guess Luke Skywalker was always part of a team, so he knew better, but I don't always know better. You know, I'm not as, uh, I don't have my Obi-Wan. I don't even have a, a C-3PO to irritate me or an R2. Well, I guess Barky, the old god in the new, he's a little bit like my R2, except he's never around. And he doesn't, you know, so doesn't laugh at my jokes and say, but 
or whatever R2 does. But anyway, like when Leia said, you're my only hope, um, uh, for a split second, I bought into that, but then I realized, oh, I have all these wonderful, and they, they helped me. We took the God's coat, and then the guys, you guys say, hey, I'll give you a wish. And I said, let me think about it. You know, for a second, I did think making out with Lady Witch, but I said, no, silly. And I said, I didn't say that. I didn't say I wish. And he said, you thought it. And I said, Dude, come on now. But anyway, then I said, to, when we last left off, I had to, sat down with Lady Witch. We were talking about the difference between quests and missions. And then she was kind of being evasive. And that is it's now time. And would you believe I'm here in this breezy evening in, you know, on the edge of, you know, the state of New York, more or less. And uh, here, it's time for another tale of Lady Witchbeard. <laughs> that sounded Scottish. It's time for another <laughs> tale of Lady Witchbeard. The tale of Lady Witchbeard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was pretty good, Antonio. Can you do one more take, just in case? The tale of Lady Witchbeard. Har, har, har. Yeah. Yeah. That was brilliant, Antonio. Thank you. All right, so when we last left off, I was trying to deal. I was like, Lady Witchbeard, are you on a mission or a quest? And she said, what do you mean, Jeremy? I said, you know what I mean. And I had waited her out to try to see if she would, because I had this sense uh, that she was being guided by more than just this quest of general quest, anti-Cortez quest I thought we were on. And I said, I said, Lady Witchbeard, there's a big difference between a mission and a quest. And she said, I don't know. And he said, you're a pirate. You're all, pirates are all about quests, Lady Witchbeard. Come on, give me a break. And she said, you're talking semantics, germ. And I said, no, 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 no. Like, yeah, Lady Witchbeard, first of all, you know, it's like, I, I said, I think we use this logic already, but uh, it's like a mission, a quest could become a mission, like, and I said, we won't even get into adventures. But a quest can become a mission, but a mission cannot become a quest. So that's A. And she said, tell me more about these quests. And I said, I said, okay, just just do it. You know, you're trying to, you know, let's, uh, I said, make things better or whatever mantra I was going with that second to try. And I said, Lee, which were like a, a quest as you know, as a pirate, it's like a, it's kind of like a vague, like semi-specific adventure. It's got a slim possibility of success, but there's no burden of failure. Are you with me so far? And she nodded, like a slightest nod, like barely detectable. And I said, it's like, uh, you see this big ass, like, volcano temple, and then the people are like, oh, there's a huge cave below, the Volcano Temple Cave. And they said, remember the quest, Lady Witchbeard, and the quest of the Volcano Temple Cave? No, she didn't. She, even if a, I think a fly did land on her cheek and she still didn't move. And I said, these pirates were around there and they said, what's in that, you know, what's with that Volcano Temple? And they said, well, it's full of gold. And he said, I, I said, some pirate witch woman said, 
Well, let's go quest it. Let's go. I don't know if you used quest. Okay, you got me. But you say, hey, let's go get that gold shit in that volcano temple cave. And then you get in there and you run into some people. And they say, oh, no, it's not gold. It's a solid gold green-eyed baboon of power. It's eyes, emerald eyes of power. And by the way, we also uh, took your ship. So if you don't get us the green-eyed baboon of power, we'll take your ship. You'll sink your ship and, you know, seal you in the volcano temple cave forever. Now you're on a mission, Lady Witch. Do you, do, you, do you understand the difference? It's not semantics. And she said, germ. How did you know of the monkey of power? The green monkey of power. And I said, you told me this story of a quest. And I said, but I noticed that it became a mission. And I said, but then your mission could become a... They said, your mission, the only way a mission ends is if you succeed or fail. So if you failed, I know you, she, she gave me this, uh, I said, let's say you just, let's just say you failed to get the, uh, uh, baboon of emerald eyes of power and you lost your ship. Then you'd be on a new quest. Your mission would be failed. Your, your ship's lost, whatever else. And now you're on a quest to find a new ship. Then you're on a quest to find stuff for your ship. Then you're on a quest to get, well, food, maybe. They said food and water. It probably would be a mission because you say we need some food. But I said if it's like a snack, then it's a quest. Like you say, well, that would taste good. Let's go find some, you know, let's go pillage us some marshmallows. That's more questing. Questing for snacks and treats. Missions for staples. And I say, you see what I mean? So it's a one-way thing. But I got a feeling we haven't been on quest here at all, have we? I, I said, Lady Witchberry, are you with me? I said, I thought we were on a quest to get Cortez out of some vague vengeance or righteousness. And I said, but I said, or, or, I said again, I will ask you, are we on a mission or a quest? Uh, and then Lady Witchberry said, Germ, I'm sorry, you're right. And I said, well, thank you. She said, I, she, she said, sit down. And I said, Lee, which we just, just do this. I said, he said, so you're on a mission. She said, yes. And I said, well, gee, I already figured that out. So thank you for making me talk about quest. And she said, she said, I found that quite charming germ. It was, you know, and I said, well, I detected, I almost had you laughing, but, uh, too, too much truth in there. Huh? And I said, well, what is your mission? And then she told me that we'll probably, maybe we could get into it, but because it, it was really long, a lot of explanation. But basically, she's on the, she's on the, she was on the secret mission to sh- save magic. Let me see, not shave magic. I don't know if you, shave magic. Shaving magic. Oh boy, yeah, let's not even talk about that because that could be so wrong in so many ways. But save magic was her mission. And, uh, and she said, uh, 
Let me see if I can remember, because there's a lot of other stuff that's happened, you know, that I've had to remember. But basically, she's on a secret mission. Every, You know, I said, would you, like, one of those pilots you need me to do? You know, I'm on a secret mission. I need you to kiss me. And she said, why would I see it? And I said, it's a joke, Lady Witchbeard. And she said, this is no time for joking, germ. And I said, well, it's a time for you delaying tactics. And But anyway, she said, they she, long ago, uh, I think, let's see, long ago, there was real magic in the world. And she was like, you know, wiz- the wizards you read about and the, uh, you know, sorcerers, sorceresses, warlocks, witches. And it says, like, you know, the cool stuff. And she said, yeah, the cool stuff long ago in your world and, and many others like it. There, there was magic free, freely flowing throughout the universe. And she said, how many ju- witches did you, do, do you know, Germ? And I said, just you, Lady Witchbeard. And she said before, the, and I said, zero, you know, you know that, you know, that's why. She said, oh, you just like me because I'm, and I said, no, no, no. There's so much to like about you, Lady Witchbeard. Not just that you're a witch. But I said, uh, yeah, you're the only, and she said, and, and witches, you know, my generation of witches, she said, you know, we use a lot of earth magic, germ, and potions. But she said there was a time before that when... There was enough magic, you know, a lot of stuff, but, you know, training. Well, you know, anybody that's read a book, you say, well, okay, I'm familiar with the idea. Harry Potter would be in a reimagining of all that, but I don't know how the magic was handled in that sense. But just like most of the lore, magic was a free-flowing energy that could be harnessed, you know, with enough expertise. Probably, what is the question here? I forgot to lady ask lady, which could it be mechanically harnessed? Uh, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, alert. You know, but she said at one point, you know, whatever, the modern day witches, the last of the witches, as she, she called it, the council, you know, the witch, witches ended up being the only ones left, and people were out, have always been out to get witches. Because they got everybody else, you know, the witches were extracting the last bits of magic, you know, stuck into the silicon, you know, ground into the earth, you know, unraveling the last, you know, whatever, remnants of, of uh, magical energy. You know, my, and they said, do you think there's any magic mines? And she said, we've, we've searched high and low germ, we haven't found any. But she said, I, we, we found these locations across the world uh you know she said it's complicated stuff but she says you know what a vortices is or an energy source or i said like a new age a place the new age people go with with crystals and she said yeah a place of healing or great power she said we've always tried to figure out you know if that was related to the loss of magic and we're and basically, they were all sent on assignments at different times in history, different places to find out what was the keystone in the loss of magic. And she said she was assigned to this Cortez and this, you know, this whole this whole nonsense that we find ourselves in the middle of right now. And she said, uh, she said, uh, 
And she said, my job was to stop Cortez, you know, in case. She said, I, I know he must have had some effect. And she goes, now that I'm here, I'm positive of it. But she goes, until that cauldron appeared, I had no idea how much. And I said, she said, I said, well, was there a message in the cauldron from your your coven? coven? She said, council of witches, germ. Coven, something different. And I said, okay, council of wise, council of wizened wit. And she said, no time. And I said, okay, no time for jokes, Lady Witchbeard. But she said, uh, you know, that uh, all the other missions had failed. And that, you know, there was something. But she said it wasn't from them. She said it was from whoever wants Cortez to make it to the Palace of the Sun. But she said, this is it. This is the keystone in the unraveling of magic in, in all the world's germ. And she said, she said, a few, you know, the, maybe I think, again, I said, I, I started drifting off because there was like a, a couple birds. And I said, are those parrots? And I said, Jesus, what would it be? What would it be? I mean, this is what I started thinking. I know it's the wrong time to get distracted. Or I said, are those those other things that people that have? So there's like parakeets, there's parrots, macaws, that was it, and uh, toucans. I said, man, I've always loved to, I'd love to see a blue. I said, I don't know what those are, but, 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 but I think uh, I would love to see a toucan. But even more, I'd like to see those blue, par- par- I guess they're parrots maybe, flying around, blue and red guys. And uh, I said, Jesus, that's a, that's a, and I, and I, you know, when you're trying to pay attention to someone, and you say, well, Jesus, if they're, t-, I said, I think she got, the point is, we got to stop Cortez. I got the important stuff. And I didn't hear any, you know, set of instructions. I wasn't told. But then you said, well, that blah, blah, germ, and, and they all saying, well, counsel, which is, is all rests on us. And so then I said, okay, refocus back in Lady Witchbeard. And I said, okay, so it's still our quest. My quest has become your mission. My quest, our quest was never a quest, but for me it was a quest, and now it's a mission. Stop Cortez. And I said, Lady Witchbeard, I got a lot of theories about that. That's how I horned in on the fact you're up to, you know. She said, I'm curious about that germ. And he said, well, we got to get to the Palace of the Sun stat. Or the t- he said, it's this pyramid, you know, with the pyramid noise that we, we had become adjusted to it, but it was still making that noise. Every time a stone was set in this pyramid, you know, miles away, hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe, maybe tens, probably hundreds, it would make this massive thundering, scraping noise. We had kind of learned to ignore it, obviously. We adjusted, but, uh... And Lady Witchery said, Germ, you're my most trusted advisor. And I said, well, that's that's way too... Fo- I thought we were... Free. You know, I said, that's pretty formal, Lady Witchbeard. And also, I thought I was in charge, you know. I hurt your... And he said, okay, transfer heroism. I understand. It's your mission. I'm your... And I said, I'm willing to help. I'm here to help you, Lady Witchbeard. I don't want to see magic go... And plus, I had gotten some, and I said, can I undo the, uh, uh, whatever, the DVD cover, you know, the changes? And she said, yes. Right. She said, the good news is germ, the future. And I said, you have some other way of monitoring? And she said, possibly germ. 
And I said, okay, Lady Witchbeard. I said, I have, I have the makings of a plan uh, to get us there. I said, but then we got to figure out what the hell to do. Because I said, that temp- the pyramid has got something to do with it. This Montezuma or Montezuma or whatever, this guy in charge in Cortez and the history that I kind of remember all have something to do with it. And now I said, and I said, and we've got these gods. I mean, I just battled that God, lady, which would you, you see, you did say nice job, but I said, I battled a God, you know, past four tests. I said, I got this technical colored, multicolored dream coat, coat, power coat, pow, pow, power coat, pow, pow, power coat. So I have that. I have one wish. I said, I got a plan, Lady Witchbeard. We get to the palace in the sun. We'll beat Cortez. I've got a, I've got a plan for that. But we can't leave these people alone. I'm going to leave Bach in charge to lead the people to meet us there. You know, these are great people. Maybe they can help us talk to this cat. But, uh, you know, we we got to keep them safe. I don't, you know. And she said, I respect that germ. And she said, you're, you're growing. She said, probably in the wrong direction for our mission, but I'll accept it. And she said, I may be able to, and I said, well, not as pawns. And she said, in saving the world, because without this magic germ, the future isn't. And I said, okay, okay. Everybody's mission's the most important. I get it. I get it. And I said, I said, but I, I got, I got a feeling, uh, and then Marina, and right as I was about to say her name, and I said, oh, Marina. And I did the old, where you bare half your teeth and you give someone a look. I gave that look to Lady Witchbeard. Oh, Marina. Like, I was just about to talk to her about her behind her back. And so Marina came in. And it was a little bit awkward. You know, I said, oh, hey, Marina, could you, could we, could we chat with you for a minute or two? And she said, sure, Germ. And it was something about when she'd say your name, even when in my case that it wasn't my actual name. I don't know, there's those people that I, I guess this is a form of charisma, or I don't know if it's beauty, but when they say your name, you kind of get a tingle. And I'm not. T- I'm talking about a different kind of tingle. Like a tingle in a, you say, oh, jeez, that felt pretty good. And you're almost like, geez, I started wondering, oh, geez, am I going to be motivated? And I said, well, let me just get it out of the way again. And I said, hey, sorry, Marina, would you, could you, could we talk, could we talk with you for a minute? And she said, yeah, no problem, germ. And I said, and then I got, you know, that time there was, I said, man, Marina's the best. That's what I was thinking to myself. I said, geez, Marina's just the best. I mean, we're so lucky to have her. I don't really know anything about her or what motivate. And I, and I said, well, Marina, he said, Lady Witchbeard, do you, and she said, go ahead, Germ. And, then, and I said, well, I got another more bassy tingle from Lady. And I, and I Germ focus, that's what I say. I said, okay. And I said, I thought we weren't going to call ourselves Germ, Germ. Oh, this narration. He said, this must be how Ishmael felt. And maybe that's why they changed it, you know. I don't know. Uh, but I, I said, uh, listen, Marina, 
And I said, Lady Witchbeard, you just chime in, you know, whenever you want. And she didn't, she didn't say, sure, germ. But, you know, I, I was honestly doing. But I said, Marina, um, a lot of stuff's going on, huh? And she said, she said, you gave me a pleasant look. And like, go ahead, keep going. And I said, so this guy, I said, uh, you know, I know we don't, we don't really have time for me to figure all of it out because we, you know, I don't know how long I was in high school for. It felt like, and I said, I didn't get it then. But I said, so Cortez comes around. You, you get hooked up with Cortez somehow. You guys seem to get along pretty good, right? And she said, yeah, Jerm, like gold. And I said, like gold. And I, I said, I paused for a second. And I said, a twinge of jealousy. But I said, well, she didn't say his name, so that's always nice. But I said, listen, Marina, so, you know, I said, you're magical. Lady Witchbeard's magical, right? And uh, I said, I'm not calling you. I said, you know, Lady Witchbeard, they call her a witch. That's why she's a lady. Never mind. That's too much to, to go over, too. I said, but, you know, there's that pyramid noise. You know, before we got here, before Cortez got here, did you guys ever any weird pyramid noises like that? And she said, there's strange things. Germ, we're at war with the gods from time to time. You know, uh, she said, but no, 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 no noises like that. And I said, okay, yeah. And I said, uh, you know, in that, you know, I said, some stuff's going on here. We can agree to that, right? She said, Germ, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, and I said, I know, I know. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get an idea of, uh, as listen, Marina, I, I have a couple of theories. Well, they're more, uh, something not quite a theory, because a theory is something, they said, they said, we already did a bunch of stuff on uh, missions and quests. And she said, I know, Germ, I was listening. I said, was I right or right? And she said, you sound pretty sharp, Germ. I said, yeah. I said, is this sun shining on me or what? Oh. I said, it's not quite a theory. because, I, But I said, I get an idea that Cortez is heading into this temple, this pyramid thing, and that bad things are going to happen. And I, I said, I don't know. I think there was some sort of, you know, in the history I know, they said, is it Montezuma? Is it okay for me to call him Montezuma? And she just kind of gave me a slightest nod. They said, man, she, her skin. But anyway, okay, focus. And I started to wonder, was I in the text? Because I said, here I am alone with two of the most, for me, it was like I was alone with two supermodels. Now, some people might say you were alone with a witch. And indigenous witch person, you know, person uh, who, you know, some people may say was a traitor, whatever. I said, for me, I felt like I was there with, you know, whoever, whoever, you know, like uh, uh, Helena, you know, like President Gooseberry in her college years. And who was it? Uh, Constantinople, Helena Constantinopolovra. The uh, famous uh, made-up tennis player I made up once, but he said, "Marina, I, I got a feeling we can't, we can't let something's happening here. What it is is definitely not exactly clear." 
but, but, but there's trouble, right? Right here, well, not here, but in the capital city area type area. And he said, we can't, I said, and she said, I know, Germ. And she said, but there's been trouble with, you know, all along with the gods. And I said, yeah, but I said, would you? And I said, but what if, I said, what exactly do you want? What, 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 because we need your help. And she said, what is it I can do? I said, well, help us. I said, let's just try to keep Cortez. I said, he's going to try to knock that pyramid down. I'd rather not have it finished, though. The pyramid's got something to do with it. I said, do you got any answers? And she said, no more than you, Germ. And I said, the way you said that made it sound like you you should have more. Like, like having less than the germ is like less than zero. And then she giggled. One of those attempted to stifle. Oh, man, it was so charming. And even Lady Witchbeard was kind of enjoying it. And I said, man, I'm a really... But he said, this is what I'm working with here. And for some reason, everybody's looking at me like I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, I don't... But I said, okay. So we need your help to try to prevent whatever is about... And she said, well, what do you think is going to happen, Germ? And Lady Witchbeard stood up. She said, the end of magic as we know it. And much, much worse, Marina. And I said, so we could probably use your help as like a third set of hands and, and brains, and maybe you could talk to Cortez. Or I said, but what is it you want? What, like, like uh, one thing I know is, uh, you know, and I don't mean in a selfish, you know, I said, geez, Marina, what could we do for you? You know, what what is it you want? Maybe our interests can align. I think that's what they say. And I and then I said, unfortunately, I looked at her eyes and I said, and she said, Germ, uh, this is what I want. And she she grabbed up a stick and she drew, started drawing something in the uh, the dirt on the floor of the tent we were in. And I said, hmm. I said, well, Marina's. I said, maybe she's an impressionist. I said, she spent too much time. I said, wait, that hasn't been invented yet, I don't think. Or maybe, and I said, well, maybe she's got it. Maybe she's, a, you know, ahead of her time. And I said, I said, I think we could, I think I could provide that for you, Lady Witchbeard. And she looked at me, she said, really? And she said, because I'm not finished. And I said, oh, okay, because she said, she raised her hand. And then she kept drawing. I don't know if you guys have seen, like, I'm sure people do it on YouTube where you see it, where they start drawing something, and you're like, well, I have no... Like, that are actually good artists or good drawers. But they say, you know, they put lines. I think even Bob Ross used to say, what the hell was he doing, another gray mass again? And then ten minutes later, it'd be a mountain, you know, Purple Mountain Majesty. I think that was his uh, Purple Mountain Majesty number 41. Here on the Bob Ross show, look at that little mountain poo. I don't know, I, I didn't watch a lot of Bob Ross. Like I said, I had another guy, Imagination Station. I was more into that. Uh, but I think that guy was, you know, convicted. And, no, I don't know, really. I'm just kidding. I know nothing about it. Never. I always mean to Google it, and I think I do, and then I get distracted. Because it wasn't on any, it was like, well, dude, like this is like, a, now I'm way up, but it was like, 
Imagination Station only played from this year to this year and only in the city limits of Philadelphia. And I said, well, geez, I couldn't have possibly have seen it, but I know I did. Anyway, so her thing starts coming together. And I say, I understand. And Lady Wishford says, she understands. And I say, I say, we can help you. I think we can help you. I said, am I? And she said, yes, Germ. And I said, okay. Okay, we can help. And I said, all right, so you're going to help us. And she said, yeah, we get, let's get to the palace in the sun. And she said, we need to get there. And I said, okay, we know, fast. And she said, as fast as possible. And I said, what's your magic? And she said, no, we're in the, she said, there's something going on with the magic. Hasn't Lady Witchbeard told you since we discharged? And Lady Witchbeard said, she shook it. And I said, you guys are out of magic, huh? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, we have the coat of many colors, though. The coat of dr- dr- dream coat, color, color, color coat. The color coat, I like to call it now. Uh, you know, as of today, you know, fair usage terms of other kinds of coats. But this is the color coat of colors, uh, kind of, until, I, you know, for now. And I said, I said, uh, you know, Marina, you don't know how to operate this, do you? And she said, no, Germ. And I said, I said, oh, is that a word? She said, Germ, are you singing? And I said, I could keep singing if you, if you keep saying my name. And then Lady Witchbeard, she kind of, uh, she kind of flicked my ear, more or less. She did flick my ear. And I said, okay, sorry. I said, uh, can we use this coat to get there? And she said, I don't know, Jeremy. Why don't you talk to the demigod? And I said, well, he's going to be leading the people, and I'll have them meet us at the uh, Palace in the Sun. But, uh, uh, but, 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 and I said, oh, wait, I, I have. I said, okay. Yeah, why don't we try the coat tomorrow? He said, we better get some rest. It's getting late. And, uh, you know, I think I want to go to bed right now so I can see what I dream about whom, what, you know, maybe I'll have some sort of visions, vision quest, vision, quest, vision, quest love visions, not, not of quest love, but a vision quest of love, vision quest of love, and then at that point, Lady Wishbeard and Marina, they're kind of over it. And I said, okay, in the morning, Germ. And I said, who said that? Vision quest of love. And then I got in bed and I had a dream, a dream about a talking hippopotamus. I said, uh, I think he was just doing, he was, we were just singing in the Muppet show. Oh, no, wait, I was in his mouth playing his uh, teeth, his drums. And I said, man, when was it, when's the next Muppet? I didn't see the open auditions. I know the new Muppet show's coming out, but there weren't open auditions. And I think that was, it might have been part of the dream, and then someone said, you're not a Muppet germ. And that was the lady which we were trying to wake me up. And I said, it's time to put on makeup. It's time to light the lights. But you didn't. And he was, germ, germ, wake up. 
mob showed, and I, bam, bam, bam. And I said, I don't even know if they're going to keep that. They better keep that song. And she said, Jeremy, what do you, she said, Marina's gone. And I said, gone away? And she said, yes. And I said, and I said, how, and she said, she took your color, your color, your coat of colors. And I said, can you, can you, can you get it? She said, back and them already left. And, uh. I said, well, that, I said, any note? And she said, no. And I said, you sure? She just didn't go for a And she said, Jerm, she's gone to Cortez to tell him every, you know, didn't, don't you notice the, the, and I said, oh, the drawing had to do with Cortez. Oof, okay, that's embarrassing. Anyway, uh. Okay, well, so she she headed to Cortez. She'll tell him. So they said, well, I'm still playing then. We better get to the... They said, there was a bit of a distraction anyway, Lady Witchbeard. You're the only distraction for me. And, Lady, you know, she, and then she said, well, how... And I said, Lady Witchbeard, my thievery comes... I said, we'll just take... A, what do you say we take a couple of brooms? I said, and she said, we'll have to make a lot of stops, German. We'll have to work on your flying. And I said, you're going to give me flying? She said, give me the broom dust. And I said, is by returning it, and I already apologized. I, I said, I would have to acquire the broom dust I used to save us all, by the way. Uh, but I said, uh, does that make things? And she said, no. She said, we, this should have already been dealt with. All we would have been done. would have. And I said, oh, yeah, I forgot I lost Cortez, too. That was kind of my fault, huh? By saving innocent people, by, you know. And she said, you know how many innocent people? And I said, oh, boy. And he said, I'm not here way lives, Lady Witchbeard, because mine. And I said, so what's the word? We're going to hop on the, and she said, yeah, go find us two, uh, two sticks. Or and I said, well, the guys are going to cannons. And I said, yeah, I'll find us a couple sticks. And she said, what, don't grab it. And I said, don't worry, Lady Witchbeard. And I said, we got some, I said, are you all right with the, something out of, you know, burned on one end? Those would be pretty sweet, like uh, fire log, broom, sticks. And she said, Jerm, get some. And I said, okay. But then I found some uh, tent, pole, tent pole type things that were left behind. I said, well, she probably like those better. And I said, maybe they'll fly good because they were pretty straight and they had been hacked and kind of, you know, and they were somewhat ship-like because they had, like, sharpened on one end. I said, and I should tell you, brought them. And I said, these are aerodynamics. Air, I said, Lady Wish, would you, which is ever looking at aerodynamics? Because I see a lot of your brooms are, like, twisty and stuff. And I said, you guys have, I said, you guys get, every, what is that thing called? You get it in one of those uh, streamlining cages or whatever. You know, t- you, I said, and she said, let's go, Germ. We've got a long journey ahead of us. And she said, we're going to have to do a lot of stopping. And so then, boom, it was like, uh, I felt, I, I did feel a bit like Harry. I mean, I guess I'm more of a Ron Weasley than a Harry Potter. But I felt a bit like uh, Harry Potter. Or, 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 and I said, well, Ron Weasley didn't marry Hermione. So I think, pretty sure he did. Surprising. Uh, but not surprising, you know. 
so we came, we, Lady Witcher was in charge of the room. Does she would sprinkle it? She had a little thing she said, like, uh, uh, I don't know what it was because it was, uh, it was like, I'm riding, a, I'm going to be riding a, a stick. I mean, essentially, we were stick riding, but broom, what do you call it? Riding a broom, right? And I don't know, like, like I, I read the first two or three Harry Potter books. And I don't, I'm not pro-potter, anti-potter. I think anything that encourages reading, and especially reading of a dedication level, of uh, is great. It's just with uh, those thick books, and I'm a slow reader. So I only read the first three books, I believe. And my retention of it, so I don't remember a lot of the rules of broom writing from Harry Potter, but my subconscious may be. But I, I, I said, but Lady Witchbeard, she got right to it, you know, because we were, she said, I, I said, well, geez, I'm, gl- I'm glad I got my own broom. And she said, it's more efficient that way, germ. And she taught me kind of the basics. She said, it's kind of like a bike. And I said, well, geez, she said, you know, on a bike, you look and think where you want to go when the bike goes. And she said, same with a broom, except you're in the air. And, you know, she said, you know, you know, keep your core tight. And I said, Lady, which I said, and she said, yes. Uh, she said, one summer I was a broom riding instructor. And they said, well, you're a damn good one. And I said, do, 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 no noodle arms? And she said, no noodle arms, Jerem, same as riding a bike. And I said, wow. But so we took off, and it was basically common sense. I think this is probably Potter. I don't know if it's, but like lean back, broom goes, you know, look up. Think up, broom goes up. Now, we didn't get into advanced stuff like straight up. Like, this was more airplane and lean forward. You know, broom goes up, but barely. She's like, just, you know, just just a little bit. So, a little bit of fits and starts, you know, going to the side. But there's also, I guess, magical properties of broom that keep in. And then, but what, 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 I mean, I was already thrilled, but then we, we were just doing it slowly. But she said, we got to get up above the trees, Sherm. And I said, Lady Witch, and she said, I said, you're brilliant. And she said, no, 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 no. She said, it'll be way So we were flying along the freaking treetops across uh, beautiful, undeveloped country. Every, oh, so beautiful. But like, uh, and I said, "Is is this a rainforest canopy? And she said, it looks, certainly looks like a germ. And she said, but what, what, just because I'm green, what do you think I'm a plant? And I said, Late, no, I was just asking. But we would, because we had to do so much broom dust recharging. I just can't just throw broom dust in the air. You know, you don't want to, it's valuable stuff, uh, even more valuable than I assumed when I stole it. But so we would, as we got low, we would land on the freaking treetops like we were birds. And now we still had some support from the broom or stick in our case as it was losing power. But we'd be, I'd be standing on a tree branch, like bobbing on a tree branch, bobbing on the stick, looking out. Everyone's while we'd just drink water, have a little snack. It was, oh my goodness. It was, it was a fen- beyond phenomenal. It was, and I said, man, I said, I don't think we could get liability insurance for this. And I don't think I would. 
And I said, I guess you'd have to steal. And I said, we probably have to save magic. And they said, which whatever magicpreneurs or whatever they call them, like people trying to get rich off. And, she, you know, people trying to get rich off. And she said, of course, Germ. And she said, that's why, you know, the count, you know, Council of Magic would be deal with those. And they said, why? Why don't we have a council of uh, selling stuff to take those guys? And I said, would you take them out? And she said, sometimes. And I said, I love witch. I love witchcraft. And bewitched by it, Lady Witchbeard. And she said, Germ, we don't have time for your silliness. And I said, but you, 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 I said, I wish I knew the, Lady Witchbeard, I tell, and she said, Germ, I don't have time for you to tell me about bewitched and I dream of Jeannie again and have you get the two mixed up again. And they said, Lady Witchbeard, do you know if I ever told you if one of them was ever on Gilligan's we talked about Gilligan's Island yet? And she just, and I said, oh, Lady Witch, I said, you're the best. And she said, do you want to go fast? And I said, as fast as Ricky Bobby does, Lady Witchbeard, I want to go fast. And she put a little extra juice on my, and we, we, we went fast. Above, skimming above the treetops. And I think there was a rainforest canopy. I could just sense the life up there. And I could see, and I saw... I said, I thought it was a toucan. It was far off. So I saw a lot of birds far off. And I said, I think that's a toucan. And Lady Witchbeard would laugh. And I said, she'd probably because there's no toucans in this general area. But I did see some beautiful things. And then I was thinking to myself, well, I'm in a, you know, a, bend, a universe bending off of the one I was originally existing in. But still, I could probably see this was still pretty, hold pretty true to the physics, and as I said, I could probably see, I'm probably seeing some extincted stuff. But I said, too bad. And he said, this whole, I said, Lee, which weird. And she said, don't apologize, Jeremy. We're, we're going for, and I said, wee. And we were flying, oh man, it was great. And then we stopped a bunch. And, and uh, at some point, it got tiring. I don't know. I mean, a whole nine, and I said, you know, my, my ass, it, zone, you know, had basically had a stick wedgie or stick wedged, and uh, and, and, and I said, Lee, wish we got any uh, broom, you know, br- br- below the broom dust. And she said, she said, she she said, uh, you didn't, and she showed me she had, uh, uh, you know, a nice little uh, pillow going, and I, I said, oh man. And I said, I'm going to be walking. I'm going to have problems. I said, oh, man. And she said, don't worry, Jeremy. She she said, uh, she said you'll heal fast. And I said, yeah, it's worth it. I said, this is And so when we kept going, at some point, we you know, we, we could still hear the pyramid every couple hours. And at some point, we sighted it. And she said, what's the plan, Jerm? And I said, let's go in for a landing and so we went in for a landing, and uh, we landed at the base. Now, I didn't see, what was weird was I didn't see anybody. Uh, now, we'd seen it pretty far off, but we landed. I was expecting, I said, two people flying in, you know, maybe was a, maybe they didn't see us. And, he said, and then I said, I was thinking, you know, this is sometimes I just, I said, Lee, which were you guys ever use, 
like sky camouflage, like uh, are all witches? I said, don't answer this, but are all witches green? Are there any blue witches? And I said, a blue witch could fly naked or just a cloud color pair of underwear or something. And I said, they could be like a... And she started laughing at that. I said, oh, but I wasn't kidding. I said, uh, and she said, blue witch. And I said, yeah, we, undercover witch. Or oh, over, I guess it would be overcover witch. I said, uh, lady witch drone. La- lady drone, la- drone, drone, drone lady beard. Dr- lady drone beard. And, and she didn't get, obviously, drone references. I haven't been barely even drone comedy. is just... Uh, you know, burgeoning industry that I'm hoping to get into. Did you hear about the one about the tricopter? <laughs> one, you know, one blade short of a something about a showboat. Yeah, drone, drone comedy tour. Uh, but so we landed at the base of the pyramid, back to the story at hand. Uh, comedy tester. Yeah, but Lady Wish was still getting a kick out. And I said, I, it's hard when you're funny and you're just trying to get a question answered that you think would make, I mean, and I said, geez, and then I, I, and I did unfortunately say this, but I said, what about a na- naked Smurf, which Lady Smurf, and she said, Jerem, do you still have a thing for Smurfette? And I said, Lady Wish, that was not a thing I had for Smurfette that time I t- there was, you know, a lot of pop culture when me and Lady Witchbeard began to know each other, our friendship, you know, back at her cottage back in the day. Uh, and then I thought about Smurfette for but I said, well, I'm not really, Smurfette was like, uh, but I said, a nude Smurf is like a blue, blue, and I said, isn't a Smurf a, they said Gargamel was, was he a fallen wizard? He was a broken wizard, right? Or, and Lady Witchbeard was pointing, and I said, yeah, it's weird, it's so quiet. I guess maybe I'm talking so much because I'm a little nervous. And she said, well, what's next, Jeremy? And I said, well, let's walk, let's find the entrance to this uh, pyramid. And, geez, if, uh, you know, I, again, my limitation, of my sometimes my imagination with naked blue, blue witches and smurfs is overactive. And sometimes it fails to grasp the uh, scale of things. Because we're at the base of this freaking pyramid. It's huge. And, I mean, it was huge. We could see it far away. I thought maybe that was some sort of magic uh, perspective thing, like forced perspective like Walt Disney used to do. And then part of me was like, well, you know, it's big. But we're at the base of this thing. And it's huge. And we landed at the middle of the base of one side of it. And Lady Witchbury said, well, which way do we go? I said, well, let's go straight ahead. I said, uh, and just to walk to the freaking corner took forever. And it was so, it was every single, it was a fresh pyramid. And I've never been to a pyramid before. And those of you that had, you should feel pretty special. Any, you know, pyramid, I mean, you know, uh, constructed pyramid. Uh, but this one was fresh, so it wasn't like, uh, like, it was very symmetrical, uh, very clean lines, uh, and very big, so it was like hard to even take in because we were right by the base. And we were walking, 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 walking. And I mean, I don't even know what we're talking, but enough to be a pain in the ass. I don't know, five football fields, 
three miles, a half mile, I don't know. But then we get to the end, and, you know, you can't see around the corner. So then we take a right, and you can barely even see to the other end of it. And I say, geez, I think I see something on the right up there. Uh, and Lady Wisher was like, should we go back? I said, well, no. So then we walk. Oh, so we're just walking. Every break is the exact same. And I was even saying, oh, boy, was this, uh, like, the Khaleesi and Jorah? I said, I want to get in this circle. But I said, I was trying to look at the rocks. And then I said, well, we got our... And I looked behind us, and we did. We were leaving a, a, a path. So I said, okay. Well, no. And then we got to the thing I thought I saw, but it was just a trick of the sun. So nothing on that side of the pyramid except for walking. Turn again. Nothing. Oh, walking forever and ever and ever. Ever and ever and ever. So, so, so. And again, we, we stopped a couple times. You know, you got to stay hydrated on quests or adventures. Uh, you know, stay hydrated. You know, basic rule. Even which, you know, witches got to be hydrated too. I think that was a song. I don't know if the littlest witch, I think Tim Curry, that might have been on the extras, on the DVD extras. Witches need water too. Witches need water. Witches need air. Niche witches. I think I just said niches. Witches need sleep and underwear, but oh, witches need something. I think there's love in there, but witches need water too. Those are his sweet, dulcet tones of Tim Curry that I was just doing a tribute to. They can't, you know, do that justice, but, uh, uh, Frank F. Furter, uh, Mr. Body. Was he Mr. Body in Clue? I don't think he actually was. Maybe he was Mr. Body. Uh, t- you know, the great Tim Curry. Uh, what was my point? Oh, we have some water. More walking. And then finally we get to the end of that side, and the lady was the last side germ, and they say, no. And then, of course, it's just been the wrong, bad luck because they see this thing jutting out. And I say, well, there you go, Lady Witchbeard. That's the jutting out thing. And then we, it, but then it was half the freaking pyramid to get there. Still nothing. And then it's like down there. Like it's an opening and it's like going in this, it's like a ramp going downward. And I said, geez, that looks far. And then the lady which was like, well, what do you, and I said, well, let's go. And we go all the way down, 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 down. And then we start to lose what light. Uh, now at some point, I had, uh, I'm, I was, I've always been obsessed with, uh, torches, you know, in Indiana Jones movies. I think Raiders Ride did it for me. And so at some point with the indigenous people and the Spanish dudes, and this may be, you know, historical significance. But we had a little, uh, you know, torch building exercises. Cause I, you know, because I was like, geez, you know, how do you guys do it? Because I really, and I, I actually would jog around the camp sometimes at night with a torch. And yeah, do, doom, do, doom, do, doom, doom. So my pack had some torches. And they had taught me how to use, uh, fl- you know, flint or whatever the hell. I don't even know, flight fire. 
flint box or whatever, I don't know, the old flint box. But so I light up a torch and we keep going down, keep going down. And then finally it levels off, but it's still slow walking. I say, uh, they say and I said, Lady Witchbeard, they said, wait a second, isn't it, uh, pyramids are normally a tomb? And she says, do you think we're about to be entombed, germ? And, I, and then I could have sworn I heard a sound of scraping again from too many times watching the old Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I said, and we started running up this ramp. And uh, Lady Witchbeard had held on to her uh, stick. So she put some broom dust on. She shot by me and shot out of the entrance. And then I, I had to run all the way up this ramp. And uh, But again, I realized that it wasn't... Uh, and I said, geez, if I had some broom dust, I could ride a, a, a torch. And I said, I'll have to remember that because that would be sweet riding around. And I said, it could be dangerous for the old backside and underside, undercarriage. Uh, but I said, well, I'll ride a torch rider. Uh, I said, hey, you know. Uh, but uh, I got to the entrance of the, back to the entrance of the pyramid and by the time we got there, and I caught up with Lady Witchbeard, she was standing there, and there was a, about 150 people standing there uh, looking at us, waiting for us, surrounding us. And that's probably a good place as any to stop for tonight. So uh, that's it for tonight's episode of uh, Tales of Lady Witchbeard, all right? Hey, up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep, well welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to try to do is distract you, take your mind off of whatever's racing, running through your brain. Essentially, I'm going to try to create a safe place. I'm going to reach across the deep, dark night and be your boyfriend. And instead of listening to whatever's, you know, got you tossing and turning, you know, worrying, thinking, listing, you know, what do you call it, uh, venturing into the past, all those things... I'm going to talk, and tonight it's a little bit of a different episode. You might catch something different in the sound, or in my voice, uh, or maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you can't can't, can't uh, sense anything different. Well, or maybe it's your first time here, but tonight I'm out. I'm out, and I wouldn't call it the deep, dark night, but I'm recording live. And uh, this is the first time I've done... Uh, I've done a couple um, location shows, but not many. But I am looking up. I am sitting in a chair in in, in essentially night pitch blackness, but a, a little bit of a dark night. I'm not sure if you can hear the sounds around me. And I, I, I don't know. I'm going to listen, and I may not layer in any sounds to this episode. So I'm going to give a couple seconds of sounds. And as you listen to voices, the noises, the voices of insects, the crashing of waves, maybe a, a tiny breeze, I'm going to ease into my 
Injection molded plastic chair while you ease into your bed. And I'm going to try to take your mind off of stuff. It's going to be uh, off of the beaten path tonight. We're going straight into the episode. So go ahead and listen, and I'll try to let you know maybe what you're hearing. And then we'll descend, and we'll see how it goes. Now the sound you may hear might be crickets or some other night insect. You may hear some waves crashing. And you may hear a a high-pitched noise. And I think that is probably a boat uh, out on the uh, river swamp. I'm up here at a you know a northern northern point point in the United States here, and the shores of both a, 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 well, it's technically a river. It seems more like a swamp to me, but it is a river where I am. It's a swampy part, but and the, uh, one of the Great Lakes is uh, just off to my right. So to my left, uh, a river, to my right, a lake. But I sit here not far from the edge of a state park. And I look up at the sky. And I don't know if it was just recently or this is something, you know, you when you come out here far away from where the, the city lights uh, sparkle... Or even the the town lights sparkle. You can't really see much more of the sky. And as the evening turns into night, the summer evening. And right now it's a wonderful temperature. We have a breeze. And it's almost Bay Area level sleeping weather. A little bit warmer if I was going to be sleeping right where I am, but if I was, the insects would have a field day. But i got to tell you, I'm looking straight up into space, and I wish I had the words to describe to you what I'm seeing. Uh, for there's stars above me, and there's stars in every direction, stars through the treetops. But right above my head, there are no treetops, only sky. And the sky does feel dome-like, you know, and I always wonder if that is a limitation of my imagination. Maybe it's an expression of my ego, you know. It says, Jesus, is a dome-like. How come it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't seem? Why do I always imagine the sky as a dome? Or am I like that uh, guy? I think Jim Carrey played him Ed TV or something where he was just, uh, I think, who was that? That was um, Robocop, I think, was the uh, uh, godlike character on that show, movie. Uh, but I'm kind of beating around the bush because my ability to describe what I'm seeing is so, you know, so impotent in, in, in a truest sense of the word for the majesty above me. Uh, and it's 
so rich, the stars, the, the millions and billions or hundreds of stars. It's, it's true, which I, now I say to myself, gee, Scooter, was this a big mistake? But I'm seeing, you know, into space, and I'm saying, geez, it doesn't look that black. Now the, uh, the uh, camp next door here uh, does have some lights on, so I don't know if they're reflecting off the clouds or if that's in the, the deepest part of space that I'm seeing. But I am on a watch for Perseid in uh, meteor showers, or maybe we'll see some satellites. But the, the stars, I, I, I try, I've been trying to imagine recently, whether I'm looking at the starry sky by my home, my home area, where you can still see stars, even though I'm... Uh, close to San Francisco and real close to the port of Oakland. You can see stars, but not like this, but it does seem like uh, maybe for the first time in my life I'm seeing them in three dimensions. Like, uh, I guess I always thought of space as a flat plane, you know, inside my limited brain. But now I'm seeing pinpricks, or maybe now I'm looking at an illusion. But I see some pinpricks look closer and some look further. And you say, yes, yeah, silly, some are brighter and some are smaller. And I've got one on my eye right now. There's three in a row and they're dying. I say, is that Kuiper's belt or uh, what's that guy's belt? Hercules's belt? I know there's a belt that's saying, Orion, is it Orion's belt? And I say, isn't that supposed to be part? But this one, it looks like three, one particularly bright star. And to each side of it, some stars, not quite as bright. And then down below, a point of a triangle. And I almost feel like those stars are moving on me. And then, oh boy, if they are, that's a problem. But I'm going to fire up this uh, Sky app and see if I can just figure out what those are, you know. And while we, I wonder if I can manage to do both and stay here with you talking. I think this was an app I downloaded when it was free one day on an old iPhone. And I'm going to have to pause because what I did was I... I said, well, just in case we see, I loaded up the option where you can see every, name everything in the sky, even the uh, satellites and those things. So we got a little sky clutter, so hold on, I'll be right back. Okay, so I was just playing around with this thing, trying to figure out what I'm doing, which... You know, I don't really know what I'm doing. I think uh, this one star here. Altair, is that one that I'm looking at here? Altair. Uh, could be one of the stars that I'm looking at, but let me. It'd be good if I could recognize. I think Vega. 
that's a pretty bright star, and I'm... So I'm going to try to orient myself on that one. And that's moved quite a bit since like three hours ago when I was out here. I wonder if Suzanne Vega was named that, you know. Let me see if I could work my way. Now Vega... Uh, sits up there. Not, you know, not unbelievably bright on this stupid uh, app thing. It's pretty friggin' bright. Uh, nearby Vegas, Sulafat, Old Sulafat, Lyra, I think is the, uh, what do you call it? What, are, what are these things called? Uh, constellations. And actually, I can see the constellation Lyra now with my, you know, naked eye and my imagination combining. So we're looking up. And I don't know technically what the stars are, but uh, you can almost see a triangle there with Vega on the right side for me. And then the app closed, but down at the bottom is, you know, some other star. And the app knows I was talking bad about it, so now it's not wanting to work with me. Oh, there we go. Hi, Vega. Yeah, down below Vega, yeah, there's Sulafat, and a couple other ones. Like two on the bottom of the wire, and then up into the left, uh, two more, making up, you know, the left side. Wow, I, I can actually, this is, this is a first, I'm not joking, that I'm seeing a constellation for the first time, uh, you know, wire. You know, I wouldn't be a liar if I told you that. I don't know if you ever heard that song. Um, and I wouldn't be a liar if I don't hear that. Um, the name of that group will come to me. And I wouldn't be a liar if I told you that. Happenstance beyond, it kind of like has a, a, a Suzanne Vega feel to it. But this is my first time I'm looking at it, I'm seeing a wire-like shape. Man, this might be the birth of me, and, you know, I said, well, I got the Big Dipper, I can, you know, I can recognize that when I can find it. And yesterday, last night, I was looking for stars. And I said, is that the Big Dipper or the Little Dipper? And no, I still don't have an answer to that. And also, I think maybe last night I saw some uh, really big moving, uh, what do you call those things, satellite. I said, is that the space station? No idea. But as we look straight up in the sky and we see these be the beautiful lyre playing the songs of my ignorance, to the left of it we see... Um, not only, a, I don't know if it's a patchwork of cloud, of uh, stars, but where I wonder if I had a telescope and I knew how to use it and, and stuff, it does look like it's misty out there, like we could be, there could be some galaxy clusters out there. Clusters of galaxies just sitting beyond in the deep dark sky. sky. He may be sighing, saying, this guy, he doesn't recognize us. 
he's just sitting there podcasting. I would say, yeah, we're helping. Me and the stars are trying to work together. And I see a star, starlight, star bright. Al Biero is your name tonight. A-L-B-I-R-E-O. I see you, starry so. And shooting up from you, I see uh, Satter and Deneb. I get, I get a feeling I see a lot of Deneb at home. And according to my app here, just above Deneb to the left, it looks like some sort of elephant-shaped uh, Constellation, maybe far off in the distance. Uh, well, let's move down here to this belt that I've been wondering about here. Did I lose it? No. Oh, wait, El Biero, do you have anything to do with that belt I'm looking at? We got uh, Deneb Al Okab. I think that's in the belt I'm looking at. And it seems to be attached to some sort of shape uh, on this app here. I think my app's a little... Uh, I don't know if I turn the compass off or the gyro off. Well, I did something there. Okay, now we have... Now we might be on to something, folks. Altair. Did I already mention that one? That is part of that little belt I'm looking at. And... Uh, there is something to the left and the right of it, so we have confirmed a secondary sighting of something. And we may be able to use this for place finding, because below it, it looks like there is some sort of a, a constellation, if I can... Uh, 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 uh. Oh, it hit something there, and it lit up the whole constellation, and now I can't recreate it. Oh, I just did it, I think. Yeah, here we go, folks. We have ourselves... Oh, we lost it. Huh. It was Aquila. Ooh. And it's a sizable... Are we looking at some sort of... Uh, is that the... Uh, a Phoenix Rising? Description. Oh, I kill is the eagle, a prominent constellation in the summer months in the northern hemisphere. This is from uh, the name of the app, which I'll look up in a minute. It's best seen July through October in late summer. Flanked by Aquarius Hercules and Ophosiculus, Aquila lies south of the Cygenus the Swan along the summer Milky Way. Ooh. It was one of 48 uh, uh, constellations cataloged by Ptolemy. Wow. According to Greek mythology, Aquila, Aquila is the eagle that held Zeus's thunderbolts. Sweet. Zeus also sent the eagle to kidnap Ganymede, the shepherd boy, who was taken to become a cupbearer for the gods. Uh, the Aquarius constellation is sometimes identified with Ganymede. As a result of this tri triangular shape, Aquarius has a long association with birds. In Chinese mythology, Altair 
uh, the brightest star in Aquila, which was got my attention, is said to be New Liang, the herds of men who watched over the royal herds, who fell in love and married Zi Nu Vega. They soon neglected their duties, and their father, the Sun King Vega, was so angry that he made them spend their lives on the opposite sides of the Milky Way. Oh, so this is the Milky Way above us, and it is a little bit milky now. We're, we're learning here, folks. So that uh, milky-like cloud may actually be the milk of the Milky Way. It is said uh, once a year on the seventh day of the seventh month, we're a month late, uh, if the weather's clear, magpies will spread their ring wings across the river for the two to meet. Huh. Uh, so here's a notable object. Since it's a few degrees north of the uh, celestial equator, uh, boundaries of Aquila contain many clusters and nebulae. Many are hardly visible uh, to the untrained eye. Check. Uh, most prominent in the brightest star is Altar. Altar. Uh, so... That's a little bit about that. So let's uh, let's get back to our star search here. So that's cool. Okay, so from Altar, I'm going to try to move left here because we got some activity looking to the left, even though I have a tree line uh, just to the left of the wings. I guess outside of the Milky Way, it looks like we have some other guy. Oh, this is Aquarius. It's, it is the age of Aquarius right now. Now, for me, Aquarius is uh, obscured by trees, but I can see uh, sal Salad Sood uh, and off of Salad Sood coming towards Altair, Altair and Aquila or Aquila or whatever is some sort of hook of Aquarius, or maybe Aquarius is uh, a couple of Aquarius is building. Aquarius is a strange-shaped uh, water bearer. Is that a leg? I have no idea. But I can see some other parts. I can see uh, saddle milk. Uh, saddle suit, as we said. Neptune is off there somewhere. Wow, cool. But that didn't work because a lot of Aquarius is taken up by... Uh, Obscured by trees for me. So let's head back to this Milky Way. Wow. I'm, I'm looking at the Milky Way as you hear my voice and know that there is some milk visible in this Milky Way. That is so amazing. I've never known. I mean, maybe someone said it to me, but I was drunk. Like, oh, that's you're looking at the Milky Way, my friend. Separating Vega, which we see to my right now. I'm looking at it. And, uh, you know, that other guy, Altar, who, you know, Altar played the guitar as he seduced Vega. Let's see what else we can see up here. Uh, what else we got here? We got, uh, okay, so we have Vega's in the Lyra, so we already, we did see that, and then Hercules is here. And Hercules has got a lot going on. Uh, probably beyond my pay grade as a 
but is Vega actually part? No, Vega just kind of gives us a pathway to Hercules. But Hercules does, uh, like, oh, I can see, like, a little, uh, there's a tree in the way, though. Let's see well, what else we can see. I didn't realize these, holy moly, oh my goodness, I just saw a shooting star, a Perseid level meteorite all the way to the left. It had a trail about uh, 30 feet, it was holy mackerel. Right out of my, I looked just in time, and it looked like it was so low that I could almost reach out and touch it. Wow, holy space. And that brings my attention back to that part of the sky where Aquarius is behind the trees a bit. But there's still some decent stars there, you know, just because, you know, the app doesn't identify them. I think I see, like, a, a, a great stork... Uh, unknown, but once, you know, drinking from Aquarius's cup, I think. And they say, yeah, I remember that. Aesop used to talk about that. The pitcher, uh, dropped the rocks in the pitcher and learned to drink water. And I'd say exactly, you know, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But now I'm like, man, if I tilt my head further back... I'm getting a double dose of Milky Way. Like, a, wow, wow, wow. It must be getting darker by the second, even though I think it's like, it's almost midnight. I think it probably should have hit peak darkness already, but I don't even know if there's this thing called peak darkness, but it should be. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to just, like, be less technical because I don't, you know... Let's see what, what shapes. Maybe I could look at the Milky Way like a cloud and see within the milk. I could be a milk reader. They said, well, he doesn't know constellations, but he does milk readings. And they would say, well, what's a milk reading? Well, he look, you know when little kids look at clouds and they say, look at that. He does that with the Milky Way. Most of the time it's just clouds, you know, that he thinks is the Milky Way, but... And uh, usually he says, he just sees, well, I said, is that a crab nebula? He he tries to do his material, you know. But the only thing he has is crab nebula. Hey, what's, what's wrong, crab nebula? Well, why, why are you so down? Are you sad about uh, the big separation of Vega and Altar? The only uh, factual stuff I know. But I say, man, I'm looking at it. And actually, I'm looking at the left side of what I would call the Milky Way. A scientist or an astronomer or a fourth grader would say no, but it kind of looks like the old crescent moon man on the moon. And I don't know how many of you were alive uh, when they had this new... Actually, I think they redid it maybe ten years ago, maybe it's eight years ago. Uh, Big Mac, uh, they had this guy, he was, I think his name was Big Mac. He was a crescent moon head. He wore a uh, purple tuxedo, I believe. Uh, McDonald's branding, it. they're big in a purple. Because uh, I think back in the day, one of the Ma- Ronald's crew wore a purple suit. And then Grimace was purple. A Hamburglar, I think he had green striped... Uh, did the Hamburglar wear culottes? 
And I say, I thought you were talking about uh, outer space. I came here for outer space sleep. I, well, no, I did not advertise, so I don't know. Maybe maybe the crab nebula told you that to uh, piss you off. Uh, but as I lie here, I, I do see the head. They said, well, McDonald's branding burned into my brain. Deeper pathways than things for my own health or preservation are advertisements. But I see the head of the Big Mac tonight. I'm not kidding you because it was a oh, holy same spot. Another shooting star. Almost the same spot. So we're getting a lot of left action off my left hand and maybe off your left ear. That was another one. It seemed like it was moving faster. So the stars seemed to, you know, as much as a you know, common sense astronomer would say, don't talk about uh, Mac tonight. It's working as far as uh, Perseid is concerned. Was Perseid a god? I don't. I know Perseus was a guy. I think he maybe he was involved in that Golden Fleece stuff. Uh, Perseus in the Golden Fleece. Some. I think he was asleep in a tree. I can't remember. But anyway, back to this Mac McDonald's guy. I'm seeing him in the Milky Way. And he, he, I remember the song he would sing, so we'll see if Percy likes it. He would say, when the clock strikes, half past six, babe, time to head for the golden lights. It's a good time for the great day's dinner at McDonald's. It's Mac tonight. There might have been a second verse. I don't remember, but it was probably about two all-beef patties, special sauce and sesame seed bun at McDonald's. Oh, I just saw, uh, come on, baby, making Mac tonight. I just saw, like, a a lighter um, meteorite, same general left vicinity. I'm going to spitball it and say maybe the southern sky, maybe the western sky, I don't know. But it was a little bit of a more of a lighter one. Another question, uh, lightning bugs. When I was first looking at the sky, both last night and tonight, uh, there was it would have been nice for the podcast, I'm sorry. But you were stars appearing and lightning bugs appearing in the treetops. And so it made for quite the, uh, you know, if, if I was a poet and say, you know, I'd probably do Big Mac poetry. You know, oh, Big Mac, you're not making a poetry. You're just singing my Big Mac song. Well, you're in the Milky Way now, Big Mac head. So congratulations. Actually, now I'm seeing his eye forming out of stars. Oh, oh boy. Percy likes this Big Mac stuff because I just saw another one. Now, this was the first one that was traveling from uh, my left sky to my right sky. All the other ones were going parallel, like on my left side. So maybe I've had my left and my right mixed up all the night. I meant for my... Well, it doesn't matter. Hopefully you're 
you know, you're, you're drifting through the gates of consciousness into the gates of space. The Milky Way does look quite inviting, you know, almost as inviting as a Big Mac. No, this is not a paid advertisement, but I love that damn McDonald's ad at tomorrow. I think I used to sing that song. Uh, but I'm just trying to, uh, at this point, I'm just trying to appease Percy, to, you know, to keep the uh, the meteorites coming for you at a, you know, dripping, dripping like a fa- faucet of sensibility during this podcast. But back to the Milky Way, because that is, I'm fixated on it. It is looking, oh, wait a second, now I'm at, oh, I just saw another one that was going right to left as well. Very high, that was the highest meteorite I saw. Very high up in the sky. Very far, you know, in, in outer space, I would say. But right now I'm seeing uh, in the Milky Way a new creature. Uh, part part uh, crustacean. Maybe, holy cow, it's got a... Uh, it has, it could be... Holy moly, I just saw another one. Percy likes where I'm going with this, so I'm going to keep going. I've got an E.T. This is a bulky wagon I'm talking about. E.T. prawn crustacean-like creature I'm seeing. Friendly, don't worry, very friendly. Uh, But the E.T. creature, you know, two eyes, maybe a little Wally in there, which would, you know, make sense. Wally's space-friendly. And the Milky Way probably loves Wally, you know. But, uh, yeah, now it's, and maybe a little bit of uh, number five is alive, which is very Wally-like anyway. But with just a little bit of, you know, uh, humanoid lobster. I'm, I'm trying to think, what was that, Mr. Krabby Patty or whatever from uh, SpongeBob? Uh, whoever that guy is. But that material is not stirring up any, uh, meteorite so i'm trying to think of other material i could do i'm seeing like to the right of the uh big mac and the uh, wally lobster person like a secondary milky way or like a milky way branch off to my right and that looks like well, it could be a clam it could be a clam uh, it could be a cloud of Milky-like cluster of stars, you know, clustering, you know, big, 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 you know, echoes of the Big Bang. No, Percy, no, Percy, it's not buying that, not at all. How about this, I feel uh, some mosquitoes may have snuck under my shirt because they sprayed my body and, you know, horribly toxic chemicals before I came out here. Uh, but I didn't anticipate sitting in the manner I'm sitting, you know, for maximum Perseid, uh, and, you know, uh, salutes to Perseid, so wise, it whatever, you know, I don't know, you're, you're a god so nice they should have named you twice, Perseid Meteor Showers, they named you three times, Perseid Shower us with your love, you know. Or, you know, I, and then I have to go back to, I already burned through all that Big Mac material. I don't have any more of that, Percy, I'm sorry. 
but I will test you to see if that is all you answer to, Perseus. So I will say to all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame seed bun. And now, if you're really nostalgic, Perseus, you'll go to the Christmas version, which has uh, the same music, but, you know, with a Christmas holiday flourish to it. With a sleigh, probably some kids in Christmas sweaters. And a slightly, you know, more, you know, to all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. And I think it's probably a kid from my memory coming home from college. His house is empty or he's hungover. And then he finds everyone is waiting for him with a surprise of McDonald's. Happy holidays. Someone, no, Perseus is not buying that one. Oh, Perseus, I didn't know you would need uh, 80s, area, 80s era McDonald's nostalgia because I, I, geez, I did not brush up. Oh, Percy is like that, so Percy wants me to try, because that one was the first one that went left to right, right by Vega. We had another shooting star. Where the question is, will these mosquitoes, you know, how much a scooter will they take while I wait to salute Percy with uh, other theme songs, you know? I am in my... Well, I'm petulant, but I don't think that's what Percy wants. Uh, happy holidays. I'm sure I'm, uh, you know, Percy, I'm just buying time. My subconscious is where most of the pop culture stuff is stored. So, unfortunately, it's just like a meteor shower. I got to wait for it to shriek into my conscience brain and say, uh, you know, if there was like a grimace, I know there was a grimace rap with making me, you know, Ronald, but I don't know it. Uh, I, I think I knew no one. Uh, there's one uh, purple, round, and red. But to get the fruity taste, you got to trick Fred. Trick Fred. That was the, uh, uh, what was that, Fruity Pebbles rap. That one I know. I think I just know that part. You got to trick Fred. So it was actually about uh, thieving, rhyming and thieving. Yeah, but Barney was rhyme. Was that Barney Rubble? Yeah, rhyming and thieving. Uh, Fred's uh, fruity pebbles. Uh, Percy, let me ask you a question. Because uh, I know I, I watch some Flintstones, but I, you know, what's with this Fred guy? Why he seemed like a total jerk? Like, why didn't anybody like him? Uh, let me restate that so it's clear to you, Percy. Why would anyone? Why did it? He had a beautiful wife. He had a best friend who seemed pretty cool. A best friend with an even more beautiful wife. And, you know, uh, he uh, had a job. He seemed, you know, be, uh, he was always, you know, doing stuff. But, he, I mean, he like, I can't get along with people, and I, I seem to be, I mean, I know, I, you know, the depth of my issues is deep, Percy, but, uh, you know, I, I said, Jesus, Fred guy, I, I don't know what he was doing. And you think of the same, like, of that archetype. You got uh, the honeymoon guy, George Jetson, 
You know, these these guys were a little bit before my time, so they weren't my male icons. Unfortunately, my male icons were Balky Bartokamus and La- brother, cousin Larry. Probably most, uh, uh, who's that guy? Kurt, Kurt, uh, you know, he went, um, uh, Kurt Cameron, uh, Ricky Schroeder. Uh, Fred Savage, probably a little bit of Fred Savage. Now, this material is not bringing on uh, any meteorites from Perseid. We're not getting anything out of Perseid from this material. Oh, Perseid, what what do you you want me to sing again? Uh, When the clock strikes, uh, time for meteors. Time to head for the Milky Way's Milky Lights. I think Percy wants me to stick to the McDonald's original song. It's Mac tonight. Come on, baby. Give me some meteorites for a Mac tonight. Uh, Still no meteorites. Meteorite watch. uh, Not going well. And uh, we were doing, I mean, the E.T. Uh, uh, part of the Milky Way is looking at me. His eyes look a little more spread out, though. And I said, what do stars move? We're, we're moving, right? The stars don't. A uh, question, you know, ignoramus, do stars move? Well, everything's moving, Scooter. The Big Bang's still carrying us out further from the center for, you know, you know something or other. And I'd say thank you, uh, thank you for that. You know, thank you for saying that in a judgmental way. Space just brings everybody, you know, together. Except for friggin' Percy, per- Percy, it's too good to show me anything else. And I'd say, I don't know any Burger King songs, Percy, so I can't worship you with that. I try to, you know, buy some Fred Flintstone material. Uh, I don't know Perfect Stranger's song. I think, I don't know, I'm hearing it. I think it was just, uh, whatever you call that, instrumental. They open to find, we're two of a kind, making it all, taking it all together, we're gonna find our way. Ba 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 together, taking the time each day. Hey, Percy, it, how about a freaking meteorite? Uh, right freaking now, cause it's getting late tonight. Hey, Percy, Ed, no meteorite for me. Okay, so Percy didn't jump on that one. Showing my things to go with the facts of life. The facts of life when the world never seems to be living. Up to your dreams, and suddenly you're finding out the facts of life are all about you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think I screwed that up. When you're learning the facts of life, learning the facts of life, of life, yeah. That's the facts of life, Percy. I saw some reruns of that. And, uh, you know, that's about it. No comments. I mean, 
Yeah, no, no, no real comments. I, I think that took place in either uh, Poughkeepsie or it was, uh, I think it was in Poughkeepsie that one took place, and I remember that for some reason. Okay, well, Percy, I have nothing more to offer you, you know, but my respect, my heartfelt gratitude for this evening's show that you did show me. Uh, Vega, Altar, uh, Kuiper's Belt, Milky Way, E.T., Lobster Man... Uh, Big Mac, Ed, I, I can still see you, too. And did you, I wonder, oh, yeah, because was that when they started doing the McDonald's was open later and you had, like, a a slumber cap on? Is that what it was, Big Mac, man? But maybe, you know, you could, uh, you know, just give us one more as I try to draw this conclusion of this show. Looking at you, Milky Way. I wonder if they, did they name you the Milky Way before they drank a lot of milk? Because you almost look like Milk and Waterway, you know, like Milky Waterway. You know, I know, you know, that's not a, you're really looking uh, three-dimensional right now as I look at you, Milky Way. You're looking milky, holy cow, all the space is, you know, I think I've been staring at it so long. That, uh, you know, my mind is, uh, I say, at some point, Scooter figured it all out. Space. He, he said it famously, the final frontier. And then someone say, please, Scooter, stop writing your own history. That's from Star Trek. And then someone will say, well, you missed a joke in there, Scooter. And I say, yeah, but, uh, I was the punchline there. As I said, you know, I'm trying to a bit. I'm doing material for Percy, not for you right now, sir. Yes, I wonder. I wah 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 wonder why. Uh, Percy can't give another meteorite away, and I wonder where all those meteorites go to stay. My Percy meteorite run away. Uh, meteor oh is that what it is Percy all the meteorites are running away from you uh I should have done a really passing through a little like a Perseid asteroid belt is that what it is man you're really holding out on me Perseid uh Perseid your uh your P is for perfection your E is for excellence R for righteous uh, shooting of stars. S for so bright when they streak across the sky. Lots of S's in Percy. I don't know if there's anything else before the I, but I love the effort you make. Indeed, don't make me go to bed without one more meteorite, please. I'm like a little boy on Christmas uh, morning, just hoping, as I once did for the G.I. Joe hovercraft set I never got. So please give me one more meteorite. 
I don't want, uh, is this like a test, uh, Perseid, to see if I will, uh, you know, Perseid, this is all because I cannot do the sweet night sky justice. I just have to prattle on, incapable of putting the majesty that I'm looking upon this very moment into any kind of context or description other than E.T. and Mac tonight. And now it looks like Wally is bearing down on me. For me, it is number five coming out of the Milky Way. Straight at me. But man, this night sky. A reminder that uh, uh, somewhere out there, well, five was supposed to be looking at the moon. Never, I don't think I've ever seen that movie, just that part. Somewhere... Out there, there's a meteorite for me. I'm thinking of watching a meteorite that Perseid shoots uh, for me to see. Perseid, please do it, for my battery's running low. I just saw something, but I don't think it was a meteorite. I think it was my brain detaching from what I know. Oh, wow, the, uh, uh, I think it is getting, we might be headed towards maximum darkness. I don't know what the moon situation, I haven't seen a moon tonight, and I didn't look anything up about it. So we may be at maximum darkness. We may be in a new moon or like a low moon. Uh, situation because you know Milky Way is taking on even more and I'm not and I'm not doing material right now it does seem even more sweet and I say what well, Jesus is it a condensed milk what the hell is condensed milk it's like a or partially what do they call that evaporated milk and it's just milk with sugar in it right I don't know I have some. I used a little bit of it to make pancakes one time because I had it in the cupboard. I said, I better use this. It's been expired for a few years. Better put it to use. And then I said, well, I'm not going to throw the rest of it out, so I froze it. But then I never remember to uh, defrost it, Perseid. As you're freezing my heart now. Oh, and there's, I mean, mosquito juice might be wearing off too, Miss Perseid. How about this song, Perseid? Oh... Oh, Percy, it gave me a meteorite show. You say the word, oh. Percy, it gave me a meteorite show. That's the studio done poorly, I know. Are you a, are you a fan of Phil Collins? Uh, Percy had no jacket required. He's got an orange face on that one. I don't even know what no jacket required, you know, because I always think of Phil Collins in a jacket, you know. But he, he seems like a great guy. I don't know anything about him, but uh, uh, he's a drummer. I guess like a bit like a Dave Grohl. You ever think, uh, I bet you Phil Collins and Dave Grohl have hung out. What do you think, Perseid? No answer, of course. You know, Perseid, don't make me, I don't want to have a resentment towards you. I just ask him for one meteorite or like 50 in a row. Yeah, because I don't want to have to be like, oh, there we go, that was a good one, you know, for the listeners. And I don't want to sing the Big Mac song again because it's just it's just lame. 
Yeah, the guy, but the guy was playing a, a grand piano, baby grand piano. I don't know the difference between the two. It was white. He was floating, you know, through the advertisement clearly. And uh, for a while, he was featured on the cups. He was big, and he was Big Mac, I think. And I think the song is Mac the Knife originally. It did the uh, did the stuff run out on that? Was that like when those uh, or did McDonald's pay for the rights? Okay, Percy, here we go. When the clock strikes half past six, babe, time to head for golden lights. It's a good time. Meteorite for it's a good time for the great taste dinner at McDonald's. It's Mac tonight. Now, the second verse I don't know it, but I could use meteorite. Please give me one because I'm you know getting bug bit. Please, Percy, give me a little meteor bite. You know, why don't they have that at McDonald's? A little snack called Meteor Bites. They could be like Chicken McNuggets, but, you know, I don't know. Bad idea. You know, maybe, Percy, have you heard about those uh, chicken fries at Burger King? Spicy chicken fries? What do you think about that, Percy? Let me know. No, okay. Hey, Percy, did you see me the Renaissance Fair? Because I, I really wish you could have been there, Percy. Hey, Percy, I was thinking about, I don't really have any money, but I have, you know, my next month. Oh, no, actually, I have my July rent money because that money had a problem, you know, it didn't get deposited by my landlord. What do you think about me uh, giving that money to uh, the mosquito that's on my neck right now, Percy? Oh, well, I guess this is a teachable moment to all my listeners, you know. That even in the depths of space, you know, we have to open our arms to the greater wiz. Holy shit. Kissing Perseus is that Perseus' ass just fucking worked. Holy fucking shit, I'm not making it up. Uh, off to the left of the same spot where I've seen the majority of the uh, meteorites was a slow-moving streaker. Holy shit, it, it was, it had to have a, a streak like 50, 50 feet long. And it was moving so slow and, and low. Thank you, Percy, thank you so much. Oh, God, I, there must be 50 mosquitoes, I think, in my head. Um, so, as I was saying, though, you know, now I can't get comfortable. But, you know, those are all things we need to distract. You know, say, hey, Percy, thank you for that. I wasn't even, at that point, I'd given up, you know. I was just going to, you know, tell my audience, well, teachable moment. You know, we just got to go with the flow, and maybe we'll trick Percy into one more, but maybe not. And I say, 
Sometimes our beds are as comfortable as a Milky Way of softness, with googly-eyed niceness looking down on us, a breeze and a nice night noise to drift off to, and, you know, to be interrupted if, if while I do these, you know, last minutes and me in audio, if I see any more streaking stuff. Hey, people my tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep, well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. Tonight it's uh, Lady Witchbeard, Tales of Lady Witchbeard, our ongoing serial story about uh, the tale of Lady Witchbeard and her... Uh, uh, friend germ, her hapless friend, uh, where they return, you know, well, you'll figure, you'll figure it out, it's coming up here in, a, in just a few minutes, but here's how the podcast works, here's what you, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play, I'm going to do the rest, and what am I going to do, well, I'm going to try to create a safe place, I'm going to reach my hand across the deep, dark night. Uh, right now I'm literally doing that. I'm recording in the deep dark night as I have been on location here in the, the, the state of New York with my fam. Well, no, actually I'm by myself, but uh, handling family business. And uh, all, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to say, hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm your boyfriend. I'm, I'm reaching across the... Uh, I'm here. I'm here to escort you from the waking world. To you know, I'm I'm gonna walk you past the old threshold guardians, as old J.C. Joseph Campbell used to say. If you haven't heard of my, you know, Joseph Campbell, uh, they say, well, gee, Scooter, you can't really call them jokes because they, they're they're not funny. You know, they're they're there's something in between unfunny and funny. But we haven't, you know. Well, I said, geez, can't you get uh, Webster and Rogers to sit down and bang out a word for me here? Or, you know, you, you got your hand, can you get some hand, your hands on some Latin roots? And they said, well, we've thought about it. He said, well, you know, trans humor doesn't fit. Supra definitely doesn't fit uh, super humor. And uh, they said, you know, we went through a lot of the mega humor. Obviously, that's not going to go. You know, my mini humor. You say, well, geez, you don't want that scooter. They say, anyway, guys, uh, and I don't know if every once in a while you feel like you got a, uh, you know, a, uh, what do you call it? Like, like I can imagine, I know there's some sort of world council somewhere of, uh, you know, the wordsmith, the WW, I think Apple has the WWDC. But this is a worldwide uh, wordsmiths uh, gathering, ga- something of word, you know, word analysis of so the worldwide wordsmith WWWG. What I say, gathering of words or something, where they say, "Well, geez, we decided this," you know. I think like a couple of years ago, I said, "Well, bay, B-A-E or something." They say, "Okay, well, okay, we'll add it as a word." Uh, I, I don't know because they, you know obviously I've been banned, you know they say get, keep this guy away from it because he's constantly making up words 
And they see, how come uh, Shaban can make up his own words? And and they say, well, it's just because he's a talented uh, author. They say, okay, okay, you got me. And I say, well, what? And they say, he's a talented author. They say, well, genius. They say, okay, what about Muskie? And they say, you know, mega genius. And they say, well, how come he gets a Latin root word? And they say, Scooter, those aren't roots. And I said, well, okay, well, all right, boys, I'll walk myself out then. You no need to uh, throw me out. You know, tra- you know. And they say, nice try, Scooter. But every once in a while at bedtime, I don't know if it's like this for you, uh, but I knew, I know it's like this for a lot of people out there. I know it's like it for me. But you lie down in that bed, you know, you, you get a little white noise going. Maybe you get Scooter's pipes. You know, I'm, I'm, I try to bring the lulling, soothing tones. Maybe you got some uh, night noise like I got going here. Maybe some uh, wind and wave noise. I'll just give you a taste. And it might be a recording. It might be, you know, I'm going to keep my window open for this noise. But then all of a sudden you say, well, geez, I got all this nice uh, tranquil soothing sounds. But then, you know, the Worldwide Council of Brain Irritants... Uh, starts to crop up the brain bots, the uh, guild, the philosophers guild, the old uh, time travelers guild. You know, geez, I said, geez, when did I open up? Uh, you know, uh, an outpost on a, uh, you know, fantasy role playing game. When did my? Why does that bedtime my brain become? You know, like I said, yield in a scoots, but this would be scoots town. You know, on the border of the outlands. And you say, well, geez, and it's just all the guilds happen to be gathering. They're all holding their meetings at once, and you happen to be the town elder and also, you know, the guy, magistrate. Maybe the head, you know, head of all the guilds, the guild head. And they say, well, gee, but and they're all jockeying for your attention. And you, you say, geez, I just got my room. You know, I put on some bomb. I got some, you know, smells going, I meditated, and I got this lake noise, and then you guys call this guilds meeting. I don't even think I live on any borderlands, and I wouldn't know a kobold from a chipmunk if, you know, if one of them approached me and said, you know, I had to roll a 20-sided dice for, you know, for, for, you know, whatever you call it, throw. But, you know, they they don't care about that. They say, well, you know, a point of order, point of order. And you say, are you with the Philosopher's Guild or the Wordsmith's Guild or the, uh, how many guilds I got having meetings in my brain right now as I try to fall asleep for the big meeting tomorrow? And they would say, point of order, I, I was told there'd be, and you say, there's no snacks in bed. Well, they say, we're not, we're, we'll, we'll, we won't let this meeting conclude until we're snacked. You say, what are you, we're, we're, we're the snacking guild, you know. And, uh, okay, you back there, are you in the lollipop guild? I have no, nothing to do. Oh, yeah, you're the head of the lollipop guild now, too, by the way. And you say, well, geez, uh, lollipop guild, do you guys make lollipops, eat lollipops, or just celebrate lollipops? And they would say, we sing about lollipops. We're here to represent the lollipop guild. 
and they and they said we need you know to go over the song list and finish writing algorithm you know the songs about lollipop get oh boy and meanwhile you're just trying to get comfortable and get some sleep and a lot of times you say geez i don't know how to shut all those no you know i don't know how to end the guild meetings you know i don't want to cast this you know you know dispelling spell of uh you know, because the last thing you want to do is you you start upsetting the guilds. You know what happens. Border town descends into chaos. And that's when you call an old scoots. I'm like the uh, wizened uh, traveler that people say, geez, that guy looks like he smells bad. Why does he have a hoodie, you know, one of those robes, tattered robes, gnarled uh, staff of dullness. And he says, is that a rogue wizard? No, that guy, do you, does that guy look like he could cast a spell? He couldn't even cast a, uh, a cast a glance, except he is at my sister here, and I don't like it. But, you, you know, I roll into town, and you're the desperate guilt. Now, now it just so happens, when, you know, when you get a look at me, you say, geez, that looks like a friendly chap. And I say, you know what, I see, I see you got a guild problem here. Be 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 bedtime br brgp bedtime related guild problem, or you might even have br you know bedtime related guild issues. And I would say I got I got it I I have a the power of I, I say I have the power of whatever the hell you know those uh, parliamentary I got parliamentary procedure coming out my ears. And you say geez that looks like untrimmed hair. I say well. It's parliamentary procedure, cilia of parliamentary procedure. And I have the ability to, whatever those politicians do, you know, I can, I've got a, I've got a sack of gerrymanders here. And, uh, you know, I'm, I've, I've carpeted many a bag. And also, I could talk forever. So I'm going to, you know, you call me in as the, uh, the wizard of the land beyond the borderlands and I'll I'll speak to these guilds. Meanwhile you just go ahead back in there. I cast a spell of comfortable uh bedtime uh you know enjoyment in there and I've cloaked it, you know whatever they call it, where you say, geez you can't get in there. Even a kinder you know, kinder thief could not get in there. And so, uh, you know, it's, you know, goalie dwarfs or whatever, they're not going to bug you. And, you know, but actually I get, you know, I'll, I'll send in one of those snuggle dwarfs to uh, just, you know, either warm or cool your feet. And uh, meanwhile, I'll be just entertaining the guild of your brain. Uh, tonight I'll be chattering about Lady Witchbeard, but they're going to think... You know, Lollipop Guild will be like, geez, I, I'm wait. He, he said he's going to cover some Lollipop-related songs later, so we're going to stick around. Uh, Wordsmith Guild, they'll be busy, you know, marking them. You see, this guy, every other word out of his mouth is not, you know, and I say, keep track, boys, this is a test. This is only a test of your wordsmithing ability. And then you have the Guild of Imaginary Problems. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll have plenty for them to think about. I forgot, you know, sh- the Shamers, they're not even a guild. I said, are they, or is that a belief system or are they a cult? Well, well, tonight you won't find out. You'll be asleep. I won't even find out because I'll just be talking and they'll be saying, okay, we're going to, we're, 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 you know, they'll be looking further in.
But that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to chatter on, distract all those parts of your brain that are jockeying for your attention. You just kick back. Ideally, you're already asleep. Uh, but you'll be, you know, because for some of us, you see, well, waves are pretty good. Wind bug sounds are pretty good, too. But when you got all these other, you know, when you're you're running, you know, a village on the edge of the border, uh, you know, between whatever, Great Castle and uh, Swamp swamp Gas or whatever, wherever we're located here, out on the edge of the frontier, you know, the guilds, they're trying to protect you. They say, geez, we just want to keep this town safe. But they don't realize that the town is your brain and your emotions and your body. And you're just trying to shut it down for the night. You say, geez, you know, but obviously you can't be, you know, you're trying not to strike up a dictatorial, whatever they call it, you know, dictatorial tone. So I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do it, you know, like I said, I'm, I got that staff of, uh, I have a pouch of lulls. I got those gerrymanders. I still haven't had to use them. And somebody said that's not appropriate for this situation. I said, well, I can find I said, one thing, if I've seen one gerrymander, I haven't seen them all. Because I said, geez, those things have more uh, turns and bends. Those have a lot of meanders. This is why a gerrymander. And they say it's a gerrymander. And they said to you, to me, it's a gerrymander. And then, and, you know, that was that. That was it with the uh, politics. Uh, so I don't know if any of that made any sense, but I'm going to do my best to take your mind off whatever's got you up tonight, last night, whatever's got you tossing and turning. I'm going to distract you, go on and on. It's going to be somewhat interesting. If you're listening so far, I can guarantee that there's a possibility that at least one of your guilds quietly left the room instead of storming out. And they said, well, geez, I don't know if anything's going to get done in this meeting. We might as well go to the uh, yield in a scoots and have a couple pints of ale. Uh, we won't even bother putting up a fuss at this meeting. So that's it. Um, I'm glad you're here. And, the, you know, the reason I do this, the reason I'm doing it, you know, live on location at night is, you know, because I want to help you fall asleep. I got... He says, geez, I, I don't know I, if I try to make it. Obviously, I've tried to resolve this metaphor three or four times. And, uh, you know, there's still the, the guild of unresolved metaphors. They're, they're like, sir, sir, point. And so I'm going to take their point of order. And I hope I help you fall asleep. Thanks for coming. Housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. It's been a little while since I've said that. And uh, you can find us there. You can comment on the website. You can email me, sleep back at sleep, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get a hold of us on Twitter. That's a good place to get a hold of me at Dear Scooter or on Facebook. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson, who does our music over at soundslikeanearful.com. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. I want to thank everyone over at our Sleep With Me podcast community, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. That's our Facebook community. Uh, if you're doing any back-to-school shopping, if you could use our Amazon link, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon, that says huge help. The people that are using that link, you're helping pay my, you know, we got a new new uh, uh, thing about to launch, which will be some episodes, maybe one episode a week. 
It'll be a separate feed with no intros. And that was paid for by the Amazon money. So people that are shopping at Amazon, we're we're putting the money to use. Thank you so much. I want to thank and say hi to Anne-Marie and Mike H. Uh, Anne-Marie, Mike H. is somebody I went to school with. I think I talk about him a little bit on the intro for Thursday. Uh, wonderful, and a wonderful guy. One of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. He was lucky enough never to be my roommate, but he put up with enough of my nonsense anyway. But what a great guy. And then his lovely wife, Anne-Marie, listens to the show. So I want to say hi to them. Just small world. What a wonderful small world. And then I also want to thank uh, Stacy McDonald, who spread the word about the podcast. I want to thank Robert for, for Robert's comment on the website. I don't know, Robert's a vet. And he's putting the podcast to good use. And uh, so thank you for your service, Robert. And I'm glad the podcast is helping. I want to thank Miriam for Miriam's comments on the website. Uh, she she randomly found the podcast, but doesn't normally get past the intro. Love the Brian Wilson uh, story when he wouldn't get off the damn stage that time. Uh, so thank you, Miriam. I want to thank Laura, who, who commented on the website. Loves the real-time recipes. And we just had one come out recently. And it was just Trader Joe's. They should be paying us, but they don't need to because I'm paying them. I guess, but, you know, I enjoy, uh, you know, whatever, shopping. I got to eat, you know. Over, I'm going to catch, try, try to catch up on all the thank yous this week. Over on Twitter, I want to thank Kim, Tawny, Justin, Mary, John, Lisa, Ellie, Mark, Scott, Andy, Rachel, Jake, Jen, The Silvertone, Billy, Jonathan W., Paul, Libby, Lewis, Eli, Fern, Iante, Stephen D. And then I want to catch up with some international iTunes reviews. Cat Girl 1986 works every time and it's entertaining. That's Cat Girl 1986 from the UK. I believe this is our first review from the Republic of Korea, but I'm not positive on that. And that's from 18 SE, 18 Seki, 18 SEKI. Uh, thanks just for the Queen of Confusion, Spinning Web of Confusion. But, uh, you know, then it induces a nice uh, sleep. Uh, so thank you for that review. Uh, Emma Adele, I don't know if I ever thanked Emma Adele from the UK. Long overdue. Relief to find the podcast listening for nine months. So thank you, Emma Adele. And then I wanted to thank some people. Uh, Drew uh, to 1076 was from Australia. And I think I thanked Drew, but if not, uh, boy, boring is boring and boring. But I want to make sure I knew the countries. Also from Australia was 99.9, Wilson 999. Weirdly enough, that person said Wilson before. I couldn't figure out who Wilson was. In the episode where I called Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise about the movie Castaway. So not only did I couldn't figure out that the beach ball was Wilson Volleyball, by the way, Scooter, but I was calling him Tom Cruise. I was picturing Tom Hanks saying Tom Cruise, which is weird because they used to live in Oakland where Tom Hanks was born, and I think Tom Cruise was born in Syracuse or briefly lived in Syracuse where I grew up. And then Retro Vertage was from Canada also. I want to point that out. So that's just me starting to get caught up on the thank yous. Thank you all for your support.
And let's keep this show moving. Thanks. All right, we're back here with another episode of Lady Witchbeard. When we last left off last week, we, uh, let's see, where were we last week? So, we, me and Lady Witchbeard had, uh, taken brooms. But first we had tried to get, uh, what's her name? The, uh... Marina, she 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 was gonna help us uh, figure stuff out, and then uh, we we she she vanished in the morning. She was like, "Hey, I think I think this is what happened." She said, "Yeah, sure, I'll help you guys out." Uh, she vanished in the morning. I remember at the beginning of the episode there was a way way long talk between me and Lady Witchbeard about the difference between a mission and a quest. I think we resolved that. And then Marina, Marina disappeared in the morning. Me and Lady Witchbeard said, let's just get ourselves to this pyramid in the sun. Or the palace, you know, the pyramid that was making all the noise and being built. We took, we traveled by broom, broom dust, broom. And non, you know, stick. Some, some sort of stick, I think tent poles maybe. Which we were using as brooms. We used powered by broom dust, which is not... You know, it's a temporary witch bait, witch solution. You know, if their brooms are busted, they're actual, you know, professional-made flying brooms. Like, kind of like a difference between a dustbuster and a super-powered vacuum cleaner. Like, the dustbuster you get, you know, just, or this is a dustbuster in my memory, or a portable hand vacuum. Please don't sue me, Black & Decker. Um... It runs a battery. You'll see, geez, I just started, you know, it's the second pile I've cleaned up in six months and the battery dies. Same thing with the brooms. The cool thing is we would know. So we were stopping at the treetops, looking around. Land at the pyramid took forever to find the entrance. We found the entrance, realized this is a pyramid. Not, a, you know, pyramids are going up, but there's not a, lot, a whole lot going on inside the pyramid. Went out of the pyramid. I mean, that, like, took forever. I mean, talk about long, soothing, pointless. Maybe I, said, well, I think maybe it had something in there for everybody that was asleep. Uh, but then we came out, and then, boom, uh, Montezuma uh, was standing there with his crew. And that's where we last left off. So we're, we're back with another... Uh, back... With Antonio, but were you in Montreal, Antonio? Antonio Ben? Oh, I'm not supposed to. Were you, okay, no disclosing Antonio's location, but Antonio is here. Antonio Banderas, uh, with another episode of the Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Hi, 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 hi! I don't know about that one, Antonio. The Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Har har har. Close. Can we get one more from the Zetales of Lady Witchbeard? <laughs> uh, that, well, you just nailed it for, for the people of Montreal. Sorry, they're going to be so happy with you. Thanks, Antonio. And I'll see you back in California. Oh, the Zetales of Lady Witchbeard. <laughs> I think the other one was better, but I love hearing you do anything. So, uh, I'll see you later. All right, uh, we're back. With, uh, yeah, he said it. All right. All right, so we were, we, Lady Witchbeard and I were standing there, and we were surrounded. I guess we were facing a, a large number of people. 
and they were gathered around, and they didn't look, you know, it's like, Jesus, you, you, I said, is this a threat or not? And this man stepped forward. And I, I can tell you, as true as I can uh, be, I can't, like, when I try to reconstruct what this man looked like in my mind now, as I tell the tale, not long after it took place, very, as I tell the tale, within the tale, uh, but, but I guess I'm t- pulling you out a story before I bring you in to be, you know, a little, uh, whatever we call this, honest. Uh, I don't have an accurate version of, of what he looked like or his AC. I have, a, I have a, a recollection of him that's very clear that I'll express you in the story. But I know, I said, is it just some kind of memory wipe went on? Or selective memory, was I not, you know, was I saying, well, let me, uh, I don't know. But th- this man stepped forward. And I think he was dr- br- br- brightly dressed. But again, I, I uh, and there was something hazy about the day. I don't know if it was the sun or the temperature. Probably the fact that we just ran out of a pyramid because I had created some false narrative in my mind and convinced Lady Witchbeard that we were in... Raiders of the Lost Ark, and that the temple doors were closing, sealing us in, uh, you know, and then we were looking at the sun, but I said, man, this guy is brightly dressed, and he, he, he looks kind of like a, 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 a plainish, but, but, as far, but some air of authority, and he said, he said, hello, and I said, hello, and he said, he said, I'm, 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 you can call me Montezuma. And I said, you can call me. And he said, how about Monte? 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 And he, he just, he said, you must be the, the, the amoeba. And I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He said, I wasn't sure. He said, it must, you must be bacterium then. He said, I wasn't sure if it was amoeba. Or bacterium, any, any, your phage. Do they call you phage? And I said, yeah, go ahead, call me phage. I looked, I looked over at Lady Witchbeard, like, uh, you know, one of those looks you give people, pretty common look. You know, you're standing in line, standing somewhere, someone starts talking to you, a bit out, you know, a bit out of left field is the polite way to say. You say, oh boy, that was what the look said. Oh boy, did this guy just, he said, he must have the wrong people, clearly. He must be, and he said, oh, he said, Phage, are you, for, you he goes, you're here from the, 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 the space, you know, the space of folded papers. And I, and then I kind of got, I said, okay, luckily, you know, I, I had uh, Interstellar on the mind, you know, this whole story. It keeps so I said, "Oh, that's the scene in Interstellar." You must be, and I said, "Okay, he is talking about me." Unfortunately, he's told. He said maybe he watched uh, uh, Germ the reboot because you know. So, and I said, "Oh, don't just go with it." I said, "Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah." Pleased to meet you. You know, Fagio Fage here, and he 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 even got. He said, "Oh, that must be one of your." Your fa- famous jokes, and I said, "Well, obviously, this is—he's got an inaccurate, inaccurate version of me." 
And then he kind of did a little bit of a flourishing bow and took Lady Witchbeard's hand, which she swiftly removed in a, you know, and then returned. And he said, Ooh, Lady Witchbeard's playing a little uh, a game with this guy. And he said, this must be the mustached queen. And boy, I mean, I guess I can't do it justice because this is a sleep podcast. And I don't really have, you know, a reasonable laugh. But in a in a laugh a lot harder when it's really you know an uncomfortable situation. I think I talked about this one time, and it's weird because uh, I can think of this. I just heard from this person that listens to the podcast with his wife that I went to to to, to school with, Mike, and uh, Mike H. And I can remember one time I was going to scare one of his roommates, and I hid behind a door. And I had the guy dead to rights. I was going to scare him. I was hidden in his room. He walked in. He was talking to somebody. I don't know if anybody else even knew I was there. It wasn't like a practical joke. And I cracked up. I told, like, no way this guy wasn't going to get... And I couldn't... Because it was so uncomfortable. And so I was cracking up. But this was funny. He said, you must be the queen of... What do you say? The queen of mustaches? Oh, the mustached queen. The only thing I would have made it funnier if you said mustachioed, which I never know what that means, but I've seen that, you know, mustachioed. Maybe he did say that, but whatever, I was laughing. And Lady Witchbeard was not laughing. And then he said, he looked at me, and he gave, like, one of his assistants the look that I had just given Lady Witchbeard previously. I mean, which is dead on for me. It's like, oh boy, this guy is, you know, this is the germ or the phage, as they were calling me. And I said, the phage ain't half bad. The phage, if, it, if it's the phage. Phage, okay, but the phage? Like the, I guess because the fonds, maybe. The phage, I'm the phage. Maybe I should get into, um, yeah, contract out to do... Uh, specials for, uh, you know, bacterium-based museums. They say, well, geez, we need somebody uh, to do the first draft of the animated stuff about uh, bacteriophages. I'd say, boy, you got the right person for the first draft. And then bring in the scientists. And then the no, no, we don't need, we'll hire actual comedians for the third draft or writers. But, you know, they say, you know, anyway, the phage. But he said, you know, the, the the queen of mustache, the mustache queen. And then he said, buckler of swaz. And I said, well, man, that is smooth, too. Buckler of swaz. And I said, isn't a swaz, is that like something above a word? Or is that in, in English you say swa? And I, I said, that is a sweet sounding thing. Swa. Re- and I said, well, rico suave. Uh, but I know that's different. But he said, he said, welcome. And I said, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I said, you could just call call, call the queen here, Lady Witchbeard. You know, that could before, Lady Witchbeard it was so out of, out of uh, normal. She wasn't actually irritated. And I think she kind of shut down her irritation for the best interest and then she stepped forward and she said thank you so Lady Witchbeard will be fine and don't call him the phage just phage or germ and he said ooh germ so much better 
And he goes, you look like a germ. And he was serious. He didn't mean it like he wasn't joking. Like like you say, oh, Patrick, you look like a Patrick, you know. J- Jerry, yeah, you, no doubt you're Jerry, Jerry Cruncher. Uh, one, one time I went to the Dickens Fair as Jerry Cruncher, but I said I was a phrenologist instead of a... Uh, what Jerry Cruncher used to do, uh, but, but you know, one of Jerry Cruncher's jobs. But yeah, he says Jerry Cruncher, phrenologist. But anyway, he said I looked like a germ, and he said you've been sent here to help us. And I said, and I wish we was doing. I tried to go, and she she put her hand up, and she she said we're we're here to try. And he said, and to help my people. In the people of the world, we're so weary. We've been waiting for the help we need. And he said, come with me and I'll explain more. And then we went with him. And for a moment, though, right before we moved, the time seemed to slow down as it does for me sometimes. And I looked over the line and I didn't realize the stretching. There was, you know, just, just not just, there was hundreds, maybe thousands of people. Of old Montes people, Monte, Monte, Monte's people there, and, and they just seemed so. They they had these. They seemed like he was their leader, and he had told them some really good news. But they also seemed very proud and strong. Not not in just physical strength, but like they had endured so much. And when he said they were so weary, they they had. There was a sense of weariness just under their eyes, but but a sense of like uh, that they hadn't been worn out, like they were weary from whatever has had been going on that he had referred to, but that they were strong, strong people, and they they still had plenty left, and they were beautiful people, beautiful, all oh, beautiful people. And he said, "So come, let me." And I said, "Well, I got a lot of questions too, uh, my." my Monty, is it Monty all right? And he said, he said, is Germ all right? And that was a joke, I think. But I was like, well, she's, I'll take, if I can call someone Monty. I was always waiting again. I said, there used to be, I said, and then I, this was what I was saying in a conversation too, because I said, I always wanted to call somebody Monty. So that would be great. Because I don't really like Germ, but you can call me if I can call you Monty. And he said, I think he was on the show where people dressed up funny. And he looked over at me and lady, and he said, "You're dressed." He said, you, "My lady, you look beautiful, Buckler Schwaz." And then he brought us into this great, great building across the way from the pyramid. People lined in, welcoming us with silent, welcoming eyes. Where you could tell, you say, "Geez, these people aren't. They don't look like they're going to double cross me. They don't." But he he welcomed us, and we went into this. And I said, well, gee, is this the palace in the sun? Because they notice a lot of gold, a whole lot of gold around there. And I said, oh boy, we're going to have to. I said, this isn't, and I don't get, I don't get the gold fever. I'm lucky. But I said, you get a, was it a, I forget if it was a, you know, a Bugs Bunny or a Walt Disney character that would get gold. Maybe it was Donald Duck, but that would get gold fever. I'm not sure, or maybe all of them. Maybe Chuck Jones had his own. I, I don't know that we, we, we you know, see gold, but there was gold everywhere. And he said, "This is a palace in the sun, without a doubt. The sun was shining, the gold was glinting, the gold was reflecting onto the gold, 
onto some stone. There was gilded. There was facets. There's a refract. I'm pretty sure there was some refraction. I'm pretty sure there was some refraction and some refra- reflection. And I even did a little bit of reflecting under my chin. And I said, you know, I, I, I guess I got caught. Does you, does you love me? And I said, Lady, which way is it gold under my chin? If so. And I said, dude, I said, is it double gold? But, you know, both these. And he said, come on, come on, germ. And he brought us down into the palace. And there was this great entrance hall. Some natural golden light streaming in there. And I got the sense, I said, this place is pretty nice, but it reminded me also, I said, there's something familiar about this. Not that I've been to that, the layout. Uh, I said, you know, great, great, wide, tall lobby. I said, this is like a lobby or a hall. I wanted to say a hall, though. And then he, he kind of pointed to his uh, his right, my left, and he said, he said, come along. And Lady Witchbeard says, what is this? And he said, he said, within this hall are the secrets of the world. And I said, well, that's, I said, holy, I said, this world or all, and he just patted me, said, ah, germ, germ. And he said, let me, let me show you. And we walked into this room, and again, it was a smaller, I would still call it a hall, but not like a hallway. But you'll get the idea real quick, because uh, I guess I was—I expe- didn't know what to expect when you say the secrets of the world, you know. I said, okay, is it going to be a bunch of people telling me the secrets, written? And I said, well, probably written some scroll-based action. Maybe stone tablets, you know, as I was quickly, and I guess this is the germ talking, so, you know. And, but we went into this hall, and it was, again, big room. But along the rectangular room, stretching further than the eye could see, but along both walls of the room, uh, you know, to my left and to my right, stretching down uh, seemingly endlessly, as I said, were, uh, I don't know how many people have been to a natural history museum uh, ever. Uh, They don't change, you know, it's a natural history museum. I mean, I've been to one in San Francisco, New York City, probably a few others. And I can say without a doubt that they're great places. This is not a knock on natural history museum. I mean, my brother works at a, a, a museum that has a natural history wing. Uh, anybody has seen Night at the Museum, if you haven't been to one, you know, that this is going to uh, fill you in. And part of it is these giant uh, life-size dioramas or... You've been to old school aquarium where it's like a giant uh, diorama, like a giant rectangular seeming window onto a, a vista. So it looks like you're looking through a giant picture frame. We're talking a picture frame like 10 feet tall, 20 feet wide. And you stand there and you see a, a scene. Usually there's not any motion. But you, and that's when the movie night, the movie's Night at the Museum and the sequels spawned by that movie. You know, a lot of those dioramas, the full-scale ones and the non-full-scale ones came to life in that movie. And I said, well, this is interesting. But but, but then I noticed, and I said, well, maybe it's an aquarium, because I said, well, geez, there's not, like, uh, the American Plains or something, you know, with uh, 
with stuff from the American Plains. It was just my, I said, I, I got the sense this was a, a natural history museum. But then as I started to look, I said, well, because I seen one, like, uh, and I said, oh, yeah. And then the first one, it was far away, and I said, oh, maybe it's glass. Because uh, the in the night we got closer, it was glass. I said, oh, okay, maybe it's like an old-school aquarium, which is similar. It just had old-school aquariums were like a home aquarium, but gianter. You know, instead of having the ones that are two floors with the coral reefs and stuff, the real cool ones, they would just have the fish. And they say, well, gee, bigger fish, bigger aquarium, but same rectangle. And that was always set up in my, my my time, my few trips to these places, or maybe I just imagined this stuff. You know, it was set up just like a natural hit. I said, well, geez, that makes sense. You know, nice, predictable layout. Here you got real fish. There you have fake historical or, nat- you know, by the bison, you know, or whatever. But so this first one we got to was glass, and I saw all these different colors. I said, oh, maybe this is some coral reef action. I and again, I guess but the old germ brain's a little slow in saying, uh, dude, this is not, you know. Uh, but then as we got closer, he said, here, he goes, this is how I know everything about you. And then I, it took a while, and he was silent. And Lady Witchbeard got close, and she was running her finger up and down the glass. And we're, again, we're talking about a 10 by 20 piece of glass. And behind it was all these lines of color. And then I said, wait a second, is this sand art? And Lady Witchbeard looked at me, and she said, I think it is, I said, is this sand art? And the guy, he just smiled, and I was looking at it, and it was all these bands of color. And, you know, Lady Witchbeard, it's not like she's been living in a cauldron her whole life. She said, Jeremy, this is, she goes, did you ever do, I said, Lady Witchbeard, did you ever do this in a bottle? And she said, yeah, arts and crafts time, yeah. And she said, actually, we would do this in potion, one of the potion classes I took, just to demonstrate the, and I said that is brilliant, lady. I mean, and she said, yeah. And we got sidetracked, and she was telling me, yeah. She said, you know, liquefied newts, you know, and she said plasma, you know, not 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 pure newt, you know, that would be you know a lime green, and then she said she said wolfsbane, you know, would be able. And I said, what? Is, and she said germ germ. And she said it'd be more of a sage green. And they started to notice that, uh, that some of the layers, and, then, and I said, "Man, these, there's a lot of colors in here." And then uh, Monte, 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 Monte Hall, right? That's the guy I was thinking of. But uh, he was standing up again next to me, and I said, "What do you? What do you? Is that a burnt umber?" I tried a little Crayola comedy, you know. I said, "Is that a burnt umber? Burnt umber in there?" And then I, and I said, man, I don't have any, I should have thought of some Crayola Game of Thrones jokes. Did I ever make any about that? I said, probably I did. And I said, she said, yeah, you know, I've always preferred, you know, the forest greens myself. And now, look, I'm hanging with Lady Witchbeard. And he said, well, this is Lady Witchbeard's he goes, story right here. He goes, that's why. And there was something that looked like a mustache, but it could have been a beard. And I said, oh, man, I said, uh, and Lee wish we was really studying it. And I said, yes, he said, he said, burn on, and I, I was still working my material. I should have been more in the moment, but I was like, you know, I remember the old, I said, how come nobody's, like, competing? Like, isn't Crayola a monopoly? 
I said, I know there's been a couple of companies that have tried to make a move on Crayola, but they've never succeeded. And I said, I think it's the Crayola boys, right, 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 Monty? And he, he didn't know what I was talking about, of course, but I was, you know, I was already in my material here. Or, well, some would call it uh, raw, non-materials, or just stuff. But I said, hey, it was a, I said, there was like, they said, the main uh, Crayola brothers, I think. And the one guy said, we're not in the crayon business, we're in the color business. But then the the other brother, he said, that was, I think, Larry Crayola. And then he said, there was Barry Crayola. He said, no, 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 no. We're not in the, 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 the crayon business or the color business. We're in the wax business. And then he said, no, 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 the, the other brother, Larry Barry, I think it was, it was Zary, maybe. It's an interesting name for a Crayola, Zary Crayola. And uh, he said, no, 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 we're not in the wax business or the color business. We're in the packaging business here, you know, look at this. And then you know, the last brother, no one knows his name. He said, no, 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 we're, we're in the art business. And then we know that nobody's doing, you know, crayon. I said, I would love to get some crayon art, some quality crayon art, you know. But And then Lee Wishford said, germ, germ. And she said, I think this is you. And I said, Lee Wishford, is this sand moving or is it me? And then I, and Monty said, come on. And I said, well, I'm trying to figure, Lady Wishford's trying to, and she said, she said, germ is too good. And I said, you had to interpret this. And then interpret it into your language and then into our language? He said, yeah. And I said, oh, no. I said, you did really good. And he said, I've been exposed to this for a very long time, Germ. Or should I say Phage? And then we went to the next one. And it was, uh, it was all dark. And then I said, okay, this is why I thought it was an aquarium. I said, this has got to be the one with the deep sea fishes, you know, the deep sea, the ones that glow in the dark that have the dangly things, and I was waiting for my eyes to adjust. And I said, is this the glow-in-the-dark fishes here? Are they going to tell us? And uh, and then I then I said, no, no. And then I saw, thought I saw some grays within the blackness, sh- shapes changing. And Lee Witchbeard said, she said she saw nothing. And, and, and Monty, he said, there's nothing in here. He goes, this one's always... And I said, I think I see something here. And he said, and he said, do, are, do you? And I said, I'm not sure. And he said, are float, I might have floaters. It could just be floaters. And I said, one second, back at the uh, the sand, I said, have you ever thought about... And I said, well, and I said, never mind. And he said, well, what? Get off your chest. I said, a woman. I said, how come that people never use sand art? Like, they, they could have been one of the first supercomputers. I think, think about all the little grains of sand and the bands and you can change and and he said germ do you realize how hard it is to interpret that stuff and i said okay and then i I said wait does he know what a suit and he said what's a supercomputer and i said okay and he said do you see and i said i don't know if it's floaters or i'm seeing things and i said you know floaters are he goes no and i said why lady witchbeard and she goes she goes come on germ and I said, well, I, ne- I never know. Like, I know some people say floater. I said, uh, 
I always people always say what floaters are. I can never remember. And then I always say, well, that's not true anyway. I heard on Snopes it was, uh, you know, just pollen in the air or water in the air. And someone said, well, it's blood, blood vessels of or scratches. Uh, but they had already moved on. And he, this one was a natural. It had a bunch of elk and stuff. But then they started moving. Uh, and and, uh, and then I noticed, uh, they said, Jesus, these uh, the colors are a bit off. There's something they couldn't 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 quite couldn't quite nail down. And he said, this is uh, this is why we're so weary. And I, I said, I said, you guys got an elk problem. I said, I'm real confused now. And then Lady Witchbury said, no, Germ, interpret, interpret. And I said, okay. And then I noticed one of the horns, one of the elk, or I don't know if they're antelope. To be honest, I just called them elk. I would have wanted to call them tool elk for some reason. Yeah, like, you know, tool elk sounds good. But one of their horns turned into a question mark. And then another one. But then they started running, and then they were being chased. And then they were butting heads, but then like one would sit back, like it was like a it was like a surrealistic dream, or I guess dreams are, but like one would like be sipping tea, and then its horns would be. I said, "Is that is that a telegraph?" Uh, but then he said, "No, no, no, no." He goes, "That's a branch germ tapping, tapping, tapping." And I said, "Okay, we're seeing this through different, uh, you know, windows, uh, cultural or." whatever you call them, like windows of the way I see the world, the worldview windows, I don't know. And, and, and I said, oh, maybe that's not tea. And I, said, and I said, better not, I better not confuse Monty too much. Just dealing with me is confusing enough. But then the, 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 the and some of the elk were, were uh, sleeping, and I said, are they sleeping or not? And it was all like a weird dream. None of it, I'll be honest with you, none of it made sense to me at all. At, at all. And he said, here, I think this will explain it better. And we went to another scene. And it was a woman. And she was lying. And it, was, it seemed to be uh, one of Mate's people. Mate's people. And she was lying there in, in what looked to be like, a, again, another... Uh, uh, life scale, life scale di- diorama, or I don't know what they call it, uh, exhibit, I guess they may call it, professional people. And she was lying there in bed, so at first it looked still. But it wasn't like they were coming to life, it was just like, uh, dreamlike, I guess, is best for real. And this was super dreamlike, because she sits up in bed, and she wipes the, and I mean, I guess maybe a cot or a stack of blankets. I don't know. Let's not get caught up on semantics or, bed, but, you know, historical bedding because I was not paying good attention. Uh, but she sat up and then she swept the blankets or the, you know, whatever she was sleeping under hides or whatever aside. And she looked down and one of her foot, one, where her foot would be, was a fruit. And I said, is that some sort of melon? Or And then I was like, is that an avocado? And she was looking at it the same way. She was like, it was like her, everything was normal, but her foot and maybe like her ankle area was replaced by something the size of, uh, bigger than a foot. 
but not even in a it looked perfectly natural i mean it wasn't a skin color it was like uh it was a kind of a dark i said we could use the crayola boys to describe this color here they said i choose because i don't have total crayola callback but i said this is some forest green or something uh this fruit and she tapped on it and she she was just like seemed totally vexed like looking at her fruit and she smelled fruit foot and then she smelled it and it must have smelled good because then she said she kind of looked around the room and then she went and she uh, went to take a bite of it and when as she opened her mouth she went to bite into it she realized she had no teeth and then she put her hand in and she was totally freaked you know just like in a, it was a, it was like we were watching someone in their dream and then she was like I had you know no teeth I have no teeth you know, just in the, like feeling her mouth, and then, uh, uh, but then she went and she she went to bite into it w- with her gums, and it opened up a hole, and then streaming out of the hole, uh, or I guess more floating or streaming out of the hole, were like um, you know when you blow the dandelions that turn into puff balls and they float the little seeds. And they started floating out of there, but she seemed to like, uh, well, I mean, obviously it was her foot, uh, and it was supposed to be a fruit, and then there's dandelion, puffy seed floaters coming out of there, and she seemed totally freaked by that. And we moved on, and I said, whoa, 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 and yeah, Lee Whisper said, what was that? And he said, that was the pyramid. And I said, what in the name of B.F. Skinner? is going on here and lee witchbeard said gestalt and i i said you know gesundheit but i was kidding of course and i said uh i said is it gestalt or gestalt and i said do we have i said is it and he said and i said okay i have no okay that's a which part is the pyramid and he said don't worry germ i've been doing this a long time and I said, oh, I, I said, man, okay, the pyramid. And I, and I said, okay, well, you know, I, I, I dream a lot. So I said, okay. And I tapped my head. I said, oh, hey, sub, sub, I said, get processing, boys. I said, subconscious, wake up the, uh, you know, whatever the heck you get. I don't know, is that the, I get my terms, I said, get working. You know, get, get young to fire up the collective. We got to figure this out. And, you know, you know, double-check this clown's work. No offense, Monte. And he said, Monty. And I said, you got it, buddy. And I said, Lee Wishford. And she said, she, she shrugged her shoulders. And then we went on to the next exhibit. And he, he said, let me explain this to you. Because this one, again, was a diorama. Again, uh, looked like something out of, out of what we had seen since we had arrived on the shores there of indigenous people it looked to be in some sort of communal gathering spot and there was a family there and then there was all these other people lined up holding things and he said uh because this is kind of like our traditional gift giving ceremony and i said like christmas and he said uh he said i've studied you germ no and I said, like a baby shower? Are they having a baby? You know, you and he said, there's. He goes, it's a tradition, tra- traditional. You know what a gift is? A traditional gift giving ceremony. And he, at that time, he seemed a little irritated with me. And I said, okay. 
Okay, enough said. So I was just looking for some clarification. And then Lady Whisperer says, How much more clarification do you need, Germ? And I said, Oh boy. I said, Thank you for the gift of criticism, both of you. And we started watching, and people would come in and they would give the family a gift. And they noticed it was like, uh, and I don't know what TV, I know they're working on all these different TVs nowadays, because they say, obviously if you're in the TV business, you say, Jesus, uh, and I don't know when they refine this, they say now, well, buying a TV every 10, 15 years, that doesn't work for us, you know. Uh, but we don't want to make crappy TVs because people will get mad. So we got to come out with some new stuff. So they tried uh, 3D. We talked about that recently. Uh, and then they tri- I mean, they came out with HD, then 3D, then 4K. And then as far as I can tell, they're done. You know, 6K and 8K are already done. But we just don't got any content. And, it, and it, you know, a little bit of 4K. But not really. And then they're saying, well, geez, let's do Ultra HD, which I think is still 4K, 8K. And then they're saying, well, geez, that's not, you know... The 4Ks didn't sell enough TVs. Let's try HDR TV. Um, and this seemed to be all of those things, but it was, a, you know, I guess it was IRL-ish. And I said, I don't know when they're going to come out with that. You know, they said, Jesus, forget HDV. This is IRL, uh, light, you know, clo- IRL close, close to real life. You know, they say too close, you know. I mean, at some point, that's going to be the, the case, uh, maybe. Uh, but anyway, so what was my point? My point was, as they would give gifts, we had close-ups, and it was still like this dreamlike situation uh, where they would give it, like they'd give the family a blanket, and then the blanket would turn them into, like, syrup, and they would do, spread it on a, on a cake and eat it, and then they would start talking in what seemed to me to be French and laughing, and then they would do some something that looked like a dance on one foot, and then you know, uh, you know, someone would you know streak across, and then another gift would come, and it would be like a toy for the children. But then something totally random would happen, like the toy would uh, stand up and become a teacher and say bye da bye da bye da bye, and then someone would start kissing the toy. And then someone would say, wah. And then someone in their clothes would disappear. They'd be nude. And everyone would be like, and then that would be, and then someone else would give another gift. And I said, okay, he said, this gift giving is good. And he said, one more germ. And all of a sudden, all these villagers came in. They were carrying this giant, uh, it seemed to be this giant tube, and it was so heavy. And they were struggling with it. And it seemed like the kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, it started to rain. Not just in, like, in that city. And I said, and then I noticed it was raining, like, uh, I said, what is it? Is that candy? Some candy? And then people were sticking their tongues out. And I said, this is too weird. And I said, is it raining in here? And I, I was like, man, this is weird, weird, weird. And they were, but they get back to the main point, they were struggling to get this thing in the room. And they were carrying it and carrying it. And then they dumped it on the floor in front of the family. And it just looked like some sort of, uh, like an 18, no, probably like 80 foot long pillow. 
but that it was filled with like or a sandbag pillow or something which you never want to carry like it's so annoying and then they dropped it on the ground and the family all started uh, singing and bowing and dancing and laughing and they just seemed overjoyed and then everyone left and then we we went on it and and we went we actually uh, took a turn and we exited the uh, exhibition hall or whatever you want to call it the Secrets of the World Hall, and there was plenty of other stuff to look at. I said, "No, thank you. I don't. I'd, I'd rather take my secrets in a much more, much less confusing way." Uh, but we went in this room. We sat. Down. It was just like a, you know, some sort of what I would imagine to be a VIP uh, uh, situation. And then I thought to myself, "Man, I wish I could be a VIP. Like night at the museum would be cool because the creatures came to life." But I said, even if they didn't, I, I would love, and I guess probably maybe more of my drinking days would be even better uh, to get be able to like pass out inside of uh, a diorama. And I said, it's probably been in a couple movies before, but I said, that would be, you know, sweet. Or just to be alone in a museum drunk. I guess up until this podcast, up until the podcast putting to sleep, that was uh, my, you know, what I was shooting for, my bucket list there. And I guess it may be less fun to be in a museum after dark without anything coming to life or, or you know, clear-headed. But I still said, geez, at least I didn't climb into any of the diorama. I said, what would have happened? And he said, don't worry, it would, nothing, Germ. And he said, so what did you think? And I said, ooh, boy, I said, that was so art. I said, was that art? I said, I said you guys got some, I said, you're way out of your time down here with your art. And he said, that was an art, Germ. In the lead, which was a germ, it's different than dream interpretation because you are not everything in the dream. They, everything, she said, everything's outside of you. And for some reason, they just clicked. And my free association brain said, okay, so the first thing with sand art, I said, I kind of got that. You were interpreting the, the different, I said, I said, I don't, I, I said, that was more math based. So I said, you must be good at math. But I said, I see how you could gather some stuff about us. And I said, especially since the sand was shifting. And he said, yeah, mostly it just tells me, you know. And I said, "Ah, okay, I got you. And he said, the next one was all dark. I said, that, we don't know. And I said, I got a bad feeling about that one. And he said, well, I don't think there's any reason for concern because it's only the second one. I think it's the unknown uh, if we don't follow the next ones. And I said, the third one, I said, are you, you, you in there, Monte, Monte? He said, yeah. And I said, so you were a hero at some point defending these people. I said, you've done battle with the gods. And he said, I have. And I said, I, I did it once, but you've done it many more times than once. Like, And that's what was played out in there, huh? And I said, you're, you're worn down from having these guys that you guys are always battling with. That's why you're so weary. And I said, at some point you fell in love with one of the gods, didn't you? And he said, he said yes. And I said, Lady Witchbeard, Marina's a god, or a goddess. And I don't mean, you know. And she said, she said okay, Sherm, you've said enough. And she seemed pretty impressed for the first time at my... And I said, so as he said, you, you've been looking for a way 
to end this, uh, the status quo with you and the gods of, uh, offering sacrifices and then occasionally having to do battle, one of you, a hero having a great hero. And he said, well, just a hero. And I said, okay, well, a hero having to do battle with the gods. And I said, but I said, you're probably missing the, and he said, anyway, keep going, Jeremy. He said, I don't need your analysis about our belief system. He didn't actually say that. I said, well, I want to keep religion out of this. But it, unavoidable in some sense. And I said, okay, so you're tired of battling with these guys. And I said, and then the next one, he said, you told me what it was, the pyramid. And I said, that that, that woman dreaming was the gods? And he said, correct, Germ. He said, you're not a... Uh, he goes, maybe that... He said, maybe that uh, pea green band was wrong about you, sand. That was where your brain was supposed to be. And I said, that's my gobbledygook part of my brain. Don't worry. It was accurate. And I said, that's what, you know, makes this, uh, that's where, uh, you know, Young works his magic in there. And I said, not everyone could have a giant mass of gobbledygook in there. I'm lucky once occasionally. And I said, so the the gods are going to be, this pyramid's going to repulse the gods. Or I said, no, no, no. They said, deter the gods? And he said, germ. And I said, uh, okay, okay. And I said, I see. and then this last one. Uh, this last one, and as I said, it started to rain inside our, our buffet. Uh, weather, you know, I said, is there weather in here? And he said, it's the gods, germ. He said, you're, you're, you're on to something. And I said, are they, he said, they're angry gods. And I said, clearly they're angry gods. I said, I hope I can be heard with all this racket. And I said, okay, this last one, uh, these guys aren't happy, huh, with the rain, indoor rain. I said, but he said, you, you don't want to destroy it. He said, so it's a deterrent. So you're not going to use the pyramid because that would destroy the gods or something. And he's like, yeah, we're on. He goes, I'm not sure. I said, but it would channel the magic of the world and, you know, shoot it up to the gods uh, in an aggressive manner. That's what, and he said, yes, germ. And I said, a little bit of playing God, huh? And he said, well, more, you know, and I said, no, no, no judgment. I'm just, you know, and I said, but you, the gift giving, you've been giving these gifts to the gods. And you, so you made a deal with the gods, kind of. And he said, I think so. And I said, well, who do you think so? And he said, well, I have the deterrence, so I don't, and I said, oh, okay. I said, did you, you didn't give the gods an ultimatum, did you? And he said, no, 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 just strong, strong options. And he said, so court, you offer, they wanted Cortez. He said, Cortez is the, is the big wily gift you're giving to the gods. And he said, yeah, germ. And I said, don't try to explain it to me. But I said, you know, 
And I said, have you thought about the fact that Cortez is, is the one that could be in the darkness, the, uh, the deep sea fish waiting to, like, he might be the lure for... They said, you get what I'm saying? He said, no. I said, what if by bringing Cortez here, he's a, he said he could be cause your downfall. And I said, he's got his own guy. I said, you, I said... Are you sure your guy? I said, is this some sort of guy, inner god battle? And he said, I don't know, Germ. And I said, if you bring Cortez here, he's, it's going to cost you everything. And he said, well, I have no choice, Germ. And he goes, uh, and then Lady Witchbeard went tense, and she said, he has no choice, Germ. They said, yeah, because if you activate the, the pyramid, it's going to launch all the magic, like, it'll be gone or discharged or something. And he said, actually, I have no idea. They haven't seen any any secret. He said, I just see a great power. And then Lee wish we kind of grabbed my arm, and I said, okay, well, we can't. And I said, and if the pyramid's destroyed, if it's charged up and destroyed or something... They said, "I gotta. That's not gonna be good for the magic either." I guess you gotta stop building this pyramid. And he said, "I can't do that, Jeremy." And I said, "I said, well, if we get Cortez to the gods uh, without bringing him here, you know, what if I do it? I'll get Cortez to the gods. I'll say, I'll say, I said, I said, I." I I said, I don't understand how I'm going to do it or what I'm even getting myself into. But I can tell you, Mate, you bring Cortez here, it's all over. He's either going to, I don't know if he's going to trick you. I don't know how it worked. He's, he, you know Marina's with him. And he, he, I saw him, he picked up his, his plate, walked in the hall, threw it into some other thing we, had been, we hadn't seen, you know, some other diorama, Brian Marina and Cortez, you know. You know, whatever some think that could be interpreted, and then he just sat back down and tried to act calm. And I said, "Don't worry, Monte." I said, uh, "He said I need to complete." He said, "They said please just give me a chance. I'll get Cortez to the gods." And 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 I I said, and Lady Witchbeard stood up, pounded her fists on the table, not loudly. And she said, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with the gods, Manta. And, and I said, well, it's Monte, Monte, Manta. And she said, German I will take her nine, and we will deal with your gods. And she said, Jeremy, you already know, we already know two of them. And I said, well, she's good. And, and she, 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 she said, you will cease building this pyramid. And once again, Lady Wishbeard took command, and she looked at this guy, and he wasn't afraid of her, but he was, you know what I mean? He, he was, uh, or not scared of her, I guess he was afraid of her, because she, he was an authority figure, and he hadn't been alphaed, he had been, it was almost like Lady Wishbeard brought so much confidence and security to her statement that he knew he could trust her. And, and, and I said, just give us a little bit of time. Stop building the pyramid. Or and he said, I need. He, and I said, stop. And Lady Witchbird said, you'll cease with two stones left. And he said, all right, we got. You know, he said, that's not much more. 
And she said, we leave in the morning, germ. And I said, yes, Lady Witchbeard. Yes, Buckler of Swaz. And I said, all right, dude. Uh, and he said, well, let's finish dinner, you know, great dessert. And I said, okay. So we had a lovely dinner, but this is a good place to stop. Lady Witchbeard, I guess, and I are off to uh, get, court, you know, back mission remissioned, I guess. We're, we're on the same mission. The Lady Witchbeard's on the same mission. And now we're back in mission alignment, maybe. So we'll see what happens next week. I'm glad you're here. The gods, they kind of sound angry all around me right now to this rain and wind. Uh, they didn't want me to tell you that part of the tale. All right, I'll see you next week. Hey, beautiful night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. Uh, tonight it was kind of like a bedtime story. Tonight we talk about metastasis, the uh, Breaking Bad, the Colombian version of Breaking Bad. Then we'll talk about the show Breaking Bad. Then we'll talk about metastasis again. Probably say, well, geez, I'm trying to figure out what this word means. Not sure is that well, you know, I'm trying to learn Spanish. I don't know Spanish right now, but working on learning it. And, uh, you know, but all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is try to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain, whatever's racing through your brain, whatever's got you thinking, wondering, worrying, uh, tossing, turning, you know, body burning. Whatever it is, I'm going to try to distract you from that. I'm going to reach my hand across the deep, dark night. And tonight I'm doing my best to literally do that. Here I am. I am in, in the, uh, the, I guess, the deep, dark night in a good way. All the noise you hear in the background is real. All the crickets that would normally be metaphor metaphorically chirping at my jokes or metaphorically playing the world's smallest violin at my, you know, saying, oh, woe is me. There, you know, those sounds you hear. Let's listen. Right now we got a, a plane, uh, waves, wind, and crickets. And not just wind. We have wind traveling through treetops here. Or tree middles. But it, basically, uh, you know, this podcast is not an ambient audio podcast, but, uh, you know, when I, when it, this is how dedicated I am. I'm out here on a family, little family reunion type thing. And I, I said, Jesus, the show must go on. As, uh, uh P.T. Barnum once said, the man, you know, who, you know, well, I guess, uh, as he, maybe someone else said it first and he said it second. Someone that was nice to elephants. Uh, so basically what I'm going to try to do, just like these noises are, are both, uh, you'd say, depending on how you hear a cricket or a cacophony, is this a cacophony? Is that a word? A symphony? A gat? What, like, what is a group of crickets called? Are these even crickets I'm hearing? And the wind, the wind seems to be picking up. Uh, 
Maybe the wind is delighting in my dullness tonight. But what I'm going to do, what I, the way this podcast works is I talk, and you only, most times it's people say, I talk, you listen. I talk in this case, and you gave me maybe 4% of your attention. Well, you can start off at about, a, you know, as high as you're comfortable with. But, you know, instead of running through the spreadsheets or saying, well, what if I would have said this in that situation? Or what am I going to do tomorrow? Instead of all that, you just listen. I, got, I literally have a bug landed on my head here. I think it's a moth. Okay, I think it, I think it got either, you know, hopefully... Just a moth. No, no, no. Oh, wait, maybe it's, uh, it may have lodged itself in my fur. One second. Uh, this is live recorded, you know, live, like, like I'm alive. I'm here. I'm in, I don't know if I've gone through this, but I'm in what we call the screen house, which is basically like a, you know, bug proof area made up of boards with uh, the material that screen doors are made from stapled to them. And uh, plastic type, you know, kind of like a, a tent was, uh, uh, you know, it's not glamping, I'll tell you that, but but it feels like glamping. But anyway, I'm going to try to take your mind, you know, by this nonsense I do here, this silliness I can brew. I'm going to try to take your mind off whatever's keeping you up at night tossing and turning. And all you got to do is get in bed, and like I said, you could pay attention at first. You know, and hopefully at some point you say, well, you know, he seems like a nice enough chap. That's what the, uh, over in the UK, that's what they say about me. Nice enough chap. You know, good for tea and half a crumpet, and then he loses me. Actually, a quarter of a crumpet. Okay, actually, you know, I offer him a crumpet, and I hope he doesn't take it. And they say over there, they say, that's ye boarfriend. And uh, that's what I do. I'm your boyfriend. I come over imaginarily, and I chitter, I chatter, and uh, I go on and on. All you have to do is lay back. You listen to me, and ideally at some point you just drift off into dreamland. Unideally, but even so, I put, I put, a, I put a lot of effort into this dullness. I put a lot of effort into the pointlessness. And more than all that, I put a lot of heart into it. You know, I tend to be maybe droll, maybe unemotional, even keeled, they would say, if I was a keel maker. You know, if I was a matchmaker, like in uh, uh, the Fiddler on the Roof, I'd be the match, you know. I'd be mad, you know, I'd say, well, he's a matchmaker. He matches different... uh, you know, unartistic rocks. He says, look at this rock. It's, it's gray. And so is this rock. I have a match of two gray rocks. Oh, there's a, there's a, there's a, you know, so what was I saying? I, 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 I put the whole episode tonight might be an hour and 15 to an hour and 45 minutes. But there's no point where I check out. I'm here. I'm present. I'm working it. I'm gonna. So what I'm gonna do is, uh, we're gonna talk about the, this episode of Metastasis. I think it's episode 11, and I'm gonna talk about it. I watched it once. I literally just got done watching Breaking Bad, so we'll, we'll talk about Breaking Bad here, depending on how late it gets. I don't want any of the neighbors uh, to get too irritated with me, you know, 
doing this uh, mumble, you know, say mumble core. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what that is. And this is like mumble, snore, mumble. But you really don't want it, you know, your, your, uh, your neighbor's adult child in the uh, screen house mumbling uh, too late at night. You say, geez, what is going on over there? I mean, that kid has always been strange. But I guess what my point was is I'm going to do my best the whole way through. So if you can't go, go fall asleep for some reason, you know, I'll try to be here the whole time. Trying to make you laugh with a little bit of silly stuff. Stuff that's mildly interesting and entertaining. So you can kind of lie there and maybe be soothed or bombed. I don't know. But, you know, if you can't fall asleep, I'll be here for a little while. I just want maybe give you a little bit of a respite uh, from whatever is running through your brain. And ideally, you drift off, though. You know, you can be comfortable with me, you know, because I'm not overly ambitious with what I'm going to do with your attention. I'm going to either put you to sleep or, you know, I'll be your uh, companion for, for, for a brief spell here and take you on a journey to the, you know, and they say, well, geez, you're not the most observant chap either. That's another thing they say over in the UK. I love that people in the UK, uh, because they have such nice, you know, short word chap, not the most observant chap. You know, over here, they might say something, and I say, I don't know what that means. Uh, but I, chap, I know. It's like, I say, well, I'm not exactly a chap, because I don't have one of those, uh, I don't have a bowler hat. But other than that, yeah, I'll take it. I'll be a chap for you. So that's it. I'm glad you're here. Uh, if this is your first couple of times here, normally we don't have uh, background noise. But, you know, every once in a while I'll do a little surprise. Or this is this is just, they said, well, I want to keep recording shows while I'm out of town. One, to try and see how it goes. Two, because I don't think the pathways of creating a podcast have been burned in my mind. Despite the fact they say most brains are plastic, as those of you who listen to most of the podcasts know, mine might be more of a gobbledy, a gobbledygook. And I said, I don't know if that's quite as plasticine as other human brains. So I want to keep working the podcast muscles. Uh, and, and, and I've just been, and this will be the last thing. I mean, Jesus is pretty dull stuff anyway. But I've never been someone, I've never been a personality and been like, follow through it. And I've been, uh, it seemed like from the outside, maybe they'd be like, that guy's a real go-getter. But really, I was just running around like Chicken Little. Uh, some sense, this guy is falling, you know, you know, running from A to B to C to D. But I've never been someone that can consistently put out stuff, and, 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 I, and I say, well, geez, is it okay to push myself a little bit on vacation? I mean, I'm cation in the vase, if you know what I'm saying. But, uh, you know, so don't worry about me. This is not, I'm not put out. I'm enjoying this. Everyone else is asleep. They're on East Coast time. I'm on California work time, so it's like uh, not even my bedtime yet. So I'm here with you. And I want to you know, take you across this threshold from waking to sleep. And I'm glad you're here. And I do hope I help you fall asleep. That's what I, I desire. I yearn. And as the crickets say, 
you know, whatever, I don't know what the hell they say, but, you know, they say, they're saying something. And you might say, Scooter, those aren't crickets. And I say, I'm sorry. As a, I'm not an ornithologist, you know. And I know those are birds. That was a joke. Well, the joke did not hit with the crickets, so. All right, I'm glad you're here, and good night. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web, www.sleepingmepodcast.com. You can find older episodes there. You can find most of our, our older episodes on iTunes, but the first 20 or so you can find on the website. You can comment on the website. You can email me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Any feedback, comments, questions, concerns. Uh, another great way to get a hold of me is on Twitter or Facebook, at Dear Scooter on Twitter, Sleep With Me Podcast on Facebook. I try to post bloopers and sleep-related stuff there. We can discuss it or you can, you know, just chit-chat. And then we also have our Facebook group, uh, Sleep With Me Podcast, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. That'll take you there. And that's kind of like the where, where people that listen to podcasts go to talk about, you know, to make friends, actually. Be, be, build community and support one another in friendly ways and friendship-related ways. And it's probably, you know, one of the you know, most wonderful surprises that's come out of Spike. It's not, that was a, it got, it got, got kicked off the ground by Laura and Alexandra, and now, uh, and now Laura, Jennifer B., Julie C., Rachel L.G., and Lida, Lida Lie are running that uh, as moderators. Uh, so I want to thank them. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson, who does our music over at soundslikeanearful.com. And I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer. Scotty and Jennifer support us by, you know, providing all our artwork and just general, you know, supporting, supportive, supportiveness. Uh, so I want to thank them. Is there anything, any other housekeeping before I get to all the thank yous that I have? But, uh, I don't know. I'll get to it on the next housekeeping, I guess. Uh, I want to thank Poe, who just sent me a lovely email. Uh, that I'll be talking more about it. It just made my day. Rhiannon uh, G sent me an email a little while ago. That was a wonderful email. Our buddy Alex, as in Alexandra, sent me a nice email. I want to thank uh, King Essays, Essays, King S A I double Z over in Norway, over on SoundCloud. We had a nice conversation. I want to thank L Guchorzo Orizo Guchorzo uh, who commented on the website. Uh, over on Twitter, I want to thank Julia R M, new listener, Kyla, new listener, and Ted the Dog. Uh, Sean C. and his wife, new listeners, or semi-new listeners, Frankie, new list, semi-new listener. And then I want to thank Chris D., Adam, Billy, Babs, Kim, Lida, and Emily for their interaction over there. Over on Facebook, I want to say hi to Janet S., uh, David P., Gail T., Brandon G., John V., Joseph H., Julie F., uh, Valerie W., Julie C., uh, Laura, Julie G, uh, Chevy, Jennifer B, Bonnie Sues. Uh, we got a lot of Ju- Julie's that support the podcast, and my brother's wife's name's Julie. So, Ju- you know, Julie's a great, and Julie Andrews. Uh, 
Uh, is that who played Dorsey? Who played Dorsey? Isn't it Julie, too? I don't know. Uh, iTunes reviews, I want to thank uh, from Australia, Cordy Pants Man, who not, who not only sends me a compliment that I'm a dog, a good dog, and dogs are great, uh, but also say, hey, well, can we get a dog on the show? I, I, I would say, yeah, well, 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 I'm, it's, I, it's, I just put it in the queue. So thank you, Cordy Pants Man. Cordy Pants Man, was that about a man on bed about and then I just want to make sure I thanked Cat Girl 1988. I did thank Cat Girl 1986. And then over here on iTunes, I want to thank Sarah Scott for the email. I want to thank Sarah Scott for the review. Guitar Man for the review. Spicy Shrimp for the review. Oh boy, I'm allergic to shrimp. So, uh, but there was this spicy shrimp place when I lived in LA before I realized I was allergic to shrimp and. Uh, that wasn't pleasant uh, after I ate all that spicy shrimp. So thank you for that review, spicy shrimp. Uh, review from Drop Giddy Bomb, Giddy Bomb, Drop Giddy Bomb, who's tried meditation apps. They've tried everything. But there's something about this podcast, the slow speaking, the engaging dullness. Uh, it really works for them, so thank you. And then Jake Rub One, who says the podcast is amazing, thank you, Dre. So the, uh, that's a thank you for that review. And if you want to leave us a review, you know, say anything about the podcast and let other people know how it worked for you, tell your story. You can do that over at sleepwithmepodcast dot com slash iTunes. Uh, so that's it. I'm just trying to catch up on all the the. The thank yous. I could never catch up on thanking all of you for the support. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying. So let's get on to the show. All right. So we're talking about uh, Season 1, Episode 11 of Metastasis. It starts with this amazing shot of a pink plush uh, against black and white floating in what looks like a river. And then the, the flow, futon, that's what I put, F-O-U-T-A-N. But I think that must mean floating or fountain, maybe fountain leaves? Oh, fountain heads. Fountain heads with weeds poking through them. It looked like a little fountain heads that spray water with weeds. Say, geez, overgrown fountain heads. Very artistic, very beautiful to look at close up. And water's flowing through there. Then we're underwater looking up at the plush. The pink plush, the fuzzy fuzzy. And then it, 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 we have a shot from above it that's scooped out of the pool or a pond. I say, is this a pool or a pond? And then I say seven slash eight. Maybe that means seven or eight. And there's like little baggies. I say, well, gee, someone lost all their stuff here. Let's let's keep track of it for them. Maybe somebody lost a watch. Maybe somebody lost their glasses. And a guy's dressed for it. He said, well, geez, I don't want to mess up anybody else's stuff. And then there's the title for the show. Uh, next thing you know, we got Jose Miguel on a dirt bike at a store. I can't read this next segment. I'm not doing the best job with my handwriting. Dude watches. Oh, dude watches his bike. Kind of a down and out guy. Uh, then he meets Walt. They're in like the Nescafe coffee section, which is like an instant coffee. And that's the side Walt's on. 
And Jesse's in, like, what looks to be the ramen section. And I'm pretty sure in this episode of Metastasis, they're in the same aisle. But in Breaking Bad, as we'll see later, I think they're in uh, uh, parallel aisles. But they really are arguing. It seems like Walt's talking about family, going back and forth. Uh, I wrote down that Jose Miguel, I said, gee, something looks different about him. I don't know if he got a haircut. He's got a case of the sniffles. Now, I don't know if that's blow-related sniffles or uh, allergy-related sniffles or just, you know, just a case of the old sniffles. But then a cop rolls in. Jose gets real nervous. And then they get ready to split up a wall. yells at He's like, what do you, you got to buy something? Come on. I think that's what he says to him. And I think maybe Jose picked up a bottle. It looked like uh, uh, maybe he was looking at a like shelf-stable lard or, you know, some sort of a hydrogenated oil. And I said, Jose, don't do it. Don't do it, man. You know, if you're going to buy some, you know, buy a healthy oil or just go for some fresh lard, you know, but not any processed lard, please. What do they call lard, uh... Uh, I got Manteca, Manteca, I think is lard. Uh, And then it's another morning where Ciela wakes up and Walt's not in bed. And Walt, she's like looking around for him, but Walt's cooking breakfast. The wind's picking up here and a car's driving by. But Walt's all chippy. It's, It's like it's Mother's Day combined with Pancake Day which I know you guys have over in England. And I know I should know when it is, and then I forget. I think it's, uh, is it like the day after American Thanksgiving, maybe? I don't know. Somebody will let me know. But he he's like, uh, oh, yeah, pancakes, you know, father of the year here. And uh, I think I put cafe, pancake cafe. Or something, but uh, Cielo's skeptical. And she looks on. She's like, what's all this about? Walt's like, would you like some orange juice and Narana or something? And Walt's just definitely trying too hard. Everybody can see it. It's like, what are you doing, man? Of course, uh, Walt Jr., any teenage boy, is like, okay, pancakes, sounds good. And then the next scene, we have Jose meeting with a suit, a person in a suit. And his parents roll in, and he's like, oh, wait, wait, I thought this was a meeting about my investments, oh, dear. And the dad's all nodding, the lawyer's talking about some sort of technicality and kicking him out. Uh, I put it, the dad has on a yellow polo sweater vest, I think. K, I put K, I don't know why. Even mom gets out, says get out. Uh, Jose kind of debates with the lawyer, then dad busts in and says, oh no, Jose. And then they're like, Jose, you've been notified. And he's hurt, and the lawyer's real cold, and he sweeps the parents out of the room. And then we're back at this super breakfast that Walter's got going. And, you know, he's, uh, um, you know, chatting up Junior up like they're best friends again. And Cielo was just looking at now for for Walt Jr. He had a good look going. He had this like uh, uh, blue and red striped polo, but with a long sleeved red shirt, 
T-shirt underneath. And I thought, I said, he, he looks pretty sharp. And then Cielo, she, she's, she's, she's a beautiful woman. And she had on a uh, salmon-colored sweater, I would say. And I really I had to pause it. I said, what, what would you call that color? Luckily, I had, uh, who's that? Benjamin Moore was with me. And also Johnny Crayola, the uh, heir to the Crayola fortune, who I just happened to meet, uh, you know, skipping stones. I said, hey, you know, he said, man, that stone is, is like a uh, slate C. And I said, did you just say slate C? S-L-A-T-E-S-E-A. And just like someone with the name Johnny, that is actually cool. He said, indeed. And I said, uh, he said, Johnny, Johnny Crayola. And I said, you got to be kidding me. And he said, why? I said, I got Benjamin Moore up there uh, work, crunching, crunching a sweater for me. He said, you think you go up there and help him? He's like, tell me more. And I said, I'll tell you more. Cielo. They said, is that a color? Or And he said, he said, uh. He said, tell me more about the sweater, I mean. And I said, it's a color, it's not pink, but it's not red, and it's not orange. It does, and I said, w- hold on, Johnny, because not only does she have the sweater, but she also has a, uh, a like, gum-colored dress on that's not pink either, but close, but different color than the sweater. And he just looked off into the horizon, he said, uh, layers. And I said, and, and he said, would you suck on either one? And I said, I, I thought, yeah, I would. Like if they were, they do look like they should be fruit flavored. So then him and Benjamin Moore crunched this uh, outfit of Cielo's. And I would have thought they would have come out with, you know, more fancier terms. But I guess this is why they're the color geniuses. Salmon colored sweater, watermelon colored dress on Cielo according to these two masters of color. And uh, she looked good, too. And then Walt kind of keeps talking total bullshit. And then finally he's, he says he tries the uh, preemptive strike when he's in trouble, so he brings up the second phone himself. Like, oh, honey, well, guess what I realized? And Cielo just walks off while he's talking. And I also noticed their kitchen looked very upscale, at least compared to mine. But uh, I wonder what John Syracuse would say about their toaster oven, because they have a toaster oven there. I wasn't, I didn't pause it uh, to try to figure out the model, because I'm not good with that. But they also, I said, that's a nice gadgety kitchen. And then Cielo kind of drives off. Walt tries chasing after her. And then he calls her cell phone, but she's left it behind. And then there's like one of those city tra- uh, one of those uh, uh, time lapse shots. The city traffic goes day to night. Walt's waiting by the front door, and Cielo rolls in. And Walt again, he's playing all nice, and she's acting all casual. Uh, she's got her some forms in her hand. I noticed. And she kind of falls into bed, like, uh, tired from the day, she said. And Walt goes, uh, total bien? Like, everything okay? And she goes, see, sí, total bien. And Walt's still working her. Like, hey, anyway, I was thinking about something. 
uh, but she doesn't seem to be giving up. And then uh, the mom, she sneaks into Jose's room, and Jose's out cold. And the room, she's covering her face like the room stinks. And I said, he's tired. Yeah, he's just out cold. And then she notices some weed at his bedside. Oh, he gets up. He's rubbing his eyes. That's why I said he's tired. He's he's rubbing sleep from his eyes. Having trouble waking up. Hides the weed. He's like, let's talk. This is good that we're talking. But then mom's like, oh, no movers are here. And he's like, Mom, oh, Mom is over it. I put, she's playing cold and hard. And they get into it, and she gets really upset with him. Gets mad, and then she gets sad. Uh, gracias, gracias par todo. He think poor. Thanks for nothing is what I think. Gracias por nada is probably what he said. Or maybe he said gracias por todo in an ironic way. And then there's Jethro Tall music playing because Jose Miguel, or, or no, uh, Walt Jr.'s at the door. Uh, Lewis, the, the Colombian version of Lewis, is at the door. And uh, he says, hey, is Morgan here? And the father's like, Morgan? And at first I thought they were talking about, uh, like, that Walt Jr. might have a girlfriend named Morgan. And I was like, that's a nice uh, upscale name. Like, sounds like a a good score for him, but then I remembered that that Walt Jr. takes on his own name. And Walt, Colombian Lewis was rocking a sweet 70s style shirt. Walt grins, or girls, a grill CLO about Morgan. And then I put, is he at a new, is the school Morgan? I was still trying to figure it out. And then finally put new name. So I was like, oh, yeah. And then we have Cielo. She's putting on makeup while they're talking. And then the phone rings. She's like, well, can you answer, please? And it's Jose Miguel. And he's like, hey, Walt, I'm in some shit here. I need your help, bro. Yave, parse. And uh, I put, uh, oh, and then Cielo's, like, rolling out, like, uh, and Walt's like, oh, what the fuck, what the fuck? Or no, I think Cielo was like, oh, who the hell's on the phone, Walt? Don't try to act like it's, you know. And then he's like, hey, baby, can I give you a ride? She's like, uh, I got a taxi, thanks. Then at some point, Walt had hung up. Well, Jose Miguel calls back. And he says uh, something like, I need some plata, profe. I need some money. And Walt is all on his case about calling there, and he hangs up. Then Jose Miguel calls back again, and Walt breaks his phone. He's so mad. And then Jose's at his house. It's cleared out, but he has his uh, his, his dirt bike, and he's got a, a plastic bag and a box full of his stuff. He gets buzzed into some apartment building with a dude with his son, and at first I was a little, I said, is this an old friend or does he have an older brother I forgot about? But And the dude looked pretty, like, upscale cool. But he was clearly trying to impress, like, to, you know, convince Jose he was still cool. Uh, you know, and show off for his son and Jose. And then his wife rolls in. And he's like, yeah, Jose's going to crash here, okay? And she's like, uh, can you help me with these bags, babe? And then they leave the son with uh, Jose Miguel, and then she really comes in and grabs him. Oh, no, no. 
And then they're like, yeah, he's like, yeah, bro, you got to leave. It was an unbelievable, I put a super sweet apartment to get kicked out of. It was a really, really nice apartment. Like, even the level of paintings and framed art they had up in there, and just, it was a beautiful, beautiful place. And then Jose Miguel, he gets on a payphone, his bike gets ripped off, and the same homeless guy, he's drinking wine, he's like, yeah, sorry, man, your bike got stolen. So then Jose goes out, and he's wandering yeah he's wandering to where the rvs are stored the rv store the bus in this case and it's locked in a yard he hops the fence he falls into a through the roof of a porta potty wakes up the dogs he gets lucky that the dogs just bark he's covered in liquid he trudges like totally beaten at this point to the bus he kicks his way into the bus Smells himself. He's like, man, he puts on a gas mask because he smells so bad. He pulls up some sort of jug of a, like, it looked like turpentine or, yeah, paint thinner or uh, linseed oil or something for a pillow. And then we have Cielo. She's rolling out of her house in a taxi. Taxi's FFV 233 or 333 inches in case you need that number. Or whatever. Uh, Walt's totally staring into space. Walt Jr.'s like, where's breakfast, man? And he's like, let's let's have some spoiling time. And they go on this driving lesson. And I think Walt was teaching a manual, uh, you know, Morgan, Jose, uh, Walt Jr. And he was pretty good at getting the clutch out, which I can't do. Then I put something unintelligible, Frenax, F-R-E. N-A-X-50. That's that's what my handwriting says. I don't know what that means. Uh, but then they thought maybe that was a sign. Maybe uh, maybe it's a sign. I You know, something happened to my brain. But they talk about, I think it's the left foot versus right foot. And it gets more and more intense, you know, and then the speed gets more intense. Walt gets mad, starts yelling. And finally he says, SWN Morgan. And it was just like, you know, fathers and sons. Uh, I know some that have shared driving lessons, but I know mine went way worse than this. So I can relate. Maybe I'll talk about it during Breaking Bad, or maybe I won't, but I don't know. Uh, then we got Mono's uncle waking up in the junkyard type place. He smells something, and then he kind of goes around. He sees the trash porta potty. He sees wet steps going to the bus. He finds Jose. He's like, "Hey, man, you got to pay for this toilet and all the money you owe me." And Jose's like, "Yeah, I'll pay. Hold on, let me do some math." And he tries to do some math live in person, and that does not go well. And he's like, "Just give me two days, I think." And then he begs, but the guy kicks him out. And he doesn't answer him, and then he starts making calls about the methylmina. And then Jose's like, well, I'm just going to break the bus out. So he steals the bus. And then we're back at Walt's uh, fruit sales, Cielo Up. Let me see what this says. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it says, fruit sales, Cielo's Up. Maybe there's fruit on the, uh, I think there was a lot of fruit out on the, uh, 
their island or whatever in their kitchen. And she goes up and Walt is waiting in it for her in their like den-like room where the owl collection is. Most importantly, the owl room. And he's like, honey, we really need to talk. And they have a little sit-down where Walt, at first, his first strategy is he kind of begs. And he uses his emotional appeal and he reaches out his hand to her in desperation and she takes it. Uh, but then, you know, she's like, okay, is that all? Is that it? And then Walt is totally apoplectic or whatever, like totally uh, fr- frustrated and then really upset. And she just watches silently, you know, irritated or pissed, I put. And Walt is adamant about something. He swears and then Cielo kind of imitates him. He's like, oh, no, no. And she's like, oh, no, no. And then I said, there's one condition I noticed. I, I don't know. This is like I said, I don't, I'm learning a little Spanish, but I don't know. And then she seems hurt and fed up and Walt won't let it go. So she's like, all right, I'm rolling out of here. We got some night boating going on here. If you can hear that, maybe night fishing. The people definitely wouldn't like that. I guess it could be a car out on the road, which is a ways away. The main road. Uh, but see, uh, one condition, Cielo rolls out, uh, drives off, and Walt's, you know, their, their car, their shared car. And he sees Jesse's in the bus by Walt's. And Walt runs on the bus. He goes nuts, though, and he's like, Jesse, blah, blah, blah. And at first, Jesse's kind of just like a sad puppy almost. And he's he's like, what about some of that money? And Walt seems to be like, that money's mine. And then whatever he says to Jose, he insults him. He crosses some line and pushes Jose to his limit. Jose says, no, no, no. Uh, time for a little, you know, fun housing, as we call it on this podcast. And they said, let's do some fun housing. And they fun house around. Almost like a tickle flight on the floor. Almost like a tickle flight. Where Jose Miguel is tickling the the sillies right out of wall. And then they're exhausted from that. You know how it goes with those tickle flights. That kind of level of tickle fighting. And they're like emotionally drained. But maybe with a little post tickle fighting ecstasy too. And they go in the house. Jose's like, hey, can I use your bathroom? Walt's like, go for it or something. Walt grabs some cash. I notice he didn't grab half the cash. And I know some is in English. and I mean, some, I know some's in Amer- like, uh, American. Uh, I mean, I know not all the money was the exact same. But I said, well, he only didn't give Jose half. But, uh. Whatever, he gives some money, pulls some out for Jose Miguel. And then we have Cielo, she's buying cigarettes from a street vendor. And then she gets in her car to smoke, and a lady shames her. She gives her the old, uh, ice, how dare you smoke with the pregnant belly, shame look. But Cielo takes a hit anyway. She's like, I've already been shamed, I might as well, you know, do something now. And it's just this great slow scene. 
there, there, that theme song plays that I've started to really like. Uh, well, there's almost like a slow-mo shot of her smoking. At some point, she's even uh, the grand finale. I think that was a song. Um, but she's holding her belly for a minute, you know, hand in the belly, nicotine in the bloodstream, and the episode ends. And that was uh, so that was our first run through of uh, metastasis. All right, so this week I watched uh, metastasis, Breaking Bad, metastasis. So we're back on a Breaking Bad. It opens with a black and white pool shot. Uh, I noticed the plush, this stuffed teddy bear. I'm not sure it's a bear, but the stuffed uh, guy, he's his, his tongue or her tongue is out. Pink plush. Such a, I mean, I wonder how, I think I wrote, I wonder how they shot it on the uh, metastasis, the red pen run through. Uh, but you just I don't know, so visual. Was, I don't I don't know. I don't want to go on about it because it's like, Jesus, just a color one. But yeah, it was cool looking to me. And especially something about the pink color. But it's upside down. And then there's a bright, right light. And then a figure scoops it out in one of those skimmers. The old pool skimmer. I've never owned a pool or been... But, uh, you know, pool skimmers are an important thing. I remember skimming some pools. That sounds like, uh, dirty somehow. You know, skimming the old pool. Uh, but no, just skimming an actual pool. You say, geez, I can't wait to get in this pool. Let's skim the hell out of it. Uh, because, I don't, you know, we get the leaves out. But maybe the parents were like, you can go in the pool if you skim it. But they skim it, the skimmer and the bear, the plush are dripping. There's lots of bags of stuff, of, you know, stuff. Then we're at a convenience store. I put, is it the same one as Walt Jr.? I'm pretty sure it was. And then we see Jesse and the guy, the bum calls him, hey, Captain America. The, the guy who's down on his luck. Uh, the guy who's down on luck says, uh, hey, Captain America. They put, if I could, oh, if I could fly, the song plays. If I could fly, if I could fly, I don't know why I don't know it. I just watched the episode a little while ago. Uh, But that song plays, and then we have Jesse and Walt meeting up. And again, it's hilarious when these two, and I think they're in the canned ham section. Jesse looks terrible, his hair is matted and greasy. And it's just like, this is a stupid idea. Well, so you got a better idea? Like, what, fine, whatever. And so we, we, what do we do? What's the plan? And Walt's like, there's no plan, not, nothing until it settles down. And Jesse's like, five minutes ago or one episode ago, you were yelling at me, you know, to start, be prepared to cook. And then Walt's like, well, look what I put, but just put my family through, you know, I can't. Uh, you know, leave my house, my wife's worrying, it's time for me to mend fences. And then Jesse said, what about me, fence fixer? You know, your brother-in-law took all my money. And Walt gives him 600 bucks. And Jesse's like, uh, you know, what about the rest of the money? Uh, Walt's like, what money? He's like, half that money's, half your money's mine, we're 50-50 partners. And then Walt, you know, we get the dark Walt, and the the uh, Walt. This reminds me of me. He says, "Meaning what exactly, Jesse?" 
You know, I'm going to suffer for because your carelessness. You're the one that wanted to work with Tuco, Walt, Jesse says. And then Walt's like, you know what, no contact. We got to, I got to, he says, I got to get out of these canned ham aisle. And we're not going to have any contact. And then Jesse goes to leave. And he's like, no, 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 I leave first. And I was like, what? And then we're at Walt's house. And Scatter wakes up. She's like, Walt. You know, when Walt's down bed, she's like, Walt. And then Walt's like, uh, I think Walt says, uh, I don't know. They said, hey. Walt says, hey. And then Walt's cooking breakfast. He's wafting pancake smells at Skylar and Walt Jr. He's going for father a year. Skylar's totally skeptical. At one point, Walt says, hey, eat up the pancakes. They're not getting any hotter. Uh, you know, Walt Jr.'s like, what's going on? You never cook. He says, hilarious Groucho, which... Well, Junior does have, he is thick of brow like Groucho was, like dark, dark hair. But I I don't know if he's a Groucho, though. And then, uh, Walt's going for this father-son bonding moment. He's talking about how good Juice is. And then he's, like, uh, defending, like, they cut, you know, to, like, a little bit later in the breakfast. Walt's defending Steely Dan. And, you know, seeing how good Steely Dan is. And Walt Jr.'s like, Dad, dude, this is the point when a man just reaches a certain age. And he's holding on a little too tight. And then Walt says, what about a Boss Skaggs, I think. And even Skyler laughs at that one. And then Lewis shows up. And Walt's still talking, you know, well, geez, we, we, we've done something wrong. Our son doesn't know who Boss Skaggs is. And Skyler's like, I don't know who Boz Skaggs is, dude. And then Walt's like, hey, honey, I heard about this great, uh, I mean, talk about, you know, again, we, we've said this before, but this great bad acting. Walt's like, there's a fiction writers conference up, you know, that uh, looks really good and top-notch, and maybe I could go with you, you know, unless you want your own space, you know, but I could go with you totally, you know, you know, totally go together. And then uh, he starts talking about the second cell phone, and feeding his BS, like he tries to do the old, uh, like we talked about piggyback apologies. This is like the piggyback conversation or the conversation change sneak, you know. So, anyway, I was thinking about that second. And the camera holds on Skylar, and for a second, it slowly pulls in, you know, closer to her. And she just has this wonderful look of, like, well, this is total bullshit, Walt. Uh, and it's great, and Skyler keeps talking, and, and I mean, uh, Walt keeps talking, and we stand Skyler, and then she's up and she's out of there. I put uh, to remind myself, we'll see if I remember to look up stuff about wooden sidecars, like cars with this wood because she drives off in her fake wooden sidecar, and I had. As a growing up, we had two different station wagons that I remember that had w- fake wooden sides. One light blue, sky blue, and then another dark blue, like a navy. Both with that f- fake wooden sides. And then I know many, I think there was a town and country minivan for, you know, the early minivan days. Uh, but Walt calls Skylar's phone and it rings, it's at home. 
Then we have Jesse in the law office. And the lawyer's like, ready? And Jesse's like, for what might help her? And he's like, uh, his parents come in. And Jesse's like, oh, it's another intervention. And he's like, no, Jesse, you, you got to vacate the premises. Albuquerque, uh, uh, 87104, law something, number 50-something, you know, states. Uh, and and uh, his mom, he's like, you're kicking me out of the house. And his mom's like, a DE agent, you know, showed up. And he never gave it to you. You're just allowed to stay there. And Lori's like, yeah, your parents are the property owners. And he's like, we talked about this, we were going to split the money if I sold the house. And his mom's like, you know, I saw the uh, basement of the house. I saw the meth lab down there. And he's like, you have a key? I mean, Je- it was like, Jesse, come on, buddy. You didn't think of that? Your mom looks like the nosy type. She's been, you know, digging through your... And she's like, I, or I said, they, I don't think they said it. He showed that they had pictures of the... And I was like, oh, boy. And they're like, we could lose the house to forfeiture. You know, the police could seize it. And they're like, we're not willing. And he's like, it's all cleaned out. And then they say, uh, you have three days, Mr. Pinkman, uh, to vacate the house. And I was like, oh, that's pretty harsh, Mr. Pinkman, they called him. And then the next scene... uh, is uh, Walt's waiting. I noticed there was an Afghan behind him. Afghans have come up on the show again, or what I would call an Afghan. And I said, geez, now I'm thinking about it, even last time I joked about it, but I'm like, is that some sort of pejorative term? Maybe I should look into it. But to me, an Afghan is like a blanket your mom or your grandma or your aunt makes. I don't know if, again, it shows, I said, I don't know if that's a, crocheting or knitting i think those are it's one of those two with hooks or with just the pokers i think just with the pokey things uh that you know when you you pretend i think i did this material already but you know fake walrus teeth pretend to stick it in your ear stick it in your ear to your cousin's ear too far you know go to uh you know pretend they're you know do different say geez could i ban this oh boy and then your mom, your mom cries. And she says, I have to, you know, go stay at your grandmother's for a while. But this particular Afghan, it had a V, I think it was it was folded over the back of a couch. But it had a, so it had a V pattern. Might have been part of a diamond pattern. But it went, uh, uh, let's see, I got it. Like, this is like iambic pentameter, But with the Afghan, 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 it went brown, H brown, tan, red, brown, H brown. I don't know what H brown stands for, though. Tan. Why would I say H brown? Hmm. Uh, I mean, because tan. Hmm, interesting. I don't know my own. It's like I have, it's not shorthand or longhand. It's mystery hand. He, well, yeah, he does use a steno pad. Does he do his no, show notes in uh, shorthand? Uh, no, no uh, mystery hand he uses. It's a mystery even to him when he reads it. Parts, parts of it. Riddle hand. Yeah, no, no, I don't use shorthand. I use a riddle hand. Yeah, I went to uh, correspondence school for that. 
wrote, wrote letters to myself that I couldn't read. Accidental correspond, you know, corresponding with myself, which I do. I'm taking the notes. I'm corresponding with my future self, you know, confusing my future self. I also notice there's a giant, one of those giant wood forks on like one of the sides of the cabinet in the kitchen. Very, you know, thing you see in your friend's house growing up. You don't have one. If, you know, if you're going to do some comedy when the parents aren't home, it depends on, you know, what age you are, but you could, you can use that fork for a lot of comedy, you know, you know, tosses, you know, salt, pretend you're going to toss a salad. Regular eating out of it's not too funny. And then as you get into later high school and it's like four in the morning, you know, you figure out other, you know, things, but usually you just end up embarrassing yourself. So you're probably better off maybe doing some low... You'd say, geez, that's a great fork. Where do I... But then they might take that as a, you know, insult. Like, that's like they're using... What is this called? Sarcasm. But it's not. He said, no, no, I'm trying to do a comedy routine here. A kitchen cabinet comedy tour. Scooter's always looking for a new... You know, he wants to be like the kings of comedy. He's like the kid... He does he does you know, material in kitchen kitchens... Oh, no, on kitchen cabinets. Yeah, so that's the giant fork routine there that I'm working on. But can I get it? Does anybody know what I'm saying? Can I get a what, what, that a giant, giant wooden fork or a giant wooden... Sometimes people have a matching wooden fork and spoon. Sometimes it has things. But this one looks like it was purchased at a yard sale. And then they stuck it up there. And they said, well, listen... Geez, I didn't even notice we had that stupid fork here still, Walt. Oh, Skylar, remember, you know, we said, remember, and then she says, so what, how did, we? and then they would have, might have a little cute argument about it. Well, didn't we get that from, no, we got it from the, no, your mother, that was your mother's lucky fork, Walt. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on, Skylar rolls in. She doesn't say anything about the fork, but Walt's like, I fixed the garage door. And he's all uh, dirty and grimy, and she, he's like, where were you? And she goes, out. And Walt tries, like, every move in the book. Oh, you know, I fix the garage. Oh, boy, I think I should, you know. He's like, hey, you know, all that, can't, I think I'm going to go back to that cancer support group, honey. That was such good stuff. I really need to get talking about my feelings and learning how to. But Skyler's like, Walt, man. This I, I got to tell you, the way this episode slowly unfolds and the conclusion it reaches, and then just especially watching it for a second time is so powerful, and seeing these missed opportunities that well, I mean, well, maybe not, just seeing the choices the characters make, I guess, and the consequences, is is great, and this is one of them. Like, well, it, we'll we'll see it plays out. Uh, but again, I was sort of talking about the acting in this scene, the posture in the, uh, you know, unspoken body language. It's just so good. It's so good. These two, it's just wonderful to watch. And then we have Jesse's room. We see his fish tank. We see a picture of him with his aunt. Very cute. We see a ton of weed. We see Jesse out cold. His mom wakes him up. He's got a a black shirt with a silver money sign on it, which was sweet. Uh, he thinks he's still got his mom. He's like he's trying the same stuff Walt's trying. I guess I didn't realize this till just now. And his mom's not having it. Uh, 
he's like, yeah, let's, this is, I'm glad you're here to talk, Mom. Like, let's get this, uh, you know, this has been a wake-up call, and I'm, I'm glad that I can finally start to get my life, you know, business, school, computers, uh, uh, this is great, we're talking. And she goes, the time for talking has passed, Jesse. And then there's movers. He's like, I thought this was a wake-up call. She says, everything's going in storage. When you clean it up, you can have it all back. And then it gets it gets harsh, fast, but good. This is another great scene. But Jesse says, uh, she says, you know, something about Jesse growing up. He said, why don't you grow up, you know, Jenny, his aunt, Jenny wanted him. He said, she wanted me here. I was the one who took care of her. I took her to her appointments, made her lunch. I earned this. Her mom's like, you didn't make her lunch. And then he's like, what did you do, Mom? Uh, you know, I was the one there for her, not you. And she gets, she's like, don't do not do this, don't do this. And she's like, and now you're making it worse. You're kicking, you, you know, you didn't help your sister or whatever, and now you're not uh, helping your son. He goes, what's wrong with you? And she goes, get, you know, leave your keys in the padlock for the garage outside. And he's like, what are you going to do, Mom? And she's like, I don't know, Jesse. And she's like, but get it together. And he goes, this is going to help big time. Jesse with the big times is funny. Uh, another thing I noticed was there's a, in the background there's a neon bongo drum. I don't know if that makes another appearance in the show, but I said, geez, that's a neon bongo drum. And I said, uh, does Jesse bongo? But it was neon. I said, well, it was uh, probably a, you know, impulse purchase by Jesse, maybe. And then if you guys, you, you, you don't know how happy it made me. Uh, but I didn't take a lot of notes about it. But Walt's downstairs making omelets. Doorbell rings. It's Lewis. We see Lewis. I didn't take many notes about Lewis, actually. I didn't take any. I just said, Lewis is at the door. Two exclamation points. But it was like, you want a New Mexican-style uh, omelet? I'm making omelets. And uh, Lewis is like, me and Flynn got to get going. And he's like, Flynn? And this is the whole thing with Walt Jr. changing his name. And Walt's like, what? who's Flynn? And, and Walt Jr.'s like, I'm Flynn. And he's like, oh. And he's like, yeah. And Lewis is like, bye, Mr. White. And then uh, Walt's like, Skylar's uh, putting on makeup, brushing her hair. Uh... And Walt's like, Flynn, what was it, Earl Flynn? I, I don't, what, what is this? And she's, this guy was like, this is what he likes to be called. And he's like, what's wrong with Walter Jr.? She's like, don't take it personally, he wants his own identity. And then Walt gives, do you think Lewis knew about how I went nuts, though? Uh, and she's like, Walt, that's his best friend. Of course he talked to him. And he's like, I made omelets. And, and while Skyler's brushing her hair, I mean, this is a compliment uh, I thought it was a very, it reminded me of Beverly D'Angelo. Uh, I mean, probably best known for National Lampoon's Vacations. And her ability to play off of Chevy Chase with that kind of same thing Skyler is doing. I don't even know how to describe it. But uh, to uh, a stoicness, you know, but, but out of irritation. With a you know in Chevy in the National Lampoon's out of you know a goofball, in this case you know Walt, 
I don't know, very Beverly D'Angelo to me, and I mean that in the most, uh, in the highest, they say, Jesus, they say, you, you calling someone Beverly D'Angelo-esque is a compliment in my book. Uh, then the phone rings, and she's like, Scott, I was like, you better get that phone. And then Jesse's calling, his phone was the same color as the bongo, neon green. Skyler rolls out, and Walt's like, what part of no contact did you not understand, Jesse? And Jesse's like, I got a problem. He's like, I don't care. And then Walt's like, oh, sorry, I'm not interested in pay-per-view. And Skyler's like, I'm not, come on, Walt. And then he hangs up, and she's like, rings again. She's like, you should probably get that, Walt. I'll be back later. And he's Walt's like, what are you doing? And Jesse's like, I need some money, man. And Walt's like, I gave you six hundred bucks. And yet, well, Jesse's like, yeah, Walt, I, I got, I don't have any place to live. And he's like, you smoked that six hundred. He's like, no. He's like, no, no, no. Uh, and he's like, Jesse. He's like, no, no. And he's like, Walt's like, Jesse, these are your problems, not mine. No contact. Don't ever call here. And he's like, when the moment's right, I'll get a hold of you. And then he's like, you're not listening. And then they yell at each other. They smash up their phones, uh, both of them. Walt throws away the omelets. He breaks the, it was a phone booth. He broke the phone. Hurts his hand, he yells. Oh, no, no. He broke, that was, that was jumping ahead. No, no, he breaks his, he uh, breaks his hand on the, the phone. And then Walt does, but Jesse hurts his hand, yells at the mover, and he's like, yeah, thanks, man. Hey, you forgot the ice tray. It was great. Another one of Aaron Paul anger scenes. He's like, you forgot the ice trays. All right, the next scene's at this, like, wicked hip apartment. And I thought, I was like, is this the same apartment Walt lives in later? Like, the same apartment building years later or seasons later? But uh, Jesse's there with his buddy, and he's like, man, we got to get the hammer up and running, man. And it's this uh, pushover dad. And his wife comes home. She's like, "Uh, Paul, could you uh, help me with these bags in the bathroom? And you're like, oh, this is spells curtains for Jesse staying there. And then she's like, Finn, nap time. And the next scene is Jesse's on a pay phone. And he says, I already called Badger. And he's like, just tonight. And they're like, no. And then Jesse gets really, he takes that frustration on the pay phone. And then he goes back and his bike has been stolen. And so the next scene does, he shows up at the junkyard, which is all green, lit in green. And uh, is it, and notice in the background, like the next lot over was full of porta potties. It seemed like, which I thought I said, "What well, is that full? Are those all porta potties?" Uh, and then Jesse uh, goes over the fence into the uh, junkyard. He lands on the top of the uh, porta potty. I notice he was really good coordination because it almost tips over. He regains his balance and then he falls through. And then he falls down into the uh, porta potty, and then he falls out, and he gets it goes his way to the RV, and he's sick and uh, sad, and he goes to sleep in the RV, upset. 
And then the next morning is uh, Skyler's out. Walt's just sitting there grinding his teeth. And uh, Walt Jr., a.k.a. Flynn. So we had Finn and Flynn. Yeah, Finn and Flynn. Oh, oh, private eyes. Private eyes. Um, but uh, he says, hey, where's mom? What's going on for breakfast? And Walt says, hey, let's do something fun. And it's driving lesson time. Walt says, you know, hey, look how your hands are at the 10 and the 2. And he's like, it's easier on the brake. He's like, how do you, you're, you're, you've done this. And he's like, yeah, Lewis has been helping me out. But then uh, Walt's like, okay, let's do a left-hand turn. And then he's like, oh, wait a second, are you, are you using both your feet? And, and Walt Jr.'s like, yeah, 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 I am. And he's like, no, 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 no. And he, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you can't use one foot on each pedal. And I've always wondered this. I, I, I agree with I've never gotten a clear explanation other than, you know, a brain. Because Walt Jr. says, why, why not? And he, Walt says, because you can't. And then he says, and he goes, this is easier. And Walt says, there's the easy way and there's the right way. So let's do it again. And I've had some bad driving uh what do you call it? Experiences one day I'll share. I got you know, dri- you know, driving instruction problems, but uh, and then I found the person that was right for me, who you know was this this is a very old patient man, and the other uh, person I had a crush on her, so it was perfect. It was just the three of us. So I mean, she didn't she didn't like me, but it, you know, it still still worked. You know, I learned the ten and the two. But Walt's like, yeah, man, and Walt just gets more and more testy. And Walt Jr., you know, the pressure when you're, you know, and then he uh, gets his foot stuck on the gas or the brake, can't get on the brake, and they run into a barrel, boom. And then we're back at the junkyard. And uh, notice that guy was chewing tobacco. I also noticed he had the plastic bags that are full of those water things to keep bugs away or whatever. I've always wondered, no pennies in there. A lot of times you see pennies. Sometimes you just see the plastic bags hanging from the eaves of the front of the house. Uh, He sees the mess uh, with the RV, spits this tobacco. He sees it leading to the RV, finds Jesse in there. He's like, hey, if you want to leave here, give me 1500 bucks." And Jesse's like, I'll give you seventeen fifty. if you don't take my cook stuff. That's all I got left is the cook stuff and the guy's like no get out of here he's like Clovis come on and then Clovis calls but Jesse takes the RV and then we have Skylar getting out of the shower she seems all refreshed and then Walt's like honey can we talk and he kind of looks down she crosses her arms he's like sit down let's 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 discuss things and then Walt believe it or not talks about a, a dream he had he says, uh, I dreamed I own a, I think he said an antique bike shop in Ireland. And then he said, I want to apologize for, you know, being so private and emotionally absent. And just, you know, cancer's no excuse. I'm really trying to get out of you being mad at me. So let me think of some other stuff. I haven't been a good partner, but I love this family. And I don't want to lose contact. And she says, thank you. I agree. And they hold hands, or he says it. Uh, you know, we're first around opposite sides of the couch. Uh, 
Skylar the whole time Walt's talking. She, she, she's thinking, her mouth's closed, uh, holding haps, holding their hips. Uh, maybe, I think Walt may be holding hips. There's frowning. Skylar frowns. She, she says, is that it? And she holds her hands up, or you know, Walt holds his hands up. And Walt says, he says, is this what you're going to do to do me? You know, quiet treatment, going out all day. You're angry, let's talk about it. And he says, if you're upset, uh, you know, and she's like, you're up to something, Walt. And he's like, "What? you know, I don't know what, what, what you're talking about, Skylar. And it, it quickly escalates. He's like, do you think I'm being unfaithful? And she says, would you even tell me that? And he's like, of course I would. And she's like, well, and then... And he's like, well, I'm not having an affair. You want me to swear to God, right hand to God? And she's like, I heard you, Walt. Congratulations for not having an affair. And he says, no, congratulations to you, Skylar. Great job. You know, what do, I, what do you want me to do? And then she says, okay, Walt. Shut up and say something that's not total bullshit. You want to know what you have to do? You have to tell me what's going on, really what's going on right now. Today. No excuses, no apologies. No more, you know, super dad breakfasts. And she says, you don't want to lose contact with me? Then tell me now. And he's like, what do you want me to tell you? And she says, I don't know, I don't know. But this is what was Walt's chance, I think, to come... Like, obviously, Skylar's right. There's something weird's going on. And she gives Walt the chance to spill his guts, but he passes. He, he sticks to his guns. And I think Walt says something like, We're not done here. He says, You know what I've done for this family? I think that's when Skylar's driving away. He says, We're not done here. You know what I've done for this family? And then he sees the RV and Walt rolls in. And what thing what gets really nasty? He's like, "What are you doing? Why are you in, Walt? Why are you blue? Why do you stink?" And Jesse's like, "My parents are kleptomaniac douchebags." And he says, "Jesse, you're so stupid." And he goes, "I know it's not optimal." He goes, "You came to my house." He goes, "What is wrong with you?" And Jesse's like, "Nothing." And he's like, "Well, what if Skylar saw you?" What was a plan, genius? And Jesse's like, I don't know. And Walt's hair is in him. He says, you don't think. You never figured out how to think. Jesse's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, just give me half the money, I'll get out of here. And he goes, he goes, half the money? He goes, there is no your half of the money. He goes, why should I be penalized because you're sloppy? And Jesse's like, dude, it's a 50-50 partnership. And then Walt gets all, he's like, partners in what, man? I'm the one that does everything. You're just a junkie. And at some point, you know, things cross the line. And uh, not quite 50-50. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm ahead of myself here. But it gets really nasty, and they get into a tickle fight. They tickle each other and to exhaustion. So then they go in the house exhausted from the tickle fight. And they go in and Walt says, hey, don't touch anything. And he goes and gets the money out from the hiding spot. He doesn't split a 50-50, though. That's what I put, not quite 50-50. He splits it maybe 60-40. He says, well, I'm going to keep this little extra stack for me. I notice he pulls a, like a, di- a diaper bag, like a diaper 
garbage bag out of a du- little ducky diaper bag for Jesse's money. And then they sit in the kitchen, both their arms are crossed. It was a nice shot of these socios, these parceros, partners. And he, he, well, he says, uh, going with the theme, he says, Hey, Jesse, you want some breakfast? And then we're at the same store from the beginning, same store where Walt Jr. bought his beer, tried to. I think the high, maybe not the same store Walt was arrested at, though, the high low market. But uh, Skylar goes in, or she, she's at the same store, she's buying cigarettes. There's a nice country song playing, I know I should know who it's by. Uh, I think it was called Pretty World. Uh, and it's playing a sad, sad song, and Skylar's feeling sad. And she gets in her car to smoke a cigarette, and she gets shamed. But she still smokes anyway, and she savors that hit. And then the song Look at the Sunshine starts playing. And that's the end of your episode there. Uh, so pretty pretty good, pretty good stuff. All right, so it's a red pen run-through of uh, Season 1, Episode 11 of Metastasis. It's only one season. Well, I guess it's two on, but, you know, just one telenovela. Uh, I think the name of the episode for this one is En La Mala. I don't know if that's in the bad. But it is when I said, how do they shoot the scene? Like, was the bear green, the plush bear? Or, I, I got, I, I'd like to Google that. They also say stuff like, uh, Yo veré en un lugar lleno de cámaras. In frien sospechen por ahora no si y mientras tanto y okay huberia twice gesed at least pasado se que se sera que se puede calmar uh, si y mientras tanto y okay parcero adonde va yo salgo primero uh, Lavar todo a ver, a ver, Hugo de uh, Toronaha. That was a juice, Hugo de Toronaha. Abajo de Haban, Naranja, that's orange juice, I think. Codigo Cigan, Escachando Otorgo. Uh, que dado, que tas, y hola, sotano. I noticed instead of Steely Dan and Bosgags, uh, Walt Jr. was talking about Daniel Santos. Daniel Santos. Uh, so that's probably something I should look up to. Lucho, Indeves, Odria, y se fue que. Embare. Uh, I was curious about what the cost of living in Colombia was after looking at some of these phenomenal uh, places. I was like, geez, like, uh, in, in the class structure and stuff, I was just curious about it. Allegra, Borahi, uh, is that, is that what, when Skyler says, uh, Cielo says Borahi instead of out, I was Borahi. Uh, que tal vez? Entraste, estuve, carrera, y mi baúl, a madurar, madure, 
encima as algo hola lucho algún chao dijo haya sicho si claro se la fumo suyos bambio baleza ero lo máximo miedo rumba tampoco agale conmigo amer Acalde, salio que cosa prende, freno metes dale, suave suave, acuerda piorbo parobo, acuobo cruzas frena, franaste pongas eso palabra tampoco bus busito busito Paranello, Paranello, Aguacatcote. Oh, this is what the uh, salesman was saying. Aguacate, piña, banana, banana, mana. Aguacate. Podemos hablar en fin. I don't think I mentioned that though in the first one. There was uh, like a fruit vendor, fruit juice vendor, as uh, Cielo was leaving one time selling fruit juices. I think that's what he was selling, or fruit. But Agua Caste. Esto es todo. Así como así así, huye, o se crees que te estoy siendo infiel, question mark, no sé, amante, lo uro, digo, socios, that's partners, I know that, presta el baño, uh, dime una sola cosa, dímelo, dímelo ya, genio, Ah, bro. I'm getting that Henio down, you know. I think. It wasn't it De Mal Henio? Meant, uh, crone? Right? Or something? And I think that's it for our, uh, red pen run through. That was a quick one. And, uh, let's get out with the show. Alright, it's language learning time here. Um, for, uh, episode 11. And we're just going to start right out. En la mala, in bad. In the bad, maybe. You know what, man? La mala, you know it. Uh, yo veré, yo veré. Uh, I'll see. And uh, I think that sounds like a, like a song, like a boy band song. Yo veré. I'll see when you smile at me. Didn't one of the uh, minions sing that song? And, and I'll see, cause it's gonna be you. Anyway, en uh, un lugar, a lug, probably wrong. Lleno de cameras, full of cameras, that's not. En uh, frien sospechen, a cool down suspect. There's a lot of songs here. You got to slow it down. Ooh, watch out. 
You're gonna lose control and free in suspension. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, I guess you wouldn't need suspect in that. And you guys might be like, uh, poor Aura, no, not yet with the singing scooter. And I'd say, C.E. Mentras tanto yo que, and if both Mentras that. Parcero, we know his partner, my partner in crime. Huberia would. Uh, that sounds like, that's usually a boy band song, would. There's every, uh, everything they put out, if they put out ten songs, one of them's going to have wood in there. W-O-U-L-D. No, no, W-O-O-D. Posado, last. That'll be the last time I sing. No, it won't. Uh, Ser que se puede calmar. You can become. Ser que se puede calmar. You can become. And then I guess maybe you could move it around. Can you become? Uh, Ser que puede calmar. I don't know. Is that as easy? Is it easier than English where you just change? Ser que puede calmar. You can become. But then if it was an action movie... And the mentor was, you know, saying it to the guy. He'd say, Ser que puede calmar. Uh, remember that guy, who was his name, Ruben? The guy who was like, uh, the Colombian Jason Statham. You can become, uh, about this one? Adonde va yo salgo primero? Where will, where will I go first? But Walt was saying, you know, I'll go, for, you know, where I go first, you know. This is where I go first, bro, to uh, Jesse. See, I don't think he doesn't use bro. Uh, here's one. Lavar todo a ver. Wash it all to see. You know, you say, that would be a strange way, but a probably good way to say, uh, hey, uh, maybe like a, like, uh, if you, for an atheist driving prayer, you'd say, you know, if you don't pray, but you're atheist, uh, you'd say, before you get on the road, a lot of people say a prayer. I know, or I know I've seen some people say a prayer. You could say, la bar, todo a bear, wash it all to see, and then uh, you'd say, okay, I better clean the windshield before I go. So, yeah, I think that'll be in my book of, uh, I, you know, pro, pro-am tips. The, the atheist driving prayer. Pre, you know, atheist pre-starting the car, post-starting the car before putting it in drive, atheist prayer. Uh, what was it again? Uh, la bar, todo a bear. Wash it all to see. And then you might say, well, Jesus, well, I'm a, you know, I'm an atheist. I'm looking for a little nugget at breakfast time. And I'd say, well, how about something a little mysterious, like uh, Ugo de Torona, do grapefruit juice. And they'd say, well, Jesus, a question or a statement. And I would say, do grapefruit juice. And they'd say, oh, oh boy. And they may say, Codigo, code. I'm not speaking in code right now. Abajo, down. You cool it down. We got to slow it down, watch out. Uh, de Haban, Haban, De Haban, uh, let, I guess it's episode 11, it's for me, time for me to start learning a new vowel, maybe on episode 12, because I know we got, oh, 
Oh, we almost got O down. Uh, Sigan, follow. Anchando, throwing. Otorgo, uh, I grant. Hey, that'd be good. Well, I guess that's a... Uh, Okay, uh, how about this one? Un hola, sotano, an underground pot who lives in an underground pot under the sea. Un hola, sotano. He just said the same. Okay, well, I'm working on it. Que uh, dado, I stayed. You know, I stayed and tried to make it funny. It just never was. Uh, lucho, I fight. Well, that makes sense, a luchador. Is a you know a grappler, uh, Daniel Santos. So let's just switch. You know this is going to be this uh, translation is going to be uh, interrupted by facts. I'm shooting over Wikipedia because they said in, in the in Breaking Bad they talked about uh, not Jethro Tull. Um, hey, nineteen. Well, we can't do. Why is my brain blanking right when? Uh, uh, Jenny, no, and we can't over the weeble wow to me. But yeah, and uh, Steely Dan, uh, Walt talks about Steely Dan and Boz Skaggs. But in Colombia, they talk about Daniel Santos and Santos. Santos. Uh, and I listened to some Santos songs today, and it's phenomenal. Phenomenal guy. Uh, Daniel Doroteo Santos Bentancourt, Bentancourt, uh, 1916 to 1992, is a singer and composer of boleros and overall performer of multiple Caribbean music genres, including uh, guaracha, plena, and rumba. And over the course of his career, he adapted several names and became known as El Jefe and in, uh, El Inquieto Ana Cobaro. Co- Cobaro, yeah. He was born in uh, Puerto Rico and went to elementary school. In 24, he moved to New York City. He dropped out of high school. He was 15 years when he began looking for work. One day he started to sing, Take care of the histe, you said, I love you. And someone passing by, knocked on his door, invited him to join the trio, uh, trio Lyrico. And then he started singing. He returned to Puerto Rico only to return to Manhattan to acquire a job as a singer at WKAQ, uh, one of the main radio stations. Uh, in 30, 30, 33, 34, Los Chilenos, Chilenos uh, a club near Broadway, he worked on the weekends. It says here, according to this, he lived a life of excess with many romances. He worked at the Cuban Casino Cabaret in Manhattan, he uh, sang, waited on tables, was a master of ceremonies, and sometimes he was paid up to $30. On one occasion, he was singing a more paradito, lost love. Uh, without knowing the composer of the song, Pedro Flores was in the audience, and Flores liked what he heard. He invited him to join his group, El Cuatero Flores, which also included... Uh, 
um, Mar- Marta Silva and uh, that's when he started gaining fame in the 40s a lot of Puerto Rican men were drafted for World War II among them Santos he recorded Des- Desperadida Desperadida My Goodbye uh, from the viewpoint of an army recruit who had to leave his girlfriend and his ailing mother became a hit uh, but he, you know, wrote that song right when his draft papers arrived. He was sent to Maui. Tra- he trained in Kentucky, Kentucky, and he was in the Pacific Theater. Uh, but he, I don't know what, what action he saw. And on and on, he went to uh, Cuba, Puerto Rico, and the legacy uh, is is. Uh, he had a semi-autobiography, a lot more stuff here. I'll link to it in the show notes, but I really wanted to look in who Don Daniel Santos was. And if you Google him on any music service and listen, you'll be like, oh boy, this is some hip-shaking, uh, dan- cooking, good cooking and dancing music, I would say. Uh, Lucho again, I fight. Hindeves couldn't look up. Podria could. Uh, he say fue que, I was that. Allegra, happy, poor I he over there. Uh, que Talbez, maybe. Was that a, you may be right, you Que Talbez. You may be loco. Que Talbez, you may be a lunatic you're looking for. And try stay, you entered. Estuve, I was. Carrera's a race, uh, and me boal, hey my boal, so boal must be a slang term, and Sima above, Madurvar, don't know, Madure, mature, has algo, do something, Hololucho, hello I fight, that sounds like a, a, a good song, hello I fight, hello, hola, Lucho, oh, hello. I don't know, I don't have the voice for that. Algoon, some. Uh, chow, bye. Diho, said. Haya, beach, like Beechwood, B-E-E-C-H. See, Claro, yes, of course. Uh, say la fumo, I was the smoke. Okay, that's our phrase of the week. And that, that, that would be, uh, uh, say la fumo. I know a lot of people are dealing with, uh, forest fires. But I think an atheist, we could make a little atheist. They say, well, we don't like that you're calling a prayer. So I'd say, well, I'd think of another thing, but uh, say, say la fumo, I was the smoke. Or you could say that'd be like a confusing way of saying I used to smoke. Say la fumo. Uh, suyos, yours. Uh, suyos, truly. Yours, truly. Uh, bombillo, bulb. Uh, arrow, oh, beleza, beauty. Arrow, lo maximo, the maximum arrow. E-R-O, rumba, rumba. Medio, fear. Tampoco, neither. Uh, conmigo, with me. Agale, make. Acalde, mayor. Amir, no. Salio, I went. Quecosa, what? Prende catches, freno break, mete snow, dale do it. 
Suave, suave, soft, smooth, man. Rico, suave. Pongas, you put S-O that. Kuobo, I can't, I, I keep having trouble with that, and I think I figured out what it was, and then I forgot. Uh, cruzas, you cross. Frenas, slows. Frenaste, something to do with braking or slowing down. Acuerda, remember. Uh, palabra, word. Tampoco, neither. Uh, Paranlo, stop it. Uh, aguacate, avocado. Uh, so pineapple, banana, avocado is what that guy had. Uh, Podemos hablar, we can talk. In fin, anyway. Uh, esto es todo, that is all. Así como, as well as. Así, así, so, so. I can't believe I even wrote that down. Oh, say, that is. Grace que te estoy, I thank you. Siendo being infiel, unfaithful, no say, I don't know. Uh, Amante, lover. Uh, Amante, that might be the word of the week, lover. Uh, Lo juro, I swear. That's another, we're getting into boy band songs again. Uh, But they wouldn't say lover, that's a little too strong for a boy band. But lo juro, lo juro. That that would be, you know, they're always swearing in boy bands. And I don't mean the kind of swears that make old people cringe. I mean, like, And I swear to the moon and the stars and the sun. Uh, I think we, yeah, we already covered that one. Uh, Socios, that's partners. Uh, Presta Albano lends the bathroom. Uh, Huye, fleas. Dime una sola cosa. Tell me one thing. That would be another one. That's a good boy band song. Uh, Dime una sola cosa. Maybe Daniel Santos, he could, you know, someone a crooner. That might be a good crooner song. Tell me one thing. Tell me one thing, my amante. Uh, what else we got? Dimelo. Dimelo. Uh, ya, already. Henio, genius, abro. I open my mouth and songs come out, ah, bro. Uh, so that's it for uh, this week in uh, language learning. 101 words, thank you. 101 lookups.